Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for a podcaster coming to you across the deep dark night to keep you company and to try and help you fall asleep, though with a lot of like ser- serious business handled in a in a non you know fun way, I guess a lighthearted and kind way. That's what I strive for. And that's what it's time for. Sleep with me, the podcast to put you to sleep. And here's the ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. Uh, hey, are you up all night uh, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature, whatever it is, routine, you know, so stuff you're thinking about, things you're feeling or experiencing, or, you know, whatever that stuff is where stuff, you know, say, oh, that person's out of town that I usually snuggle with or I'm out of town. Or, you know, they, like somebody just bought a flock of cockatiels or whatever next door. And eventually the cockatiels will learn, you know, they'll, they'll, you know whatever it is, whatever is keeping you awake. Maybe that's a metaphor. Hopefully that's a metaphor. I mean, there could be a listener out there, and actually, there the odds are they see. You know what, Scoots? I just I just moved into a next door to a pet shop, and uh, it's called Cocktail City. Actually, the proper name of the bird is not that, but you know, I'm sure that's how you remember it. Uh, and but they have, believe it or not, they have I, I, they they put in sound insulation. Uh, so I actually, like, I used to sleep to cockatiels, and now, so it's the opposite problem, Scoots. That's why I'm tuning in. The absence of cockatiels. Uh, another story, you know, a sci- science-based fiction uh, by Scoots, Scoots Magoots. Uh, the, the old, the, what did I say, an absence of cockatiels? I think that was, uh, was that Agatha Christie? Or was that, uh, like, a Sue Grafton? Uh, C is for cockatiel. Uh, that was one of the great ones. Uh, that was on her second run through the alphabet. Only released to to, to uh, in, in the secret, the super secret Sue Grafton uh, fan fiction group, I think. And that was quite. Oh, what am I talking about? Sorry, new listeners. Uh, went off topic early there. Uh, w is for whoops. Uh, so, where was I? Uh, and Sue Grafton fans are like, Scoots, what are you doing bringing Sue Grafton up at bedtime? And I'd say, well, I just picture in those co- covers because the covers are pretty relaxing, uh, you know, compared to Agatha Christie. You know, you'd say, what it kept you up at night, Scoots? Uh, the covers of Agatha Christie books, uh, you know, that my mom had lying around uh, that she bought at like a used bookstore. Okay, where was I? So if you're new... Whatever's keeping you awake, it could be. <laughs> I'm going to try to take your mind off that. I'm going to try to keep you company as you drift off. I, I apologize. Uh, those are mystery writers, by the way. Mystery thrillers. So you're right. Correct. Thanks, thanks, genre brain. 
about thrilling mysteries. Can I just say that? And it's not a genre. It's just an experience. Uh, and, you know, pet-based books, you know, PB, pet-based fiction. Maybe they, what if the cockatiels wrote a book? Uh, podcasters, we, we chirp, we enjoy chirping over. Also, by the way, we don't chirp. This is the way we communicate or express ourselves. Okay, so if you're new, I'm here to keep you company. I'm, I'm going to go off topic a lot, uh, but what I'm trying to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's, oh, I said that part. Uh, so I'm trying to create this safe place where I'm trying, like right now, I'm trying to get back on track. Uh, so I got this safe place set aside. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, uh, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Holy cow. You say, holy cow, how'd you get all those tangents in there, Scoots? You started early. And I say, well, it's just my bird. You know, it is really my bird brain tonight that's doing it. Like, uh, I'm lucky that I have a couple of those. Uh, so, uh, let's see, if you're new, sorry about the extra tangents, uh, but that's kind of how the show works. Uh, a couple of things to know. This podcast doesn't work for everybody, but I hope it works for you. Uh, it's kind of, you kind of hold it loosely, you, almost like you're listening to a bunch of birds. You know, when you're lying in bed, by the way, it hasn't come up on the podcast a lot lately, but my favorite, you know, my favorite bird to listen to when I'm lying around doing nothing is a morning dove. I can't get enough of that sweet, sweet sound of a morning dove. The coo, I think that one is a cooing. And, you know, sometimes you're just lying around and, you know, bird sounds are just great, but you're kind of not even paying it. You're barely paying attention. They enhance the moment. Uh, being in the moment is enhanced, or maybe it's just the experience of the moment. So rare I live in the moment. Uh, but one thing that does is tonight's sponsor, Morning Doves. Uh, thanks, Morning Doves, and the Morning Dove uh, future. Didn't we make up something like that, the lovey-dovey Morning Do- the Morning Dove Society? We're, we're lovey-dovey for Morning Doves. Uh, please send your letters correcting me about species birds and those things to... Uh, wherever so okay where was i so i'm gonna go off topic oh kind of consume the podcast a bit like if you're not a birder and you're in a good mood or a neutral mood bird sounds uh now i know there's a time of day or many times a day when you say give it a rest birds uh, particularly or you know the our, our, the earlier character we came across who said please give me my bird sounds back which they did eventually uh, get uh, through you know mp3s or whatever well you know i arranged that in the last 30 three minutes uh because it was all ma- i said i contacted the uh recorder in my brain i said can you go can you google some cockatiel songs uh and, and then sounds uh you know, archive, you know, look for some, and then otherwise we'll go record some. Uh, so, oh, so what, oh, so just don't pay, just kind of barely pay attention to this podcast if you're new. Structurally, what to expect, other than a jumbled structure, correct? Uh, show starts off, or did start off with a few minutes of business. That's how we're able to keep the podcast free twice a week. 
That's my goal, is to give a show out twice a week and not behind a paywall. So the sponsors and the patrons enable us to do that, so I thank you. Uh, then there's an intro. And if you're new, obviously if you've been listening, it can throw some people off because uh, the intro is a bit like bird, you know, bird jumping, to say, like, jumping from one place to another to another. And it's not short where a lot of times some people get here and they expect to intro. I guess it was like, I don't know what they expect. Maybe they expect more of a guided meditation or a traditional bedtime story, which we will have uh, our holiday themed uh, bedtime stories tonight. But it, the intro is like 12 to 15 minutes or so. Uh, to kind of ease you into bedtime. It's me kind of going through the podcast and how it works. You're just observing my bird brain and seeing where it goes. And that's really what happens sometimes. So that you can get ready for bed or start to unwind, wind down, whatever it is, get comfortable or get ready, you know, brush your teeth, uh, you know, like maybe, I don't know if anybody uses those shoe forms or whatever. Maybe you got to do that. So those things, so so the intro is long and windy uh, to give you plenty of time to fall asleep. Now, if you're a regular listener, some a small percentage of people skip ahead to 18 or 20 minutes and just start listening there. Or they subscribe to our Patreon and they listen to the story-only versions of stuff, uh, but for a lot of listeners, the, the the intro is just part of their uh, bedtime routine. So that's why it's kind of long. It's not a, it's not self indulgent because it, like, uh, but it is like a bit like where I indulge my bird I, tonight. It's a hey, what do you got? You jump around that cage a little bit more. I'll try to follow your thoughts. Uh, also, just to kind of give you a lay of the land, this is a little bit different of a podcast. A little bit silly. A little bit goofy but very friendly. I make the show because I've been there tossing and turning in the deep dark night, following non uh, morning dove level thoughts that are doing, you know, the, the other birds, the squawkers, which there's a time and a place for. I'm not anti squawk, just, uh, not my own squawk. You know, the own, my own parts of my brain or personality that squawk. I don't really need that at bedtime. So I'm here to take your mind to stuff. I truly believe you do deserve a good night's sleep. And that's why I make the show. A couple of other things. Uh, structurally, what to expect. Okay, so we have an intro. Then there will be some business. Then the story. Then some thank yous. That's how the structure of the show works. If you want to skip the ads and the stuff, the easiest way to do that is just become a $5 and a patron. Uh, so that's the structure. This is one podcast you don't need to listen to. And I don't really expect you to, but you can. So kind of see how it goes. Hold me loosely. But the thing is, if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here till the end to keep you company. Like the story will be meandering and a little bit fumbling and stuff, but it'll be complete because I know there's a few of you out there that are there for the company, you know, and I've been there too. I also believe that having me be there till the very end Maybe it helps your bird, you know, it's like the old, like I said a couple episodes ago, the old uh, sheet on the birdcage thing. It says, okay, helps quiet things down. So 
podcast you don't need to listen to. No pressure to fall asleep. That's another reason the shows are about an hour. Is so you can fall asleep whenever you want. You don't. There's no pressure. They say, okay, you got eight minutes to get to sleep. Uh, like you don't want to. I, I or I don't want to be rushed to falling asleep, or I don't want to rush you because I've been in that position where I say clock counting or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so not you know. So so I'm just here to make bedtime a little bit better, a little bit less serious. Ian, a little bit more friendly. Um, um, if you're new, I'm here to apply for the role of boar friend or boar bud or boar bay. But, you know, boar bay would be a big jump, obviously. Boar sib, boar bestie. Like, those are all, like, for, you say, oh, wow, you, we, we, you first, I, you know, there are reviews. Nor, most reviews, if I could say, give it a few tries, and then it started to listen. There is a sliver of reviews that go like the first time I listened, you know, I, I reacted strongly and not in a positive way. And maybe I even wrote a review in that. Then years later, someone I trusted told me about the podcast and then I gave it another try. And I real, you know, I had at that time I expected Scoots to not make any sense and go off topic. Uh, and I realized it was friendly you know, because the first time your skepticism may say, what does this dude want? You know, you're trusting me, so I'm really here to earn your trust, even if it takes a few years. Um, you know, see how it goes, uh, or well, come back, or welcome back. You might have said, uh, I tried listening in 2014. No. Tried listening in 2016. Absolutely not. Now, 2020, 2019, I said, wait a second. Uh, are these are these dolls more? Are these dolls more creaky or dulcet? Uh, these tones. Uh, but my main message is, I'm really glad you're here. I really hope I can help you work fall asleep. I work very hard. I yearn and I strive to do that. I appreciate you giving me some of your time. So let's see how it goes. Uh, and here's a couple ways we're able to keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, it's uh, Scoots here. <laughs> surprise, surprise, it's Scoots here. Uh, and uh, this is going to be our holiday series, uh, limited series, totally episodic. Uh, was episodic right or no? Is this episodic? Sorry, uh, modular. I think it, I already forgot. Oh, serialized. It is not serialized and not at all. Oh, no, it is not. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's not serialized. Just like last holiday season, it, uh, is, uh, just these one-off, uh, episodes uh, that have a similar, a starting location or something. I don't know. I've tried to play with the idea of, uh, you know, those channels that air all the holiday specials. I like those, uh. Now this one it would be probably on a different channel, television, stream, streaming channel, uh, or whatever. If it was an imaginative, but but uh, so holiday themed episodes, and I know the holidays aren't for everybody, but these are very, particularly this season, I'm looking at uh, very little holiday content. And it, now this is going to be nothing like a real time recipe episode, but. Uh, it, it, uh, if you're, uh, it, it, so I don't know, well, I haven't listened because this is the first one I'm making. 
but it may have uh, it may have some. It's a fictional story, though. So, unlike my real time recipe episodes, which are 100 uh, percent uh, near uh, photorealistic uh, documentary, document docu- documentary. Anyway, listeners, I'm glad you're here. So I'm going to tell you. I'm going to get a story going. And I guess this first episode won't even need any explanation, but I kind of always feel like, you know, I'm trying to make sure you're comfortable and, uh, you know, the, the way that I could ease expectations and set them in a sleepy way. That's why I do these uh, extra long warm-ups after the intro before the story. Uh, so I, w- I guess I will try to introduce this theory a little bit. The, um, what is the title? I'm looking through my notes uh uh, for the title of the series, because for some reason it's just not in my brain. Okay, ready? So this is the, the oh, wait, I'll have Anto, okay, so yeah, I don't need to tell you the, the, the name of the, okay, can, can you read that handwriting? Okay, uh, so I'm here to introduce the name, the title of the series of, uh, unrelated, barely related, uh, uh, how, how, holiday episodes is someone related to, to acting brilliance. Do you know who, who you, what I feel like you're related to gravitas? Uh, you know, if there was a recipe for gravitas, uh, you'd be the, you'd be the main ingredient. Holy mackerel. Uh, I don't know which part of you though. Would it be your voice, your eyes, your countenance, uh, your hair, your dreamiosity, uh, you, you know, the fact that you, t- you do take my breath away, like, uh, and, and, you know, and we're just friends. Uh, is it, how come no one ever talks about that? You platonically take my breath away. You, you, how come there's no movies like that? Uh, platonic rom-com, never a chance. Uh, and you slept in my bed, too. I guess that was what makes it even more paradoxical, platonical rom-com. So anyway, this is Mr. Antonio Banderas, uh, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, uh, friends beyond the binary, it's time for the first episode of something for your holiday season, uh, something you might be able to smell as you're walking up the drive. Or the walkway as you just open up the door. And then you start to feel some warmth. uh, And maybe you're just watching a commercial for a luxury car. Or maybe you're home for the holidays or visiting someplace for the holidays. Or sitting on your couch, snuggled in your bed, saying, Antonio Scutze, weave me a tale that captures those things, uh, you know, in an essence-based way, uh, for we know that, uh, you know, the regular holidays are much more, you, you know, uh, Scoot says not to get into it. So, it is proud for me. I am proud, I am proud to present uh, the first episode of The Holiday Cookie Adventure. Let's see what sleepy stuff uh, Scoots is cooking up. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, Hollywood. Uh, ho- not uh, w- w- live from Hollywood. 
Hollywood, uh, live from our Hollywood studio, uh, I want to welcome you to Holiday uh, Cooking Adventures. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting this in. This is our first episode, but I'm supposed to... Okay. Uh, welcome, everyone, to hol- the Holiday Cooking Adventure. Now, our first contestant is just backstage getting ready uh, for their holiday cooking adventure. And because this is a special, you know, we're working with special technology. This will be the last time you hear my voice. I'm Gray Jeanson, and uh, this is, a, you know, I'm, I'm just barely here to set, set the stage. But this is a game show. Oh, yeah, so this is a game show. This is my first hosting gig, probably be my last, but this is Gene Grayson, or Gray Jeanson. And, you know, one lesson from J- Gray Jeanson, don't have to be perfect on uh, in the holidays, uh, but uh, so, welcome to the Holiday Cooking Adventure. Oh, oh dear, the Holiday Cookie Adventure. I may be working on the wrong show. The Holiday Cookie Adventure is an adventure where each uh, episode we follow... Uh, someone on a holiday cookie adventure. Where will it take them? What will they learn? And uh, what will happen? Will they bake the cookies or find the spirit of the holidays or both or none? And the holiday cookie adventure is the only game show where our audience either wins or loses. If the cookies are baked successfully, our entire studio audience gets cookies. And if they don't, unfortunately, they don't. Uh, so welcome to the Holiday Cookie Adventure. The way it works is we'll follow uh, our main character through the eyes of their advisor. Now is where things get exciting because this season we have just three episodes at the Holiday Cookie Adventure. But our advisor is the one, the only the one who knows, who really cares if you've been nice uh, and knows that sometimes people make other choices, uh, but she tries to lean into kindness and love and respect and dignity for all, particularly around the holiday season. Uh, she she hopes that you're really good while sleeping because she doesn't need to know that. Uh, but if you're not, you know, she knows a podcast uh, to help uh, from, you know, help from keeping you awake. Uh, and she says, you know what feels good for goodness sake is being good and doing good or taking good care of yourself. And when you say, well, not everybody, nobody, you know, the self-care, uh, what could be more uh, holiday-rific than that? Our advisor, who will be hearing things uh, through her perspective as she advises our contestant, uh, we'll be hearing things just like we were the contestant. That's the whole idea of this show. So go ahead and pretend you're sitting there, you're in the dressing room, you're waiting for the only, the one, the only, uh, your advisor on a holiday cookie adventure. You don't even know what to expect other than adventure in cookies. Uh, I turn things over to the one, the only, the advisor on this season of the holiday cookie adventure, Roberta Claus. Hey, yeah, so it was great to meet you. I just turned the uh, mic on, uh, 
And yeah, so so uh, I'm here to help you on your holiday cookie adventure. Oh yes, yes. It, it, I'm yeah. It, no, it's very nice to meet you. It's nice for me to meet you. And I do want to prepare you for what to expect. Uh, it's pretty straightforward, except where it isn't. Uh, you'll be collecting ingredients uh, uh, for a cookie. And then needing to collect all the ingredients, uh, come back to, to the to the to the show kitchen, and cook the cookies. It's as simple as that. No, no, it's not as simple as just going to the store, though. So uh, I, they're going to hand me the envelope soon with uh, with what cookies and what ingredients there are. But I do know we're going to be going. Uh, to a very special Dickensian holiday fair. This one is one of the largest in the world. And this year they've been proud to announce that they have the largest historical mural in the world. Historical is in quotations, but it doesn't elaborate on why it's in quotations. Uh, but, they, you know, that does pique my interest. I say, okay. And uh, so we'll be going there. And I, I think that that's probably a clue, like, because they mentioned the mural of where we'll be starting or, uh, but again, I'm just your advisor. I'm just trying to point out, you know, it's not easy for me. I think this is going to be also helpful for me uh, because, uh, you know, I, since I'm Roberta Claus, I'm used to being, uh, there's a lot of control. Uh, and so for me to just to sit back, it'll really help uh the reason I agreed to this between the two of us is that uh, I think it'll be making me better at my job because my job is just to, to gently go guide things, right? And then I guess reward things or make people feel good. You know, that part is uh, is different. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, I did prepare for this. I did know you were going to be one of the contestants. And so my goal for you is, well, of course, I'd love to see you make these cookies and the audience eat the cookies. So that sounds like a reward within a reward within a reward. And I would greatly look forward to eating the cookies, too. But I would also like you to leave here, leave this adventure with the, where, where you've forged a new tool in your toolbox. You know what I mean? And I've been thinking a lot about it, and, and I, okay, well, yeah, tell me, like, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, I'm watching the, the the show clock countdown, so we'll be getting the envelope in a few minutes. Uh, we'll be okay. The, the the I do have an earpiece in. They said they're going to send us to location, and as we step, oh, we're moving. I didn't even realize this was a production van. I thought it was just a. Oh, Roberta Claus, I'm so focused on the task at hand, sometimes I get distracted. Okay, so they'll tell us what it is, but I just wanted to see, you know, when I say that to you, a new tool in your toolbox, uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you give it a laugh and stuff, but what do you think about when you think about uh, where you could use a little bit of extra, for, you know, help forging? You're right, I didn't even thought about the patriarchy of, you're right, I, 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 I did not even think about how subtle that is. Uh, but I would say that maybe it isn't. Maybe that's just our, I mean, I'm not, I'm not uh, uh, I agree with what you're saying. But we all use tools in some way. I guess it was just, an. I thought it would be an easy metaphor. I wrote some of this stuff down, believe it or not, but it's not going great. Okay, so when you think about it, uh, 
well, well what, do, what do I think? Okay, well, so you'd like me to think. I think about, you know, some of the times I've thought, I've, I've, uh, we've actually talked, you know, like, because it, anyway, we've connected before, not in person. Though there is that time you thought you saw my predecessor, and I ha- actually retain all those memories too, but we can't get into that. That'll take us way off the rails. But I just want you, like, I, I mean, I think, so I kind of, like, see, I've seen things through your eyes a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Can I read your mind? Kind of, kind of, yeah. No. So, yeah, I get, well, I'm very, I try to be very good at communicating. But, again, I'm just because I'm Roberta Claus uh, and Santa before me doesn't mean you're perfect, right? And, you know, the problem with having superpowers or godlike powers uh, and being an object of that kind of projection and celebration is, uh, no, no, I guess it's not about my humanity being lost through the process of being a symbol of uh, Christmas joy and bring, no, 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 it's my job to advise and help you. And through that, I'll get my own reward probably. Oof, Roberta, I probably should talk to somebody in this uh, off-season, I guess. Uh, I need one, I do have people I talk to, but it sounds like I need one more because I just I guess I had to just get that off my chest. Or maybe it was my way of building rapport with you to show you I'm, you know, very fall- fallible. Well, we just hit a big pothole there. Okay, so, yeah, so you've been taking out, you, you, okay, I hear you. So it's, you do have a tendency... You feel like you have a tendency to take on a lot of stuff, huh? And so maybe through this process, what would we be? What would we? What would we be looking for? Oh well, since we're working on a cookie adventure, okay, taking taking but taking things in small but but oh, bite sized. Maybe breaking your bigger projects into bite sized projects. Uh, Okay, and realizing that that's okay. Okay, well, uh, oh, they're, 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 we're pulling up and they're handing me the envelope and I'm going to open it. And it looks like we're going to be cooking uh, English toffee balls. Uh, so we have a list of ingredients here and I'll hand that to you. And so with the list of ingredients and with what are we just talked about in mind, where, what, do you, where, what do you think? Oh, we should start with uh, the powdered sugar. Okay, yeah, that's the first ingredient. And w- w- should we get out of the van? Yeah. Oh, wow. This is so. This is an interesting. This is very uh, interesting. Is that real snow or just feels like snow? Yes, it is amazing. You can't quite see the sky. Yeah, you know, I remember when I first. Uh, uh, when, you know, because I lived a regular life, not like this Santa Claus. Like I lived uh, in the continental U.S., believe it or not. And I remember the first time I went on Pirates of the Caribbean, and I thought, uh, so do you think it's like that? Like I looked up and I said, where is this, like indoors or outdoors? Uh, oh, let's focus on the list. Okay, so we're going to focus on powdered sugar. Where should we start? Uh, oh, we should follow these signs to the great... Historical mural, ye old historical mural, it says there. And now, okay, so this is Dickensian London. 
but they have a historical mural. Oh, maybe this is the outside. Maybe we are outside. Do you think we're outside? Okay, we are outside. I, I guess I thought we were inside for some reason. So this mural will always be here, even in not in the holiday season. This is a real beautiful mural. So what are you thinking with the powdered sugar? What do you know about powdered sugar? Yes, I, I, I've heard that it was called. It's called icing sugar some places. What do I know about it? You know, I, I always thought as a, as a child it tasted different, um, and it could because it's, it has an anti-caking in an agent in there sometimes. But I know that it's just simply ground granulated sugar. It's not a different type of sugar for for the longest time. You know, this people be surprised that Roberta Claus didn't know this. But I always thought it was, and then I would imagine, I always thought it was just a different type of sugar. I mean, it is, but, but, uh, and uh, then sometimes I imagined when I would, my father drank tab, which was a kind of uh, soda. And so when I would drink his soda, I would imagine that, uh, yeah. Okay, so where should we look for powdered sugar? So grinding ice, uh, what is this? Where are you headed? You're looking for something. What are you looking for? Oh, you're looking oh, for powdered wigs. You suspect uh, powdered sugar would be with powdered wigs. Well, I like your association. And uh, where, here's a question. Is this like a linear history or is it nonlinear? Uh, you think it's both. It has some, yeah, because is it going left to right or right to left? Uh we probably don't. You're right. We should probably just focus on the powdered sugar. Look at you putting a tool in Roberta's toolbox. Okay, so oh, there you see. So who are the wore the powdered wigs? Is it just the Tories that wear those, or is it everybody? It is okay. Oh, and this is before. Okay, so there's powdered wigs. Uh, now it's just on, now these walls are wooden. This is a beautiful, beautiful mur- mural. It's like painted and stained. What a handiwork. Okay, so you're searching for what, a hidden... Oh, there it is, uh, a bag of powdered sugar. And how much do we need? Okay, we do need a half cup, but you're going to take the whole bag. Yeah, so we do have uh, this backpack. Uh, As your advisor, I could carry it if you like. Okay, great, uh... So what what are you feeling next out of all these ingredients? Which one do you think we should look up next? You just scoffed. Uh, instant pudding, that's what we should look up next? Uh, okay. Why did you scoff at instant pudding? Just the idea of it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess it's like this is an ingredient maybe for everybody to make. Uh, so I guess the instant pudding maybe makes it easier, adds flavor. I don't know. Okay, well, I, find, I, I do find that interesting. Oh, what's that person? Is that person handing out candy samples? Oh, hi. Okay, you're going to take some. Oh, they're, uh, oh, they're those toffees that are wrapped in gold. Okay, yeah, I put them in my backpack. Thank you. That's interesting. Okay, so instant pudding. What do we know? Are we going to stick with this mural? Like, where on the mural would instant pudding be? You're not using your phone while I'm trying to advise. Oh, you're looking up stuff about instant pudding. 
Okay, okay, so you so tell me what you were thinking. Walk me through your uh, thought process as you're looking it up. Uh, okay, you always thought instant pudding was an Amer- modern American thing. Okay, and what you're learning is you're basically quickly researching it. I understand you're so don't worry. This isn't, I'm not going to hold you in any of this, but this is like we're searching for clues. Okay, well, so puddings used to be expensive. You you suspect you're not 100% positive on that. Uh, and the idea uh, was that you could have something royal at home, particularly in the U.S., you're thinking, uh, during the baby boom. Oh, wow, I would have thought, I guess that's when I think pudding. Oh, and gelatins, jellos. Okay, I remember j- jellos. Okay, so they're all related. Oh, but so the instantaneous part about it, that was for the baby boomers. Okay. Oh, because it would have been easier to make because it was so onerous making puddings. Uh, It just makes it, and then it's going to make our cookies easy. So where do you think, uh, what are we looking for on this giant mural? Okay, something about the colonies, uh, maybe. And Americans, uh, but Americans wanting to feel like royals at home. You don't, okay. Oh, wait, you're, you, so you're headed towards those ships there. Uh, oh, and there's a kid sitting at a table. So he's an, how, how do you know he, oh, because that's a colony. Okay, got it. Uh, and uh, wishing they were king-like. Okay. Okay, so where where should we? Okay, so we're looking for some place where there'd be hidden pudding. What kind of pudding are we looking for again? Oh, you're right. I do have the ingredients list. Let me see. I put it in this bag here, and I'm digging around for it. I did kind of scrape the bag a little bit. Uh, uh, one oh, vanilla pudding or pie filling. Instant though, right? I, we I told you that, right? Okay, so, okay, oh, maybe, wait, in his belly, oh, you are brilliant, so there's a little hidden door there, in the boy's belly, uh, what a beautiful painting, he looks very happy, uh, I guess maybe this is very Dickensian, he's a happy colonist, uh, I didn't know, uh, oh, yeah, well, okay, so, Okay, so there is a box of instant vanilla pudding in there. Great, I'll put it in my bag. Bravo. Uh, two ingredients down. Uh, which ingredient do you want to look for next? Oh, butter. Okay, so interesting. So you do know a little bit about butter. So tell me uh, what you know about butter. Okay, so butter, uh, historically... Okay, so, okay, walk me through it. Because I'm not, I don't know a lot about butter. I mean, I remember when they had the fake butters, and that was a thing. Manufactured butter. I think the podcast, the sleep podcaster used to joke about that. Okay, so it used to be a food of peasants. Okay, like, so was it like lobster is another example of that? Uh, Okay, you're not sure about that, and I'm not sure about butter. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, you're oh you're googling it, so it probably was uh, so it wasn't a, a, a high class food. Okay, so tell me more. What are you learning? 
Okay, then in Lent, uh, Catholics were allowed to, to consume it. Oh, and then it became more widespread. Okay, so how does that help us? Uh, so uh, possibly once more of like a rural food is pe- I don't I find peasants a pejorative word to me. Okay, well that's interesting. Yeah, I mean I guess historically. So okay, so we're looking for something representing butter and possibly these historical. Uh, now you think we've gotten two ingredients out of this uh, mural. So what do you think it is? Uh, oh, you were thinking the same thing, like maybe. But it's a pure, pretty long mural. It feels like it goes around this whole giant building. Okay, let's keep walking. What should I be looking for? So anything that looks like a Catholic church, a uh, like someone like a like a dairy farmer consuming butter with their family. Okay, maybe a butter churner. I think I've seen some of those. So we could always go back, but you want to keep moving forward. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Then I'm triggered. Then we, if it's all in this mural, then we could just go back. Uh, okay, what is it that you see? Oh, so wait, I, I don't see that yet. It, it, that's in the background. Oh, okay, keep going. Oh, you're right up on that hill. Uh, that looks like a church, but one of the steeple does look a bit like a butter churner. Butter church, the church of butter churning. No, I'm mixing up my metaphors. Okay. But that's in a, that's out in the countryside, it looks like. Is that forced perspective? Because that really looks like it's far off. How did they? Oh, that was with the shading and layers of paint. Okay, wow. So is anything moving? Okay, you think you can pull on the handle of the butter churner. Well, churn away. Oh, boy, is that the wall's opening up? It was like a secret door. Okay, and as we enter here, oh, there's that's uh, I think that'll fit. This backpack's magical, by the way. It's made from the same thing as my uh, holiday sack. Uh, well, kind of. It's, uh, I don't know, there is a rip in it, which is... Uh, but I don't, I'm going to put, I, I put the, like, uh, don't worry, I'm not going to put any ingredients near the hole. And this thing is like a cooler for butter, a wooden cooler, but that should keep the butter chilled till we get out of here. So should I take that butter? Okay, and now we're in an alley. So are we in this Dickensian fair now? Because it seems like, uh, wait, now the alley, There's that's a road out of, uh, isn't those the hills that, that were, uh, behind the church or and then look at that it looks like it's the back of the church i mean that's drawn or painted oh okay what's the next ingredient you're right uh oh uh which one do you owe milk okay oh because you're rolling green hills uh okay so we should just walk into these hills here Feel it does feel a bit like a dream. I mean, I'm Roberta Colossus, so I'm like a little bit used to these. Uh, or I think we may be in another world. This is either very well, this is like you know, more and more of these uh, 
immersive experiences are coming around. And they are getting better and better. But this one, uh, this does seem very realistic. Uh, when you do hear, uh, okay, we can hear the mooing. Okay, so we should keep going that way. So, uh, anyway, tell me more about, uh, uh, so you have some other project. Okay, sorry, I'm talking over the mooing. Yeah, I guess even though, you know, I am a nervous talker, you should hear the uh, the way the elves talk about me that have to ride in the sleigh. You know, because you'd think those transatlantic and transpacific and, uh, all of the transit, you know, transit, you know, all of the oceans that I trans, you know, go over, uh, you know, transarctic, transindian, uh, even, you know, that, that I, I do a lot of talking to fill the time. Cause even though we're propelled at a different pace than human, you know, regular human transport, uh, it's not instantaneous. No, I can't describe it to you. Okay, yeah, I still we still don't find any cows. Well, what is your phone working? It's not. Oh boy, so we can't Google this one. Remember anything? Like, so what was there anything about the dairy when you're with the butter? Because that milk and butter from a cow, right? Uh, sometimes. Okay, you want to sit down. Okay, so what are you thinking? Well, we, no, don't worry. We could, we can talk it out, and and uh, it's an adventure. It, uh, we don't need to be able to like search stuff. We're searching anyway. We're here searching. Okay, so let's go back. So when you're reading about the butter, what else? Anything about milk come up there or dairy? Okay, a lot of the early dairy farmers were nomadic. Okay. And so what's, like, so nomadic, uh, what does that mean when it comes to, okay, so the cows just wander from feeding to feeding, and they travel. Do they wander or they travel? Okay, you don't know. But so they basically go from green space to green space. Oh, wow, Okay. So we're just trying to find uh, some milk, I guess. Uh, yeah, so, I, okay. So we're just following these. If we just keep walking, I know we've walked over a lot of hills. It's not exciting, I know. You know, but not every stage in the adventure is exciting. Am I correct? Kind of. Yeah, I mean, it can be hard to see this part through the journey. Uh, in between, because we took, we were doing good. You're right. So it's a little disheartening. Is that what you're saying? Disappointing. Is that's a good word for it? Because uh, we had some, some victories there. And you were doing good, but I think you found the butter churner, and that led us this way. And these are green hills, and we're just walking through these green hills. Uh, so, okay, what is that? Oh, if we could get to the highest hill, maybe we should look for not green hills because that's where the cows were. Oh, almost like they'll eventually work their way this way because it's green. That's a smart idea. Okay, I'm. Oh, you're very quick. Uh, okay, at the top of the hill. Oh, there, down there. So, did you see the cows first or the um, 
Oh, yeah, you could see where they came from. Okay, so let's head down there. Okay, oh, it seems to be things are moving faster now. Okay, oh, hello, hello. These must, do we call them, are they milk nomads? I don't know what to call them. Oh, they're nomadic, not nomads. Thank you for correcting me. Okay, so you're going to get some milk for them. Oh, you're talking to them. Oh, you're very, you're very nice. Uh, okay. Oh, can we help them? What do they need help with? Oh, they had a confusing incident. Oh, what was the confusing incident? Uh, oh, there was uh, someone uh, uh, upset and uh, crying. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. And they're down further on the path. Okay. But, but not the way we came, but follow the brown, the cows, the chewed grass and the cow, you know, the cow, cow pies. That's what they call them. Okay. And maybe we could come back and uh, see what other help they need. Okay. Okay. So what do we see? Oh, wow. I see a, is that a cat? That's a castle. Some this is starting to look very, very familiar. Yeah, that is that a, a, a like a. What do, what do you think? Oh, this is. Uh, you think this is a the queen? We're in the era of Queen Elizabeth the first. What makes you say that? Oh, that uh, that sign's uh, hammered on there. Oh, what does that say? In uh, let it be known, ye, let it be known to all. I'm just having trouble with some of these words. Uh, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth I, but she's just Queen Elizabeth. Uh, I, I guess I'm just putting the first on there just because it's my own. Okay, so Queen Elizabeth I, uh, she loathes chocolate. Okay, this is interesting that this will be a royal decree. Uh, huh, okay. So she's calling, oh boy, that's not good for chocolatiers around here. So she's basically getting, she's not a chocolate fan. I had no idea. And now, okay, so as we head towards the castle, oh, look at all these crying people. This is, these must be chocolatiers weeping and waiting their fate, uh, Okay, hi, hi. Okay, so you're going to comfort some of the chocolatiers. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can imagine if uh, the queen, I mean, this is a, a monarchy, and if she doesn't like chocolate, uh, as long as she reigns, oh, sorry, I shouldn't be saying this out loud in front of the chocolatiers, uh, as long as she reigns. Uh, oh, okay, What do, oh, you're talking to the chocolatiers, uh you have an idea, but you, okay, yeah, I don't think we time traveled, but I'm not sure. So, because again, we're, we're the contextually, we're still in part of a game show. I don't know how they're doing this. Oh, you think it is real? Okay, so we may be time traveling. Does that mean we're part of any time travel paradox? Uh, I think the magic of Christmas could undo anything. It just, just so you know, it is very powerful. Uh, 
so I wouldn't worry about it because I'll just go in and uh, make sure, you, you know, so I don't think we'll, we'll uh, make any changes to the time-space continuum. You also don't think that would be good for the game show. But yeah, I like how you're comforting the chocolatiers. I don't see how comforting and hugging and patting chocolatiers that are upset. Uh, oh, so you're thinking that somewhere in this set of tears is a good idea. A good idea. Oh, this is a, this is another clue is what you're saying. Oh, so you're going to make a speech. Uh, okay, so the queen doesn't like uh, chocolates. Uh, so is everybody just going to give up? I like this speech you're giving, or... Okay. What? Oh, so what, what? What is the queen's objection to chocolate? She doesn't like the taste of it, right? And what's the big deal about that? Uh, well, that's our favorite. Okay. Well, so you have to find a new flavoring. Okay. Wait. Someone's coming running. Uh, okay. This person. They're a flavor fan. Okay. So they've been in. Uh, Mexico and Spain, a new flavor has worked its way through there. Uh, yeah, maybe all of you could try that. What's it called? Oh, vanilla. Oh, and we can have some. Oh, you have. Oh, you're a vanilla uh, tradesperson. Okay, that makes sense, though. Well, thank you for your vanilla. We appreciate it. Uh, well, that's very good. That's very kind of you. You're right. Not all the chocolatiers will probably uh, use the vanilla. What are they going to flavor with vanilla? Oh, I probably don't want to. You're probably right. I don't want to know. They're going to make something sweet, though, right? Oh, okay. Well, there's a sweet treat for the queen. Oh, well, this has been a, quite an adventure. Uh, I, how are we doing on ingredients? Oh, I should check. Let's see. So we have vanilla, milk, uh, butter, pastoral nomads. Those were what they were called. I just, uh, I guess I did have a note about that. Uh, powdered sugar, instant pudding. Oh, so you think we should just keep going forward? Okay, so there's, yeah, there's a uh, so flour we should get next. Okay. Oh, because you're not sure about the last one. Okay, so flour. Now, what do you know? Um, the sky is a strange, is, this, is the sky uh, like a kind of purplish pink or is that just me? Yeah, so, okay, so you do know that, uh, okay, so the flowers ground, too, are milled. So we're going to follow this river, okay, and look for a mill. Oh, but really, it wouldn't be on a river. You're just guessing. Oh, because it would be an, an industrial mill. Huh. I, oh, okay. So we're trying to follow the river to get to a new destination that's in a different timeline. Okay, well, I trust your gut. You trust your gut, I trust your gut. You keep go. Okay. This is a nice, peaceful river to walk along the side of. Uh, and I do notice maybe that purplish in the sky is, yeah, it is, the ha there is a little bit hazy. So maybe that has to do with what we're looking for. Oh, yeah, so they're using the water. What are they using the water here for? Oh, like, uh, okay, to help with the mills. Uh, so these are flour mills, eh? Huh. 
Okay, but they're not uh, oh, the old fashioned. I was picturing the old fashioned kind. Uh, oh, you do know a lot about, even without your phone, you know a lot about flour mills. Uh, oh, so it had to be roll, oh, roller mills, uh, not like the uh, the big stone. Oh, that rolled around. Oh, but you need more. Oh, really? I didn't realize that, that you needed that much more pressure and rolling. Uh, well, now we're rolling. Are you going to get some flour from one of the... Okay, well, look, so we have the flour now. You you think we, we should go back and calm some of our chocolatiers? Um, okay. Well, should, okay, so should we go back and help the chocolatiers, or should we, uh, what's in, what's next on our list of ingredients? We have the flour. The flour's now in my bag. Oh, toffee's the next ingredient. Yeah, so toffee is itself a, a creation. It's the first one. I mean, some of these were processed-based. I mean, I guess the instant pudding was manufactured. And so I guess this toffee's for convenience. So should we buy the ingredients for toffee? No, follow the recipe. Okay. Yeah, I know it's like, isn't toffee like inverted sugar? Like it's sugar that's cooked and then stuff's added to it. Uh, Oh, that person over there in that apple orchard's calling us over there. Um... Oh, we already have, oh, you know what I realized? I have the toffee already in my sa- my sack because we got the free toffee. We accidentally got that at the beginning. Okay, but that person's calling us over there. Oh, hi. Yeah, oh, no, oh, yeah, you're saying hi. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll take one step back. Uh, what are we looking for? Oh, yeah, you're saying, yeah, we're, oh, we're looking for toffee. Yeah, maybe the toffee in the gold foil. Uh, Roca. Oh, yeah, those Spanish for rock. You know a lot about toffee. You're not f- smiling, though. Oh, well, why do we need toffee? Well, we're looking for ingredients for, uh, we're on a, ta- we're, uh, yeah. Oh, so you have something for us to taste. Oh, what is it? Oh, wow, this is delicious. It's like, uh, oh, that one's apple flavored and that one's, uh, uh, apricot flavored, apricot flavored. That is delicious. It's like a gelatin. Where are you from? You ha- you seem to have a, a Washington State accent. If I'm not a, uh, if I'm off base, nearly correct. Yeah, and does you're famous for your apples there? Oh, these are applets and cutlets. What are, what are those? Oh, candy. Really. It's really good. Uh, so, well, anyway, we, we, we that's great. Thank you for letting us taste that. Uh, uh, we've got to go get to work. And, oh, what are you doing? You're staying. Oh, why are they, they're, they're, they're shedding a tear too, like the chocolatiers. Oh, what chocolatiers? The brokenhearted chocolatiers of, uh, that were under uh, a queen at one point, and, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago, maybe. Because you're from a modern era. How did you get in here? Oh, well, why should we... Uh, wait, we should change our ingredients. Uh, no, no, no. It's part of a game show. We're making toffee balls. Okay, I shouldn't... Well, I, I kind of have to comment it for you. You want to help them because they're crying. 
Oh, so, okay, so tell, yeah, tell us why you are sad. Oh, you were going to be the official uh, sweet and candy of uh, Washington State? Oh. And, uh, oh, and then what happened? Uh, oh, no, so then, so, so then the Roca, the, the, the toffee company? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that sounds very political. That's uh, upsetting. So you weren't able to become the official suite, but neither were they. So it's almost like they superseded your, like they kept you from winning the award. Oh, because you felt like it would have been really good for business, too. Well, I could see why you're upset. Uh, well, I know, to, you know, I know no suites have the best history, and I, I realize that. Um, well, how could we help you? Okay, well, uh, you know, we're going to take a walk. Uh, thank you. It was nice meeting you, and thanks for the sweets. Uh, they were very nice. I'm sure your state, uh, you know, maybe uh, some people like one, some people like the other. I don't see why they couldn't have had two state treats. Uh, okay, I think we should do, we, so we do have those, even though I realize that they soured you on Roca, that we do have the Roca in the bag. Well, so what are you thinking? Well, we're bad that you want to help everybody. So what? I don't understand. Let's sit down. So you want to take this applets and cutlets and bring them uh, with the chocolate tea? Oh, like maybe. Oh, so maybe we're in here to resolve everything in this world, is what you're saying. So if we introduce them to the chocolatiers, uh, then they could help make Then they could see if the queen likes the applets or the cutlets or something else. They combine all of their skills. Oh, also with the, 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 the pastoral uh, dairy farmers. Okay. Oh, pastoral. Yeah, like a pasture. I guess that's what that means. Uh, and then... But that sounds like it'll take a while, though. You're right. Uh, that's a lot of work. That's really ambitious of you. So we're in this world, and you, you kind of think you, you're kind of working on a plan to fix everything here, huh? Oh, and they also all wanted your help. You're right. And you were really good at comforting. I noticed that and li active listening, even when I was, uh, you know, try I'm just trying to do my job. It's, I got to keep a commentary going. So yeah, it must feel good to be wanting to be so helpful here. It's powerful. Uh, you know, I got to set this bag down because it's heavy. Um. Oh dear, it looks like we we lost some of the roca out of the hole in the bottom. But there is one. They did give us one of those containers, and you're right. I, I do feel a little torn about it. So maybe we'll find some other toffee on the way. Yeah. It's heavy, huh? You, you might try to lift that pack. It, it is heavy. It's like I, I've been carrying. I mean, it's part of my job is carrying these things. Uh, well, yeah, I'm sure everybody wants to meet you. It would be exciting to fix everything here and help the queen. Maybe we'd even meet the queen. And, you know, we know where those mills are. I don't know if flour is in those applets or cutlets. Uh, so, yeah, I could see how... Oh, and we could teach them about Roberta Claus. Uh, well, that's an interesting idea. 
oh, like plant the seed early so then I don't have to deal with uh, everybody saying Santa Claus is a little Santa Claus. Well, you know, our society's grown. You know, they, they've, they've learned that uh, it's Roberta Claus. You know, if you want presents, you know, they got to learn to treat Roberta Claus with dignity and respect too. Oh, well, it would be interesting. It would be nice for me to not have had to, uh, uh, yeah, but I don't know about race, you know, getting involved with that, uh, idea right now. No, cause this reminds me of my role, which is to be your advisor. Uh, no, yeah, your advisor in the game we're playing. Your cookie advisor, right? Uh, oh, the, the great cookie advent, holiday cookie adventure. Remember that part? Yeah. No, yeah, it is nice that uh, you really feel like you could uh, you could do a lot here. I mean, I guess you could call it a candy crisis, uh, or candy crisis is brewing. Oh, maybe you could help Washington State. Uh, that's an interesting idea too. You know, I just know my adventure was helping you on this one. And then, you know, eventually I'd go back to being Roberta Claus. And I could see, yeah, you kind of want to do it all, huh? Oh, yeah, how important is just cookies in the bigger scheme of things? Uh, you know, I could see how you you, you uh, uh, would think that. But, you know, cookies are... Uh, you, 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 like, here's a question for you. How do you eat cookies? What do I mean? Like, how do you, what am I talking about? Like, how, how do you eat cookies? It's just a question. It is not rhetorical, though. How do you eat them? I, I realize you, you've got, we should get to work. Uh, and I don't know if I appreciate that tone you've taken. Uh, but, uh. Oh, you're trying to help. You're trying to help solidify my legacy. No, I understand that you have a lot and help the queen, of course. And I can see how you feel like I'm giving you some attitude. I understand that. Uh, I just ask, like a simple question, unrelated to what we're talking about. How do you like to eat cookies? Like, could you just answer that for me, please? No, no, in an honest way. So, oh, you like to eat them in small bites, uh, so you could really taste everything. And, and holy cow, you've taken out one giant bite of this world. Yeah. Yeah, I know it seems like a real world, and I think that's part of the game show. Uh, I don't know if they're actors or if this is a dream. I, I understand how... It kind of swept, it swept you away, right? Uh, it swept me away. Oh, but maybe we should just take small steps. Uh, you're right. I think you're right to take small steps. So, so we have all the ingredients. Uh, we have the toffee. Uh, so now, also, we, so we have the ingredients. We have the toffee. Oh, we have to get back to the show kitchen. So... I don't know. I thought when you said we have to get back to the show kitchen, it would appear a doorway, it would appear or something. 
if you say we have to get back to the show kitchen, oh, no doorways appearing. So, oh, wait a second. I've been dropping Roka since we entered through the thing. So we just follow the Roka back. Oh, we just follow this toffee trail. Okay. Oh, and then it is. Okay, there is. A, I, I, I wondered. We just had to go over that. It was hidden behind this hill. And now we're in the studio. Oh, there it is. There's our studio audience. Uh, so I guess, wow, that was uh, that was an adventure. Now we have to make these, right? Okay, so what should I do? Okay, give you a, a, a okay, half cup. Uh, okay, here's a half cup. Uh, okay, so that's a powdered sugar. Okay, a cup. Okay, just I'm just getting to know this show kitchen a little bit. Here's a cup measurer. This is the one that Alton Brown uses sometimes to push liquids out. I, I've never owned one of those. Uh, well, the good thing is the but margarine softened because it was in my backpack or butter. Okay, and then the box. You want me to open the box of instant pudding, vanilla, correct? Okay. Okay, and then two cups of flour. Okay, and so we're not going to go and measure these. No, oh, because I guess they don't have a scale. Okay, and then the milk. Uh, okay, a tablespoon of milk, and then the vanilla. Oh, wow, it turned from vanilla bean into vanilla extract. That's handy. That's magical. Okay, and then, so a teaspoon of vanilla. So, okay, I'm, I'm like your prep chef here. Oh, so you preheated the oven. Okay, great. 325? Okay, that's good to know. And then we need, uh, uh, how much do we need? One, about uh, two ounces of... Uh, English toffee bars crushed. Okay. How about if I just chopped them up here? Oh, a little bit more. Two, two and a half ounces. How about three ounces? Just okay, great. I'm going to chop them up. Uh, and what are you doing? Okay, you're going to use the, uh, oh, I love that thing, the, uh, the mixer. So you're mixing the powdered sugar the butter and the pudding mix. Oh boy, it's getting very light and fluffy, I've noticed. That is exciting. Okay, now you want me to lightly spoon the flour oh, into the... Okay, oh, so kind of go back and make sure the flour is loose. Okay, okay, and then is it... A, okay, yeah, two cups of loosely flour... Okay, now add that in. Okay, as you're mixing in milk. Okay, milk's going in there. And the vanilla. Okay, you're mixing it. Oh, boy, that's really coming. It smells great. Uh, okay, now the toffee bars. Okay. Okay, grab a cookie sheet. You got it. Uh and we're going to make these into one-inch balls, you said? Okay, so we'll make them into one-inch balls. And how many cookie sheets did I get? Okay, uh, wow, uh, six dozen cookie sheets. Six cookie sheets with a dozen cookies each. Okay. And soon my my audience will be sharing these together. Uh, six dozen, and it looks like there's about 60 of you. 
And that leaves enough for myself and uh, my friend here and the staff all to have and share a cookie from our great cookie advent holiday cookie adventure. This is Roberta Claus uh, saying good night. We'll be eating cookies soon. Hopefully, you'll be dreaming of them. Good night. All right, hey everybody, it's, it's Scoots here, and this is our um, uh, totally episodic and modular, one hundred percent holiday series, just three episodes, I believe, uh, that you could listen to in any order, and uh, just get you in the holiday season mood and start thinking about. Uh, you know, I guess this one is like a little bit immersive. Um, uh, so I don't know what else I need to do to set it up because it's pretty. Well, I was thinking about it this morning. So, well, Scoots, you got time for a tangent before this uh, series starts? And because I said, how how do we how would you describe this? I'd say, well, the series, as you may be seen by the title, is called the Great Holiday Cookie Adventure. I think that's like, well, that's a working title of the series. Then this episode will have its own title that may or may not reveal anything. But, you know, you could rest easy. You can always re-listen or talk to other listeners about it. You're not going to miss anything. It'd be very soothing whether you're asleep or awake. I'm here to keep you company, right? So this is a bit like, you know, there's like a lot of these these shows that are like a bit like a game show and a baking show. This one would be like if they had that on a grander scale with like an unlimited budget. Uh, so a bit like uh, that movie with uh, uh, like uh, Katniss uh, about being the games of being hungry. Uh, this is very similar to that, but without the um, without the tridents and stuff like that. Just just adventure, no. Uh, you know, venturing in a safe place where you're exploring. Uh, so I don't know if it has anything to do with Katniss. Uh, I mean, tangentially, I think like an open world, like a semi-open world. I don't know. But so so basically, this is an episode of uh, the great uh, holiday cookie adventure and uh, I think that's it. It's it's a baking adventure show. You'll be hearing things through, uh, like a, you know, the, the, you know, they have all the techno technological stuff set up. Uh, but you, if you said to yourself, "Scoots, what?" Would, or you think to yourself, "If I was tuning that in on one of my streaming things, like queuing it up, uh, you'd say, like, uh, okay, great holiday cookie adventure. That sounds like, is, okay, are the hosts, uh, is the host a comedian or, in, you know, in, is it, does it have an English uh, pastry expert? And I'd say one day we'll have a budget for that. You know, right now we do not, uh, you know, but one day we could get Nicole and some of the British bakers, uh, or you know, and and do that. But we don't, you know, right now it's just uh, we do actually, and just in time to set up the show, running, you know, a little bit behind schedule. But when you're, you know, when you're doing out of the kindness, your heart scoots can buy time for you. I mean, thank goodness for find my find my friends, if it, or whatever they call it now. So I'm gonna turn this turn the mic over to our Hollywood. Really having a great end of the year. Uh, 
when we're recording this, which is not quite the end of the year, but uh, if I could applause on Mike, talk talk about earned accolades. Uh, it's uh, Mister, and then making time for the sleep with me audience, Mister Antonio uh, Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, the ladies, the gentlemen, the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for the great holiday cookie adventure. We're cooking up something good for the holidays. We're, you know, we'll put it in the oven. Uh, oven door sound effect. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Antonio. That was great. Uh, why don't you? That was like a, would it, have, it seemed like it took you about twelve hours to drive here today, but uh, you know, plenty, plenty of space on my bed to lie down on top of the covers with your shoes off. Uh, you know, do appreciate it when you keep those. And don't forget to put on your hairnet and uh, keep those pillows as they were, unless you brought your own. Uh, you know, we're just kidding for the audience. I know that you like to roll over and snuggle up with one of my pillows underneath your arms, one of my guest pillows. Just because, I mean, it's nothing, it's it's just a personal space issue in the sense of like, uh, like I said, with your hair, there's also uh, your uh, ode to to Antonio or whatever that uh, it just confuses me because it's like uh, if I'm to intake that like a week from now, you know, sometimes I just overthink stuff. I say, huh, was I, uh, something smells handsome in here. And then, you know, I could say, well, maybe it would, like, what is it? Was that that banana yogurt I had? Maybe I should have that every day. And, and then I say, huh, well, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a teaspoon of cinnamon that went in there, my oatmeal. And then I would, re- not that your oat is just those things, it's, you know, they said, this smells like a gravitas uh, mixed with, uh, like, uh, the richest soil in the world and leather that's been buffed, uh, but it's also not leather, uh, like the, like uh, some sort of, like, uh, beyond pleather. And uh, so that's, uh, anyway, you rest uh, before your drive home. Yeah, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is the... Uh, what is it, the amazing or the great holiday cookie adventure? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the great holiday cookie adventure. Uh, now we're going to turn the mics over right away. Uh, uh, thank you for our lead in there, the, uh, the, the show that precedes us. But we're turning things right over uh, to immerse you right in the headset uh, of the advisor to the cookie adventurer, the the one, the only Roberta Claus, uh, for a first-hand experience uh, uh, in in uh, the the great. You'll be there just like the contestant, uh, or you may be the contestant listening to me in your headset right now. I'm going to turn the heads, turn everything over to Roberta Claus. This is the great holiday cookie adventure. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Roberta Claus here. How you doing tonight? So I'm here remotely with you, and I'm, I'm glad. I'm, so I'm Roberta Claus. I'm here to help you on your great holiday cookie adventure. And, uh, you know, at, at some moment we will have, actually just like that other thing, it will parachute in. I've got a list. I'm looking at it here of ingredients. 
In this case, I don't have, I just have a list of ingredients. I don't have the name of the cookie you're in charge of adventuring and creating. And I'm happy to help you in every way I can. As I said, I'm Roberta Claus, so I do feel like I know you pretty well, and I'm really looking forward to us working together. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you th- so they probably customized the, I, I think they, you're probably right. They probably did customize the adventure for you. Oh, so you're... So you're not a paid expert on Christmas cookies, but you, oh, you consider yourself one of the foremost, uh, oh, you fa- fancy yourself one of the world's foremost uh, cookie experts, uh, really. So you have an encyclopedia-like knowledge of, uh, of the cookies of the season. Okay, well, it looks like what's going to happen is... Uh, uh, this one's a little bit different. You're going to crawl up through that. It looks like a slide. You'll be crawling up in there reverse, uh, and it's going to take you somewhere, and uh, I'll be here right along with you. And, you know, I'm Roberta Claus, so I'm really there. I could be there. You know, I'm always going to be here, here to help you. And, uh, yeah, so go ahead and crawl. Okay, so you're crawling up a slide. It's a tube slide. And it's dim light. I think that's just to help you adjust your, your sight. Uh, okay, and it looks like, oh, there's so there's a little bit of a door you're pushing up on, like a roof. Okay, and you're climbing in. Yeah, that's a, so it seems like you're in, is that a rug in there? So you're in a small room, a square room, uh, a box, uh, and uh, it's it's got a rug on it. Yeah, it's a very small. I mean, I realize you have to be snuggled in there to stay in there. Now, what is that above you? Okay, it's a. You think it's another passageway? Okay, so go ahead and. Uh, oh, you have to turn. It looks like it's some sort of a thing you have to turn. Is this some sort of like a not an uh like in a spaceship or, or a submarine? But a little bit different because all the air feels the normal. Oh, you're ta- you're you're tapping on it. So there's something on the other side. Well, yeah, that's interesting. So okay, you're starting to turn it. Uh, okay, now it's opening up. Now stuff is spilling out. Uh, what do you think that is? A small. Well, it's a little dim for you to see. Small. Ro- oh, so you think this is it, 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 that you're supposed to crawl through those small things? What are they? They're light. You said okay. You can't quite see what they are because it's so dim. Small round things, and they're spilling into the box that you're in. So it was some sort of uh, middle room, whatever they call that, on a spaceship. I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Like a like a lo- airlock, but there's this isn't an airlock situation. It's whatever those. Oh, like uh, the underneath of a ball pit. I never thought about it that way. Okay, so you're crawling. Oh, wow, you're crawling right through there. A little round. Those are almost like coin-shaped things. Uh, they they feel like coins too. They feel too light to be coins, but they do have. Okay, well, let's talk about it as you're crawling up. Uh, and how do you feel? You feel fine. You're wiggling through it like you're kind of laughing, kind of like that you're a kid, huh? Okay, so you're climbing. Okay, you see, oh, yeah, I see your head is emerged. You're in a pool. It's a pool. And look at the way the moon's shining down. I can see what you're in is shining all around you. So are, those do look like gold coins. Oh, oh, so they're fake coins. 
Oh, they're chocolate coins. Chocolate coins in gold gold foil. Oh, and some in silver foil too. That's uh, that's oh wow. So a pool full of chocolate coins. Uh, and you're climbing out. Uh, oh, and that is. Uh, it looks like that is on the that is on the ingredient list. Uh, they didn't parachute you. Chocolate is on the ingredient list. So you're going to take some of those and put them in your bag, huh? Okay, so slow down. What are you saying? Oh, a surreal house in like Austin or something. Like a house where you, an artistic house where you adventure. I think I've, I've heard about uh, people visiting there. But uh, it sounds, so you think it's something like that. Uh, oh, because the pool, oh, that's not a house, it's just a set. Okay. Okay, so you're getting ready to go go somewhere. We just thought we'd maybe to take a second. So we know we have chocolate or chocolate coins. Uh, did you want to, so the house is just a false, for, okay, so it's just a pool. Oh, so you're looking at these dunes behind the house. Uh, oh, they're blocking your view. Okay, well, I guess you, oh, you're already go. Okay, okay, I'm just trying to be your, I'm just here to advise you and help. Okay, you're going out the backyard of the from the pool and you're climbing so oh, they're not sand dunes they you know with the night sky they look like they're a little bit firmer okay you got to the top uh and now what do you see okay across the valley there's some houses on the hills and each house has a candle in its window okay okay you go oh you're already going let's just say how many houses are there on the okay okay you're already you're jogging. Wow. So you're really excited about uh, about getting across the valley. Oh, it was forced perspective. You're, so you're right. So the valley actually isn't that as long as we thought. Uh, wow, this is... Uh, I, I had this experience before. I so wonder if we're in, inside or outside. If we're on a set or if this is virtual. Okay, so you're headed up. Okay, so there is... Uh, so the, you're going gonna, to... Oh, you're smelling something. Okay, so each, what are you smelling? Uh, oh, for something, fry, fried food. Okay, that's a good sign, probably. Okay, so you're just going to, okay, so you're going to run into, okay, so you're going in the first house uh, to look. Uh, do, do you think you should knock on the door? Okay, you're knocking on the door. I think that's the back door, though. Do you, do you want to go around to the front door? Oh, because it's a part of the game. You don't know if you, well, I'd say, I mean, I'm Roberta Claus. I guess I don't knock. I just, you know, use magic or chimneys or a combination of both. Uh, but this isn't, you know, we're, uh, okay, okay, it's an adventure. So you're going to, maybe the next house you could go up, maybe this one, uh, okay, I know, I'm just trying to advise you on, uh, okay, so you're going, so you're in the downstairs of the house, uh, and it's uh, there's a lot of uh, there's only there's only refrigerators. Huh, interesting. Now you go. You do want to look in the no? Okay, you want to just check the whole house first. Okay, so every room in the house has refrigerators. Okay, so uh, are you going to open a refrigerator in the kitchen? There's refrigerators in the bedroom, the living room, the downstairs. Uh, 
Okay, well, you you know, I'm here to keep you company while you open the refrigerator. I'm sure it's probably full of a refrigerated ingredient as your advisor, I think. You know, because I don't know the solutions to this. I'm just here to help you hash it out. Uh, okay, so you're going to open, yeah, open that old-fashioned one with the hand, that kind of handle like you're pulling a slot machine. I've always wanted, you know, believe it or not, I've never had a refrigerator like that. You think the handle's not... Okay, so you're... Oh, it's full of butter. Interesting. So it's a fridge full of butter. Okay, so you're going to take some butter. Yeah, don't worry. That That is a sack. That I, That is part of you know, my advisory thing. Is that bag will keep the butter uh, chilled. Okay, so you're going on to the next house. Uh, through the front door. Yeah, not, not... Oh, you're ringing the bell. I do like that. What's playing a song? It sounds like the song, I don't know, that song sounds familiar. Like, is that song, like, it has a line like Sugar Kisses or something? Maybe. I, okay, you're, you're already in the house. Okay. Oh, now this house just has cabinets. Interesting. And it's all kitchen cabinets. So I guess you just, this one will be, just, uh, uh, packages of sugar. Okay. Oh, there's a couple different kinds of sugar. Okay. Well, I guess. Uh, okay. Oh, so not no only only three kinds. Okay. So you're gonna take one of each kind of sugar. Why are you you really smiling? Oh, because you have an encyclopedic knowledge of cookies. Uh, okay. So what's oh the next house? Uh, you're gonna go out the front door this time. Great. Uh, Oh, I like how you kicked your heels. You're really excited about this. You're, you are one fast walker. About the only person I've ever seen walk that fast is the guy that makes the Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, and you walk faster. You're walking. You're really folk. You're really charging into this adventure. Okay, what is... Oh, this next house is full of... What What a wonderful... Are these free... This is a free range... These are free range chickens, huh? This is a house full of uh, full of free range, well cared for chickens. Uh, looks like there's a lot of checklists to keep an eye on the health and the conditions of the chickens uh, to make sure uh, they're living in a, a, a very very well taken care of chickens. It feels like they're being raised in a very deliberate and caring way. Is it, are there any, like, I just think it's, oh, okay, I didn't even think of eggs for some reason. Oh, so the doubt, you're guessing that the doubt, oh, this is like one of those infernal machines, uh, whatever they call them, contraptions. Oh, so there's all ways to take their eggs and just carry it down. Oh, and then downstairs, uh, oh, how nice, uh, oh, there's eggs down here. Okay, so that's definitely ingredient of cookies, huh? Okay, so that's exciting. Next house. Uh, okay, so you're going into the next house. Uh, oh, it, this one's the easy one. There's just a. I feel like we're getting a repetitive thing now. There's sacks of flour. Did you even t- t- take a chance to like look at the how they each have the candle in the window? How many houses have we been to? As many as we need. Okay. And just look at the view down there. Okay. Well. 
So this is just saxiflower. Okay, you're really happy now. You, these are a lot of main ingredients for cookies, for sure. Any ideas? Not yet. Uh, oh, the chocolate coins are throwing you off. Okay, well, let's see what's at the next house. Uh, huh, this house is kind of like a, like a, I don't know, it's like a, painted like a dare, like a cow. You know, more fridges, uh, so probably another, oh, okay, just, oh, I guess this is the easiest, uh, oh, no, maybe you're just really good at adventuring, you're right, uh, sour cream, oh, okay, okay, sour cream, okay, oh, and you checked a second fridge, it has cream cheese, okay, interesting, okay, I'm, uh, Okay, this is feeling like a. Are there any? Do you have any recipes for breakfast cookies? You can handle it. All right, all right, uh, all right. What's at the next house here? I can smell. You can smell it. I can almost smell it through you. It definitely vanilla. You're well, willing to guarantee it's vanilla at the next house. Oh, just because it's scented like vanilla, but it's a cabinet, a house of cabinets. Okay, and there's vanilla. So what do we? So we have uh, chocolate, butter, sugar, eggs, sour cream, cream cheese, flour, and vanilla. Okay, let's. Oh, you're headed on to the net. Okay, well, this house is full of trees. Yeah. Oh, they're not real trees. So thank you. They look very. They look very real. Oh, but there's nuts hanging from the trees. But they're in little. Um. Oh, they're in little mesh bags. Yeah. Okay, so it's just nuts. Okay, so you're getting some nuts. Do you any? Oh, you don't. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm just your advisor. I was just trying to see what kind of nuts were in the bag. I love it. I will. I, which house do you think you would choose to live in? I like this house full of. I mean, I guess if you like cold beverages, you'd like the house with the refrigerators. Probably, well, hopefully, the, this game would pay for your electric bill. But this treehouse would be, it's a house of trees instead of a treehouse. Or you could call it the treehouse, but it would be, people would be confused when they came here. Okay, so what's the, oh, well, you know what's next. Uh, again, a sm oh. Oh, yeah, there's, because there's uh, the, the, the walkways lined with cinnamon, giant cinnamon sticks. Uh, so this is a house, and it's kind of a, I would call that color cinnamon, different shades of cinnamon. Oh, and it's a strong smell. I can smell it here. Also, because I'm Roberta Colossi, I actually kind of can, can kind of uh, get some of your senses here from my remote location. Am I at the North Pole? That's the first question you've kind of asked me, and I'd say I could not, I can't disclose that. Uh, working hard, I'm not hardly working, though. And I'm here to help you. Okay, so that's the cinnamon house. Okay, one more house. How many houses was that? Was uh, okay. You're already inside. Uh, oh, this one. Oh, this. Uh, oh boy, you're slowing down. It has cupboards and trees. Uh, oh, and the trees. Okay, so there's more than one ingredient in this house. Interesting. The, the other house had sour cream and cream cheese, right? So what do we have here? Oh, dates, uh, raisins, okay. Why are you looking so glum? Oh, there's also preserves and jams in the, the cupboards. Uh, 
Okay, so maybe take one of everything as your advisor. Everything's intentional. Yeah, no, I can tell you that. That is preserves or jam. It says, uh, it just says preserves slash jam. Raisins slash dates on my list. And then cinnamon, we got nuts, we got right sugar. Flour, vanilla, cream cheese, sour cream, uh, butter, and eggs. And then chocolate, but that was before we got to, okay, you're going out, uh, oh, beyond the house is, oh, there's another valley, huh, and, uh, you're just going to walk down this road into that valley, are, are you listening to, I'm just having trouble seeing if you're, um, or you're going to sit on this rock here, oh, well, what's going on? It's a lot of ingredients. You're right. It, to make one, it doesn't say anything. It's all I have is ingredients. Uh, I don't have it if it's to make one. I would assume it's a great holiday cookie adventure. Oh, so don't, I don't need to worry because you, you, well, I was just thinking, you know, one thing that works for me, you know, sometimes everybody thinks that I have magic powers. You know, I can check my list, check them twice. You know, I got a whole team of, you know, co-workers and uh, collaborators. And, you know, mostly I'm beloved. Uh, you, you know, there was a hiccup when I first took over. But, uh, but yeah, usually I, I find that taking some time. And I've noticed this. I've noticed that you're really good at going fast and, and you really charged into this adventure. Like almost with like an like a like a positive aggression, you really took it. It took the bull by the steer, or whatever they say. You really, you know, took the reindeer by the reins. I guess like we don't say that at the North Pole because reindeer are very North Pole reindeer are very independent. Uh, so you have to work with them. They don't work for you. Just as an aside. Uh, but so I, I usually I find like taking some time and let's process things, like give it some space. Uh, I noticed that, uh, you found a cozy area to sit and rest, maybe have a snack. I packed a snack for you. Oh no, you see, you see some flickering off on the horizon. Oh, that does look like a big tree. Uh, so you're going to try to climb that tree and then see if you could see it over the horizon. It's a very tall tree. How many bra- the tree doesn't have a lot of branches, so how many branches does it have? Seems like a very specific number of branches, enough to, for you to climb it. I got, I got it. Uh, yeah, so, oh, wow, you are very good at climbing. That's the first branch, uh, second branch. Third, third, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, I don't want to break your concentration. You're correct. So okay, so you're gonna get a view. Okay, it does look like you're at the oh, you're at the top branch. How many? Okay, oh yeah. So you could see something. There seems to be some sort of a city or town over there, and there's lights flickering. And what else you're hearing? Maybe some sounds of celebration, or pr- or prayer or something. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear that, too. It's like the wind is carrying it towards us. Okay, so, you, so yeah, so you know the ingredients. So tell me, uh, well, I'm just trying, I'm just here to help you kind of brainstorm. Should we brainstorm cookies? I mean, my opinion would be to just wait. Uh, 
or maybe go into that town or city, whatever it is, uh, but maybe take a few minutes and kind of see, like, process where we've been, where we go, or where we're going. Oh, you're positive you'll figure it. You're like, uh, you know, we have all the ingredients, so I think the next thing is figuring out what we're supposed to make. Um, oh, you could figure it. You'll figure it out on your own. Well, no, I'm more of an, I'm not a, um, maybe we should have a break. What do you, what do you mean? Oh, because I'm getting in the way of you. Oh, because you said oh, your brain does brute force processing. I didn't even know. I mean, I know some people are equipped with minds like that. That's a powerful thing. I'm glad for you. Oh, so you want to be alone and you're going to walk into town. And while you do that, go through all the ingredients. How many cookie recipes do you think you know so how, by heart? So you have like a photographic memory. Just for cookies. Wow, that is a unique skill. It, I mean, cookies are kind of time-consuming, I mean, in a positive way. So it's really a, maybe you should write a book, not about, not a recipe book, but, a, but okay, okay. So you're just going to leave me here on the lowest branch of the tree. Oh, I could take a nap or something. I mean, I guess I could. I mean, I guess, yeah, like, so, okay, okay, well, so you're going to walk on, like, because uh, you just seem a little bit, uh, like, your confidence, your, your wind, the sail, like, the wind lulled in, in, in your sails. Uh, so I just want to make sure, just let me, fin- you know, if you just let me present my point of view, it's like, uh, so you're here on the great holiday cookie adventure, right? And you've seen a couple things uh, on the adventure so far. You've gathered some ingredients. Maybe that was the, like, it didn't seem like any of those presented obstacles to you. But now it seems like it's just not clicking into place with this uh, charging, charging, charging of like all of these ingredients, how they come together. So, I mean, my advice, even if you're going to, you you should head off, I agree with you, you should head off on your own, I guess. Uh, maybe just walk slowly while you think about the cookies. Maybe do some walking without thinking about all the cookies you know about. Right, because you specialize in Christmas cookies, right? Okay. Yeah, so we're here, like, uh, okay, you're right, you're probably better off without me advising you. Okay, uh, so I'll just take a nap here. And you could come back, and, and I'll be here wait. I'll just be here waiting for you, and, and ready to advise. Uh, but if you decide to take anything, I'd say I'd say you know think about where you've been, and uh, you just slow it down a little. Uh, you realize you're very confident uh, in your process. Okay, okay, I'll see you in a bit. Hey, Roberta Claus here, audience. Uh, yes, yeah, so I'm just gonna. Um, it's good be it's good be here as your advisor too. Uh, I'm just going to take a little, and you know, the good thing about me is I can take these instant snoozes, uh, and because we're a show, they would normally, I think that you're getting the direct uh, Roberta Claus advisor feed. Normally they would run, a, you know, an ad for something like, uh, I don't know what they run on this TV channel, but so I'll be right back. Oh hey, thanks for waking. Okay, you're you're very excited. You're wake wake waking me up. Uh, hi, I really like your smile. That is a big smile. Okay, so they really 
threw you through 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 for for a loop. Uh, you're really happy. I, I can see joy in your eyes. Okay, so they threw. Okay, so yeah, you, you don't need to slow down, but it'd be easier for me to follow it if I if you slow down a little bit. Uh, oh, they must have expected you to charge in and and wildly figure stuff out. Uh, Oh, so you're kind of reversing the game on the game masters or whatever. I don't know. Cookie Master? Is the Cookie Monster have anything to do with this? Of course I know that. Uh, okay, so you had a lot of success, obviously, in finding the ingredients. I agree. Oh, but then they kind of figured you would eventually reach a wall, and that's where your advisor came in. And then we kind of... Uh, we ha- we have like a l- more long term advisory relationship, right? Is that how I'm seeing it? Uh, yeah, that eventually uh, you took my advice. Okay, I like that. Uh, okay, so you figured that they figured uh, uh, that uh, you would you know all the cook cr- Christmas. Okay, okay, great. Okay, so take me through things. You left. You thought you would just figure it out walking. Or you could just gather more things from town or, or, or make demand. Oh, boy. You didn't go into town making demands, did you? Oh, no, you realized it was an adventure. So at first you were a little down because you figured sooner or later with your knowledge of Christmas cookies, you would just figure it out. Uh, yeah, But it didn't click trying to kind of force it. Oh, but then you thought about your favorite adventure movie. Which one, which one is that? Because it, oh, it's not Indiana Jones, huh? Oh, the new, the newer Jumanji movie. No, that's an adventure movie. You're right. So you thought about Jumanji, and you said, "Oh, what if the characters just acted like you and charged through the whole movie?" Right, you're right. It wouldn't work out. Even in in, in Indiana Jones, it would have been the same way. So. Without just for comic relief, it would have only worked. Uh, okay, so then you started to walk slower. Like, oh, okay, very good. I'm glad some of my. I'm glad you figured out some of my advice on your own. So then you you imagine. Okay, so then you said, okay, improvise, take your time, come up with a plan. Okay, well, but your plan had failed because uh, your plan was just to figure that you would figure it out because you're kind of an expert. Uh, so kind of re, re come over. Okay, so then you kept walking towards the lights. Uh, as you were walking, you kind of realized that it's probably likely that you did know all the cookies that you knew, and that these ingredients were not for any of those cookies. So this was oh, so this was the next part of your adventure. Wow, you you really I'm proud of you. Really, I am. And, okay, so as you approached it, like the night, it felt quiet, but you could hear something joyous going on in town. The air was cool, but not cold. And as you got closer, okay, you started hearing everybody celebrating the rededication of the temple. Okay, that's what people were excited about. Okay. Okay, so then you that's what you were you could piece together from what you were hearing as you approached. Then you got into town. Oh, and everyone had this joyous, amazed look on their face. Uh, okay. Well, so you, okay, yeah, I didn't want to, okay, so they looked amazed and joy. What were they saying? 
Oh, the, 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 the oil in the menorah was still burning. It was still shining. Okay. Uh, so they see, so that they're really jo- jo- joyous about that too. Okay, go ahead and admit it. You, okay, so you didn't really know. Okay, so you, this was starting to dawn on you that it was about Hanukkah. And you don't really know. Okay, so that's it. Okay, I'm just using your reflecting your words back to me. Okay, and that you really were like uh, somewhat ignorant of that. Okay, well, this is this is part of the adventure, I guess. And okay, the first person uh, that that you saw said uh, a great miracle happened here. Okay, and oh, so you did know that. that okay, so th- so you did you have learned about the dreidel before then? So so you you made that association. Oh, so okay, so you realize that that was a part of it, like a like a little bit of a yeah, but not you know not all history's great, right? And so oh, so the, like when oh, so tell me, okay, so this is your understanding. That's when some people when they'd be studying the Torah, they would have to hide that, and then they would use the that's your understanding, and they say, oh no, we're just here playing with the dreidel. Not okay. Yeah, don't, like uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just confirming what you understand. Oh, and then the chocolate coins. Okay, so that all makes sense. And okay, so that's okay. Yeah, so this is a little bit of like a, a history and modern celebration mashed up into one a little bit uh, in some way. Oh, with an amalgamation of your understanding of it. Oh, so that's the gelts. Is that gelts? Okay, and that was something as a symbol of gifts and gifts given, uh, getting children to study uh, the Torah. Okay. Oh, and then so the fried food you'd smell that. Okay, this is also symbol symbol. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Uh, okay. Oh, and so you started to you so you started to enjoy things. You started to get into it. Uh, so you had some latkes. You had some donuts. Oh, and then you just sat down and, ch- and the, oh, you were also looking at all the the sweets, so. Okay, so you saw, oh, so there were sugar cookies. That was originally what you thought we were going to make, but you're right that uh, we have too many ingredients for that. So then you started to look through and say, okay, what else am I missing? Oh, and then you just, uh, uh, okay, so you really started to enjoy this festival. A festival of lights. I understand. I understand. Uh, celebrating the, the rededication of the temple. Oh, and you re- you just realize how wrong you were. That just assuming that you knew everything. Like, uh, well, I don't. I, I don't know if wrong and not knowing are the same thing. But do you, I guess you were assuming you knew everything about holiday cookies, and you didn't. Uh, oh, so you learned a lot of. Uh, Oh, some of the donut recipes. You learned some new cookie recipes. Well, that's great. Uh, oh, I would like a pop. I like pop. That's a, that sounds good. Some poppies or poppy seeds. Yeah, we didn't have that as an ingredient either. Oh, but you realize your approach was wrong or that it could have been slower and you could have taken your time. Oh, that there were clues along the way. Uh because it's a holiday cookie adventure, right? Not a Christmas cookie adventure. 
Yeah, that doesn't mean exclusive or non-exclusive. So, so where did so then? Oh, so then you asked for help. You, you started to tell everyone. Uh, and oh, the ch- some of the children th- th- thought that you, you were a bit funny, just because you're intense. You, yeah, you can be a bit intense. I can see that. Uh, so then uh, you, okay, so you talked to everybody. Oh, and they said, oh, we know what's missing. Uh, and people started to say, oh, my favorite. Uh, oh, so you think it's you, you're a little embarrassed to say it. Okay, it's a, well, I've heard it said two ways, rugula or rugula. Or rugula. You maybe that's how they were. Okay, well it's okay if you can't if you're not hundred percent comfortable. Okay, and then you started to talk to everyone there. I wouldn't really feel like you're you were a part of it. Like uh, that's that's good. I really okay. Well, I'm glad. It sounds like everyone in the city really took care of you. And then you asked for help, and they helped you. Oh, because there's more. Th- oh, so we're supposed to make more than one version. Oh, so some of the ingredients are for the dough, and so the rest of the ingredients are for different fillings. So that makes a lot of sense. And so you learned. Uh, so so that's what you learned. Oh, wow. So I guess... Uh, Oh, and look, I didn't notice there's a little door in the bottom of the tree there. And it looks like you just uh, open up that door there. Okay. And then, okay, so, oh, yeah, we're in a, now you just went down a slide right into a giant show kitchen. Well, hello, everybody. Okay, so we're going to start with the dough. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so... Okay, so we're gonna mix. Uh, okay, so the butter. It's yeah, no, the, my bad. My sink keeps the butter cold. Cream cheese. Okay, into bits. Uh, okay, you're gonna put put them in in the processor there, or is that a mixer? Well, I'm not. You know, I'm. I don't. I I just deliver presents sometimes. Uh, okay, so the flour, the salt, uh, cream cheese, butter margarine and sour cream okay that's all going in there okay now you're gonna okay so now you're starting to shape that into a dough okay and then you're gonna make it into four like discs okay now yeah of course we're on a cooking show so they'll have those for you uh ready right i'm just waving at the producer of course they do because those oh, normally you would have to chill those two hours, okay? Because yeah, that's a studio audience there; they're celebrating. Okay, now you're gonna roll each disc out, uh, and uh, okay, keep them cold. Oh, now we're gonna and you're gonna make the different fillings. Uh, okay, so that's really like individual. So you're gonna make a couple different, you know? Okay, so like a date race. Okay, chocolate. Cinnamon and uh, with some with dates and rates, some with fruits. Oh boy! So then, just walk me through after. Okay, so you roll the discs out, then you cut them into twelve wedges. Uh, okay, then you sprinkle it with a uh, okay with a filling. Or do you do that first? Uh 
Okay. Interesting. Oh, and then you chill them again. Okay. Wow. Uh, okay. And you could brush. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I, my favorite part of this was you, your, uh, yeah, that, uh, I think you learned a couple things, huh? Yeah. You learned about, you know, that there's more than Christmas cookies out there and the holidays. Yeah. And there's more than to celebrate Roberta Claus coming. Uh, there's a lot of uh, wonderful things like the rededication of the temple. And I think maybe even the freedom for people to be themselves and have their, what they believe in and, uh, and to, to have like pride in, in who they are. That's important too. And even why well, meant culturally and, uh, and, and faith wise. Uh, but you, I guess you also mean like that you, yeah, you did, you know, you're not, you, yeah, you could celebrate that too, uh, that you're not perfect and you make mistakes, uh, or that you don't, you think you know everything sometimes, but you don't. So that's understandable. Well, I'm glad you found a new tradition to keep learning about and to celebrate and to be like, uh, not always charge into stuff and just say, well, I know, every, you know, I know all the cookies in the world. Oh, not all the cookies in the world. At one point, oh, you said you hope to know all of the how. Okay, well, why don't you take it one now let's work on Hanukkah. Like you can w learn all the 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 good b b baked goods and and treats there. You know, just take on one holiday at a time, being an expert at it. Okay, well that's good. Thank you. Thank, I'm Roberta Kloss, and uh, I guess we have another uh, successful uh, holiday cookie adventure. Uh, good night. All right, everybody. It's time for our seasonal uh, holiday. Episodic series, or spe it's more specials around the same theme. I don't know if it's even episodic. What do you call a game show? It's a game game show, or a I don't. What are those shows called? Like a baking show? Those, are those episodic or modular? Or do people just say it's just a baking show? Well, this is our holiday baking show. With very little baking, believe it or not. It's called the, uh, the Great Holiday Cookie Adventure. And this is the third episode, but you can listen to them in any order, even outside the holidays. I think they would be nice to listen to. Uh, so this is like, a, I don't think there's any setup. It's a, I don't know if you watch shows that have to do with baking or cooking with contestants, but for fun. Um, uh, that's more or less what this series is, you know, thrown in with a whole giant dose of sleepy sleep with me stuff. Um, you know, so we don't have the comedians and, 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 and the, uh, the baking experts and stuff like that. Uh, so without further ado, special holiday, uh, d this is like triple intro because, uh, without further ado, I'm going to turn over to Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. Uh, happy holidays, uh, everyone, to you and yours. Uh, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary, it's time for the great holiday, a cookie adventure. A jingle, a jangle, a jingle, and a ho ho ho. Yeah. Happy holidays. Uh, that was pretty amazing. Uh, I do have um, a glass of nog for you. I have nog choices. 
but you can't have it till after I record, okay? Also, happy holidays to Reddit. Uh, thanks, Anto- that's Aunt Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is a great holiday cookie adventure. Well, hey, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Great Holiday Cookie Adventure, the Holiday Cookie Cooking Show. Uh, that's an adventure for the contestants. And we're going to turn it over right over to the advi- show's advisor, uh, the, the audio feed of where the advisor we're lucky enough to have Roberta Claus uh, advising the next contestant with live audio feed. Hey, this is Roberta Claus here. And I just wanted to, you know, this is, I've been doing the show. Hi, how are you? Great. Yeah, so it's, I know it's a little bit different in me being in your ears here. And try, don't worry, I can hear you, I can sense you, and I'm here to help you. But but I've been doing this, and I thought we'd just take, if it might be, take a few minutes before you head out on your adventure uh, to get to know one another. Oh, don't I, do I know everything about you already? Well, this is part of the process. Uh, I mean, I've just found as an advisor that talking this out, uh, I've done a few of these. I just don't want to try a new way of advising, which is to talk it out for a little while. Uh, before we go out in the adventure, maybe we'll start to see some of the challenges they've laid out for us Uh the cookie adventure, you know, the, because it's supposed to be an adventure. They're positive challenges, I think. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so why don't you just walk me through some of your holiday traditions, maybe related to baking or anything that comes that comes up for you when I, when I say that? Okay. Okay, so you've already kind of started your celebrations, prepare, started with preparing this year and getting prep ready. And, okay, so the formal stuff started December 6th. Okay, so you started, uh, that's when it comes, it comes into focus for you and you go into active mode. Oh, so that's the Feast of St. Nicholas, uh, and make okay you oh okay I'll hold on so you make something on December six and then you freeze it okay interesting so do you feel a connection to Saint Nicholas or what is it about uh okay no that's just the start of the season oh so you go from preparing like from Thanksgiving to December six okay I understand. You, yeah, that sounds very traditional. And then you celebrate the feast of Saint Nicholas. Do you put can? Is that when you put candy in your shoes? Well, I know, but the audience is listening, so I kind of. Uh, it's about talking it out. Okay. So December sixth, keep keep going. Okay, so then things really this year. It's the twenty first is the next important day for you. Oh, and from the 21st, it carries all the way to the 1st. So 21st of December, this one, this year, 2019, we're talking about all the way to the 1st. Wow. That is, I'm happy to walk through this with you then. Tell me more. Okay. Depends on if you consider New Year's Day. I I guess I I can hear you. I hear you. Okay. So I'm really interested to hear everything you have to say. Yeah, but can we go back to the the baking part for a second? Can we start back on December 6th? Uh, 
Was that a cookie you're baking, or what is it that you start the season with? Okay, so for you, Yule, that's the symbol that starts and carries you uh, through the season. Okay, the Yule log. So on December 6th, you you make and bake a, a Yule log, which, like, correct me if I'm wrong, that's like a, a cake which is rolled up. A cake which is rolled up and it has a filling and then it's frosted. Is, is am, am I correct? Okay, so you make that on December 6th. Then, oh, then you cut it into slices after it cools and then you freeze it as an intact cake, but it's pre sliced oh, because it'll be frozen. Okay, how many slices? Oh, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, 30th. So 12 pieces. Okay, for, for 31st and 1st. Okay. And so the first slice you have is on the 21st, which, oh, the winter solstice this year. Yes, I understand the longest and the longest night of the year. Oh, yeah, that is, I like how you said that, the planetary guide of the entire season. Wow. Yeah, okay, an underpinning, uh, okay, uh, our human relationship. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can, I can see how it, uh, yeah, okay. So that's the Yule part. The Yule log is part of the, the winter solstice for you. So... What do you so you okay so you so you, okay so you ba- already baked it but then you have the Yule log oh and you have your first slice on the twenty first oh and you decorate oh so you almost make it like a cookie so you take the slice which is already frosted but not the um the the widest part is unfrosted oh then you frost that and then as it then you de- after it defrosts. A different kind of frost. You take it out of the freezer, the first slice, and then you you uh, frost it uh, this night in honor of the solstice. So, however you feel would express the winter solstice. Wow, that is cool. And then you eat it. Uh, so you have your little slice of Yule log, your first slice of Yule log on the Yule. And just let me get a couple more details from you. So when you think about your decorating of the first slice of Yule log, you're thinking about, okay, the North Pole. Oh, that's nice of you. Oh, it's tilted 23.5% away from the sun. Oh, degrees. I'm sorry. I misheard you. Okay, it's a time when we're waiting for the return of the sun. You think about darkness and light. Uh... Okay, you might think about uh, Saturn or Saturnalia. Okay, agricultural bounty. Maybe, depending on all the dates, you might think about something like a celebration that happens at Stonehenge of Sunrise. Oh, these are powerful images. Uh, Okay, other things. Just walk me through it. Candles, uh, bonfires, dancing... Oh, maybe some Norse or, 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 or okay, or uh, Germanic. Okay, Odin, uh, feasting. Okay, I like it. Wow. 
Okay, so nothing, so light frosting, nothing intense but the colors and the symbols. Uh, you frost the Yule slice, uh, and then you eat it, uh, and then, the, so that's the 21st. Wow. Okay, and then, so then on the 22nd, what happens? This is quite the holiday celebration already. Okay, so this year on the 22nd and the 23rd, you'll take the Yule log. Oh, and you'll decorate it for Hanukkah. Okay. Well, let me just back up a little bit. So, so, uh, so are you celebrating? Are you celebrating? Okay. So, so is there? Are you practicing in in any of the? Um, you're enjoying. Okay. So you enjoy Hanukkah. You enjoy Christmas. You enjoy. Uh, Souls, okay, okay, you're right. Let me just focus on the 22nd or the 23rd. Okay, you just think about uh, some of the sim- symbols. Uh, yearly, you try to come up with something new. You might talk to some of your friends. Okay. Okay, so you do that on the 22nd and the 23rd. Okay, then on the 24th and the 25th. This is just this year's schedule. I understand, Okay. Okay, then you'll move to, to Chris, Christian Christmas imagery or symbols. Okay, I understand. Uh, so, wow, so this is really uh, like, like, but yeah, so, okay. Oh, then this year on the 26th, 27th, 28th, 29th, and 30th, you'll, you'll use imagery from Kwanzaa. Okay, and then on the thirty thirty first and the first, uh, you're you don't you're not sure you can become, combine some New Year's imagery and some Kwanzaa imagery. Okay, okay. Can you just wa- walk me through this a little bit more, like some of this, uh, so some of what? Uh, okay, so for Kwanzaa, you you you're thinking about oh for each night go, go very similar. Okay, like uh, like you're lighting the candles, so probably something around unity one night, uh, self determination. Again, this is something you're 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 uh, you're feeling very connected to. I can tell. I can tell. Okay, collective work responsibility. This, okay, that's another night. Okay. Okay, cooperative, okay. Purpose, creativity, uh, and faith. Oh, economic cooperation. I'm sorry, I I misunderstood that. Okay. Okay, so that makes sense. You could really have some freedom. Oh, and then using, for each celebration, you're trying to use bold. Well, so this year you're thinking bold colors. Oh, last year you used more. Okay, that's exciting. That is very exciting. And then you'll eat the slice, which I guess would be a, a somewhat thin slice. Almost, I guess you're making a, a Yule log into almost a cake cookie. And using the symbols of the seasons, almost like you're a holiday tourist. Okay, no, oh no, I didn't mean it that way. I meant it like a good way, like you're visiting all of you're visiting all of these holidays. Uh, when it, well, I just said tourist because it kind of seems like you're visiting them, right? Okay, you do well. How so? How did you come up with this uh, this tradition? It's very I'm, like I'm, I mean, this is uh, something near and dear to my heart, obviously. 
and the symbolism, the faith, the joy, the connection, the ideas of unity, they're all very appealing to me, but I've never seen this quite this take on it. Okay, you wanted to show respect for all the ways of celebrating the season, or most of the, okay, most of the, as many ways as possible, okay. Oh, it gives meaning to each night. It gives you a connection, and a connection to those people in your life that celebrate. Okay, that makes sense. I like this a lot. Uh, does it does it make you feel like uh, connecting to the communities? Uh, uh, like that you're almost like a part of their community? Because I guess they said tourist, but in some way, oh, at a respectful distance. Yeah. So I guess I um okay. So it's kind of like you're celebrating the celebrations a little bit from the outside, but that's fine. This is a very uh, noble way for you to celebrate these celebrations. Okay, so you want to? So now you're not. It's not like you're getting off a cruise ship and just go spilling off the cruise ship with a bunch of people, but you're one person traveling there. And spending time there, eating locally, and no, I I, under, I I can see why I can see how I I, I was I, I misunderstood. Oh yeah, like a, a connection, like people that soak up. They say, "Oh, I soak up the culture." I see, with a real respect. Of course, I understand that. Oh, and a desire for understanding. I have a desire to understand your tradition too. Yeah. Okay, they're handing me the envelope now. Okay, it's a blank. Uh, it has a symbol of uh, what looks like um, a town car on it or something. That's strange. This, is, this has not happened before. Uh, so I think what you do is there should be a door in front of you. And if you head out that door, maybe there'll be a car waiting. Oh, there is. There's a town car waiting for you running. Oh, wait, there's a, did you see, like, there's a jack, oh, you, yeah, close the door, I didn't realize it was going to be cold out, uh, yeah, there's jacket and gloves and, uh, oh, snow pants even, boots, oh, yeah, they're all your size, you look very delightful, uh, like a little hot, like a, yeah, you do, you do, okay, so, oh, wait, you're pausing, well, yeah, they usually fly you to a location, where they do the show. So I guess I can see why it's a little throwing you off. Because, uh, yeah, when you, like, yeah, we're not, the show, we're doing it remotely. So you are not in Los Angeles, I do not believe. Because it looked cold out there. Okay, so you're going out, you're getting in the car, and then it'll be warm in the car. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're in the car, now we're moving. You're really, you're really looking around a lot, uh. What city? I don't know what city you're in. I'm not a. I just the only thing I know is you. And uh, the card I have. Well, no, I could. Con no, it's not like I have that as a magic power. It's a magic ability, or holiday seasonal ability. But I would have to be at the North Pole to do that. Uh, so yeah, it's not like I know everything at all times. I'm not. Uh, uh, like a, a full goddess. I'm just Roberta Claus. Okay, so, oh, w w why did you ask where you were? 
Okay, so it looks like a little bit of a city, like a city you grew up in. Okay, like in the Rust Belt. Okay. Yeah, that's some cold snow. It's not snowing hard. Okay, the snow is in river. How do you say that? Riv- riv- like rivulets or whatever. Yeah, on the road, on the blacktop. Uh, because of the the ground is so cold. Yeah, it is dancing in the headlights as you move. Uh, yeah, well, it's not the same. So it's not the same city you grew up in, but it has the same feel. Yeah, I mean, I can see it's it's a good, kind of a. I mean, it's nighttime. Uh, they, you know, it's overcast, and there's a bit of snow. I think they call them. Is this what snow flurries are? Yeah, and as you drive through town, okay, there's a lot of steeples. Uh, oh, but everybody, okay, this reminds you, everybody, like, there's a lot of uh, separation, okay, and divided by the freeways and by neighborhood. Yeah, even now, huh? Okay, what else? Tell me what else you're remembering. This might be part of the process. Okay, so when the winter comes, it kind of feels like it becomes a gray drab planet. Uh, yeah. Okay, there's something else in the dark winter night. Okay, what is, okay, something lovely. Okay, tell me what's lovely about the winter nights. Okay, knowing that everyone's huddled inside, keeping warm. Okay. Yeah, that's very, like, and they could be doing their own holiday baking, huh? Okay, it makes you a little, oh, because you moved away. You moved to someplace where it was always warm. Uh, yeah, I can see you have a mix of four. I can see it on your face. Uh, even though I'm not there, I can't even see your face, but I can see it on your face anyway. I don't know if forlorn's the right word, but there's a touch of forlorn in your eyes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're pulling up. That's a, a church, it looks like. Uh, huh. St. Nicholas Church, it says. Yeah, that's weird. I guess they, I mean, they do build these, uh, these, uh, it seems familiar, but there was no St. Nicholas Church in your life. Okay. It looks like down below the church there, there's a warm light coming out of uh, those stairs. Yeah, that's the church basement. Uh, community center, you're right, that's usually where it is. Uh, multi-purpose room, that's what they call it now sometimes. Well, I guess you're supposed to kind of get, you're getting warm, huh? Because you're in the car. Isn't this one of these things you, you, you uh, bundle up to get in the car? Uh, the car's warm, then you get out of the car, it's cold, then you go inside, it's warm again, huh? Yeah, so, oh, what's next? Well, I don't know what's next. I mean, normally, they, have, they give us a clue uh, or ingredients or something to go on. And this also had is a card with a picture of the car that you're in or a drawing of it, not the exact car you're in. And, uh, uh, no, the driver is probably not, you could ask the driver, but I don't think, yeah, see, the driver's not answering. So usually, I guess it would say, so the clues would be the car, 
or the car stopped outside the church basement where the light's coming from, which seems warm, though you do have bundled up clothes, but that's kind of a traditional thing anyway. So I wouldn't think they would want you to blunder around in the cold, but I'm not positive about that. It's just my gut. Oh, what do you mean it won't make any difference anyway? Uh, well, you get out of the car, you'll be cold for a second, then you'll be warm in the church basement, or you could stay in the car, I guess. Uh, oh, no, it won't make, what do you mean it doesn't matter? Okay, so this is like reminding you a lot of uh, your life growing up. Okay, so you've been in a church basement like that before. Is that what you mean? Okay, like, and you're having a lot of mixed holiday feelings. Okay, I understand that. Uh, not just adventure or joy. Okay. Okay, no, no, let's, you just stay in the car, uh, and let's take a breath. Okay, so so tell me more. So not pure holiday joy. You're not, okay. But that's really what you wanted. Okay. And what you wanted to kind of believe. Uh, or you, what you were, you, you were searching for at some point. Okay. Yeah, this is strong stuff, huh? Okay. But then what you found in church basements like that one... Uh, you realize that that pure joy wasn't there. Huh, okay, well, that's like, well, this is when you were younger, huh? And that's not easy, huh? And you kind of started to see things you didn't like, okay, and uh, uncomfortable uh, with people, uh, okay, or, or, you know, what they, like, uh, okay, uh, that they might not even been celebrating Okay, that's understanding. Oh, and then it might be too loud in there. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, people talking in a way that you don't necessarily relate to or agree with. Okay, I've, I can, I've heard that talk before. Believe me, I'm Roberta Claus. Oh, and even as a kid, things you weren't okay with. Uh, or even times you behaved in ways you're not. Okay, that's that's understandable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I understand, I understand. Uh, okay, well, okay, somebody's coming out to the car bundled up there. Um, why don't you, you could roll on their window, because they seem to be... Okay, they're asking you if you have the cookie dough. Okay, um, uh, oh, you told them to hold on, and then you rolled the window back up, that's funny. They're still standing there, they're bundled up, though. Okay, um... I don't know. This is a, this is why it's an adventure. Okay, so let's think back. Oh, the car was our clue. Oh yeah, does that uh, does that in between the seats thing the the armrest come down and you could look in the trunk? That's a great idea. Oh, there are cookie ingredients in there. Oh, and an inverter and a mix. Oh, there. Okay, okay. Why don't you pull? Okay, let them know. You're going to bring, I guess we found our clue. Let them know you're going to bring the dough in, I guess. Okay, great. Uh, okay, so what do we have? We have a mixer. We have bowls. Uh, okay. Uh, sugar, flour, eggs, baking powder, salt, butter, and vanilla extract. Uh, 
So what cookie would be? That's not the ingredients for a Yule log, I guess, huh? Oh, it's for rolled sugar cookies, huh? Oh, because she said they have everything ready to de- re- they're ready to decorate. Uh, okay, those are pretty big bowls. Uh, oh, that's a big mixer. Oh, you know the recipe by heart. Okay, so you're going to start mixing. Yeah, while well, you mix the cookies. Uh, oh, the good thing is it's supposed to be cold, so you could do... Okay, that makes sense. So we're in good shape then. Okay, you're really, you're creaming, the, is that what you're doing, creaming the sugar in the, um, yeah, good thing the car's so warm. The trunk's cold, the car's warm, that's funny. Okay, do you mind if I, we walk through, I was just trying to see, uh, uh, oh, you still don't know, even, so you're going to make the dough, but you don't know if you want to go in there and decorate cookies, uh. One thing I was thinking about is, uh, is there a rule that you can only decorate Christmas cookies in a a, a church basement? Okay. You're not sure. You're not sure you you desire to go in there at all either. Okay, so now now you're mixing the cookie dough. Oh, so you mixed it. Oh, so there was salt. Okay, so with the baking powder. Oh, so the flour, the wet, and the dry are going together now. Oh, okay. Oh, and then, oh, you're going to put it in those, uh, in that wrap, and then put it outside. Oh, in the trunk, uh, so it doesn't freeze. Oh, so we still have a few minutes while it chills. It has to chill. Oh, so the butter quiet. Okay, that makes sense, uh. Okay, well, I just wanted to think about, uh, like, uh, you in the, going in there uh, as part of this. Uh, so what if we walk through picturing yourself going into that church basement with the cookie dough? Or what were you thinking? Oh, you just leave it outside and yell in the door. Okay, so that's one option. That's a very good option. I like it. What if we imagine another option well, there's another couple other options. We just leave. Uh, we don't even leave the dough. You could eat, you could take the dough home with you. Okay, that's another op. It's another option. It might not be a good one. We could just leave the dough in the parking lot. Uh, it's another option. We could pour the dough on the driver. Oh, driver didn't make a face. Very professional. So those are all options. What if there's we just imagine an option where you went in there? Uh, like maybe we just play a game, uh, not a, not a necessarily a fun, just a, a pro exercise. You're right. And I want you to use your imagination or your memory, whatever comes up, uh, uh, to see yourself going into the, to a to a, to a church basement to to a community room. Let's just call it a community room. How's that? Oh, you can't do it. Uh, okay, let's take a breath. Uh, so we have our other options. So don't worry. We have options. Uh, and this is an adventure, so it doesn't really matter. You know, we're, we're, this is your adventure now, and I'm here with you. So we'll just take a, a breath. We're going to take a step back. Uh, um. Maybe take a drive around the block. That's good. Wow, this drive. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, now let's go back uh, to wh- how we connected in the first place here when we were talking before we got in the car.
and thinking about your Yule slice celebration, a slice of Yule kind of. Um, so that's all the symbols that you love about the season, right? How you celebrate, uh, and kind of as a reminder of the season, and kind of you were thinking about ways you would decorate stuff. Okay, can you think about um, uh, how you would do one of the solstice cookies? Uh, maybe a full moon. Okay, instead of a ha- I like that uh, sunrise or under starry sky. Oh, bold colors of a warm bonfire. Okay, and then what about Hanukkah? You do okay, so you do like uh, the like uh, the blues, okay. Maybe some uh, golds, okay. I I could see that. Um, oh, you would like to come up with something new because usually you just use the basic symbols that are like. Uh, oh, maybe somebody in there knows, like, uh, just because it's a you know it's a maybe it really is a community basement, and then there's. Uh, other people in there from the community, uh, and maybe they could share with you, oh, well, this is what Hanukkah means to me. You know, it means more than a menorah or a dreidel, you know, so maybe they could talk, maybe they could help you find a new symbol. Oh, yeah, you're right, I, w- I went off base. So you, so you oh, okay, so you could just do, use blues, that's fine, too. Oh, you. So you don't want to keep talking because I was going to say for Christmas, what would you do? You, you, you. Okay, or for Kwanzaa. I mean, just think about like uh, unity. That's a nice one. Or self determination. Uh, that that could like. Uh, what do you what do you think it means? Uh, empathetically. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it, it probably is better. Uh, to come up with something outside of yourself, right, is a discussion. Well, maybe, well, well, let's just say this is an imaginary community basement and not a, like, like, let's just say that's just a doorway, a doorway to communities. So maybe you could open up and say, or you could go in there and say, let's get the whole community here uh, to decorate, uh, yeah, so people that already, Kwanzaa has already a meaning and an impact on their lives, and you could learn uh, what the symbolism means to them. Or beyond, it's, maybe it's beyond that. You're right. Okay, so I want you to start to think about uh, all of those symbols, uh, kind of the ones you know and then the ones we're kind of talking about with this thought experiment here. And maybe start to feel some stuff. I don't know if any feelings are coming up for you, but start to kind of feel the as the idea or what feelings are. Maybe you just feel it as ideas or concepts. Uh, and then you have feelings about or emotions. Yeah, I guess emotions would be a better term. Or maybe sensations. Maybe you're having physical sensations about those uh, uh, thoughts or ideas and in symbols. Okay, and just let that kind of flow for you for a little while, you know? That's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, and let that kind of flow. And maybe picture yourself, uh, 
so you think not to change the subject, but do you think how cold do you think that trunk is with the cookie dough? Oh, it's all right. Okay, it was a couple more minutes. Okay, maybe we should drive. But maybe we should park back at the the door the doorway to the community place we're talking about. Uh, Okay, but picture yourself. Maybe we just put your hand in there and hold. Put your hand on that big. I mean, that was a lot of dough you made. I don't know how many how many dozens of cookies do you think that is? Uh, Giga dozens. Was that a joke? Because I don't know if that's a real thing or not. Okay. Okay. So think about this. Like maybe just. I realize it's strange, but you obviously that Yule log means something to you. So just feel your connection now to this sugar cookie. Maybe even give it a little squeezy-poo. And see what you feel there. Beyond, like, teaching and learning and symbolism, uh, is there anything in there? Like, the, any, like, uh, like, can you feel with your fingertips against uh, that dough that's just barely yielding now? Can you feel any healing energy in there? I know that's a strange concept. Again, this is just, uh, we're just imagining. Or some kind of, oh, you see, some kind of help in there. Okay. Okay, like, uh, feel feel that. Uh, or maybe just that it feels solid and uh, full of potential decoration. Oh, yeah, you like that? Yeah, just full of potential and sweetness and, uh, yeah, and bringing joy to other people. Okay, now I want you to just, I want you to give you, give you a second to stay silent because I want you to try and notice one more thing as you hold on to that, uh, that dough, that, that piece of dough there. And you kind of feel, you're feeling good about it. But I want you to kind of see if you can feel any ga- a gap in there too. What do I mean by a gap? Maybe a feeling of something maybe shriveled up or uh, curled up like uh, under a blanket or um, something inert. inert. Okay, you do something, something's hiding. Okay, let's breathe there and feel that dough there and uh, think about what about it? what about all those the celebrations or those symbols? Uh, who, who's who's hiding from that, or what's hiding, or what you know? What about it? Okay, it's a scared kid hiding. Okay, it makes sense. I understand. Yeah, yeah. It makes it makes sense to me. So this. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so the kid. Oh, got you. Got to take your jacket off. Oh, I thought you'd take. Oh, you took it off to mix the dough. You know, this is a good break because that's intense. You would just try to hold on to that gap that's there. Okay, so what do you think about this? really makes a lot of sense as a person, a human. Uh, what about all that positive imagery and celebration and the, and the, and the potential? Uh, what do you think about it that uh, it's got that kid hiding? Other people. Okay, other people. Okay, tell me more. Okay, well, all of it's like a, a positive and pure, pure joy. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay, faith. There's something about faith. Okay, what is that? Uh, 
Yeah, you're here with me. Yeah, in in the dough. Face, uh, face in what? Oh, other people. Face in other people. So that's got the kid, kid part nervous. Huh? Faith in other people and these symbols of pure joy uh, has got somebody hiding out, huh? Okay. What else? Okay. Also, that hiding out part is holding, holding their grip very tightly on those symbols at the same time. Oh, and they can't let go. Okay, like the symbols of the season. Okay, wow, they're, so they're really, they're hiding. Because uh, of the something about this pure faith in other people and joy. But at the same time, they're gripping the symbols of that very tightly. Okay. Okay, what would make them let go of their tight grip, do you think? Okay. Yeah, just ask them or, or, you know, get close and give them the space to let them feel the dough. Maybe they could put, loosen their grip and touch the dough with you. Okay. What would they say? They would say, okay, well, if it's all clear, they would let go if it's everything was joy-filled, pure and clear. Oh, that's what they thought all those symbols stood for. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait, you're smiling, though. Okay, go ahead and hold that part of you. That makes sense. Okay, so, why you're smiling because you just realized something? Okay, tell me, tell me. Okay, so that's what that kid thought the symbols stood for, but really, the symbols are calling you, and they've been calling you? Oh, or showing you that it's okay, that, that what's okay? Oh, like you didn't realize that they were all from stories that weren't perfect, uh, that didn't have, uh, uh, oh, the, the origins of some of those stories of those, uh, almost all of them, even the one you started with, uh, most arc, I don't want to say archetypally, but I have to in this solstice sense. Yeah, unpleasant origins in some sense, is it you? Or, yeah. Yeah, the feast. Yeah, you're right. Uh, oh, and pain, yeah, pain almost. I understand. I understand. And that, uh, oh, sorrow. These are good words. Uh, uh, so, oh, that that's where those stories are coming from. Not of pure joy. Oh, no, no. But they are full and overflowing with joy at the same time. Okay, what is it? What is that? Uh, Oh, faith, faith in the goodness of other people. Okay. Uh, people that have fear and imperfections. Uh, so walking both with both things, joy and fear or pain or sorrow. or Yeah, wow, that's powerful. Uh, okay, you seem to be even leaning in more. What is that? Uh, Oh, none of it's demanding anything from you. Not demanding your faith and not demanding your faith in other people or the world or on any spiritual plane. Wow, no. It's not demanding those things. It's inviting. Wow. So not 
like asking you to come on in. Huh. What, what can you tell me? What, how, what, how does the invitation sound? Oh, would you like to try a little joy? Uh, could you embrace some of our wonder despite the rust? Uh, wow, that is, you, you re- really give good imagery out. Uh, oh, maybe they would even say, knack the salt and slush off your boots. Uh, okay, yeah, I see with that one, yeah. Come on in, even though it's a gray, gloomy night. Uh-huh. Those, uh, yeah, so figuratively and in reality, they're saying it. Uh, okay, what else? Could you trust and still be a little bit afraid or still want to hide? Wow. Oh, even if you don't understand, it's fine. Even if but this isn't like, and it won't be like, I guess, okay, so this is more of a, this isn't some instant fix or that you're a changed person just because we're talking about this. No. Oh, wait, you you forgot that you were on a journey and that this was a process, an adventure, really. It all is an adventure, right? Uh, and an adventure doesn't necessarily mean pure holiday seasonal joy or absence of anything. Uh, it is like the solstice, uh, a long night, uh, or celebration Cultural celebrations of, uh, uh, yes, like, yeah, of hard hard times, like, uh, whether it's a long night or the impacts of, yeah, wow, wow, wowee. So what are you saying? You're getting, I see you getting the, the cookie dough ready. And what are you saying? You're ready? You're ready for what? Uh, to see if you could take the next step? Okay. So you're going to open the door next. Okay, you're opening the door. Ooh, that's some cold air coming in there. Now you're ready to see if you could take the steps down into that community center. And, uh, okay, I'll see you. Oh, and there she goes. Oh, I'm still with you talking, though. You're putting one foot right in front of the other. And now you're going down the steps, uh... And it's not a community. It is a community gathering. Wow, it's a giant studio made to look like, and it's, oh, look at the beauty of these communities gathered here. And it looks like there's hundreds of people waiting to decorate cookies with you. And it looks like there's, wow, lots of different, uh, ready to sell. I don't even know. Are those, like, everybody's ready to celebrate and decorate with different kinds of symbolism. And really, an invitation to, 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 to try to lean in, huh? And have a little bit of faith in the goodness of other people. But you don't have to all of the time, huh? Well, that, I don't know how you, I think you need symbolism to decorate a cookie because you don't think you could put that on a cookie. You could put hands holding, but that would be a little bit of uh, you know, that is a symbol. I agree with you. I was just thinking of like, uh, well, which, okay. It'd be, uh, yeah. Well, even Roberta Cross is, even Roberta Cross, I can't even say my name. I'm so stunned. Honestly, your journey has filled me with so much joy. It'll carry me through my long night. Uh, and now, 
I have uh, new ways to find out, new ways to celebrate uh, in other people, in their goodness. Uh, just, uh, you know, just waiting to be discovered uh, in my own, right? Uh, and to say, hey, just hold my hand, and I'm not even sure, and that's not all there is, huh? Okay, well, you enjoy the rest of your cookie adventure decorating with all these people. I got to get ready. You know, I got a lot of work still. A couple. Yeah, good night. All right, hey, everybody. It's Scoots. I'm turning everything over to Ray uh, for the 93rd annual Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Not sure what year coverage it is for us, but uh, here you go, Ray. Hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray here, and we're going to be going through the parade this year. Uh, now, we're going to be doing it a little bit differently than we've done it in the past. Uh, and, and actually, NBC did it a little bit differently than they normally do it. Uh, the direction was, uh, or as Ray remembers it, which is not perfect. So it could be my memory. But I know they had to be on the fly there because they weren't sure if the balloons were going to be flying, oddly enough. Uh, but we're going to be here covering the parade. We're just going to be doing it in a different order. So we're going to be starting the parade two hours and 25 minutes into the parade coverage, which is three hours. Now, the, uh, there's a lot of commercials, which is understandable, I guess, because they, you know, the, the, this is uh, it's just a tradition. Uh, but as we did up a, a parade watching, Scooter, uh, Scooter and I, uh, Cappy, uh, Mikey, uh, the Gregor, and uh, uh, Bernie, we went through these things and we said, okay, well, you know, people get parade fatigue. Scooter was talking about his parade fatigue from watching the parade so many times uh, that we, we decided we would, we would do the parade out of order. Because sometimes, you know, you, you either people are getting ready, as Terry Crews said, and you're not really paying attention to the parade or, you know, you get tired out, you're sick of the parade, maybe you fall asleep, or you just wear down. You say, okay, no more floats and clowns for me, please. Uh, so this year we're going to start at two hours. We're going to watch it in uh, in reverse, not exactly in reverse, but somewhat in reverse. And I think it's going to go pretty good. So we're starting at 225 here. Uh, by the magic of the internet, here we are at Macy's, the 93rd Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, only seven years away from 100. And was this a Macy-centric parade? But we'll talk about that later when we're earlier in the parade. Uh, but I'm going to turn it over to my friend Mikey here and the Gregor for the first float. Uh, 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 we're waiting here for the, uh, I'm waiting just for the director to point to, okay, uh, go ahead. Uh, Mikey and Gregor. Uh, thank you, Ray. It's uh, Mikey here. Good, hello, everyone. Also known as Prince Tommen. And we get it started here with uh, Jimmy Fallon. Ah, uh, yes, and there's uh, people uh, with pies on their heads and cupcakes. Yes, this is the Intamin's float. Uh, there's, uh, they were the inventors of the see-through window box. Uh, there's a tuba, which I put, a, I thought was nice. Uh, go ahead, Gregor. Uh, yes, it's a surfing turkey, and they sing song, Bird is the Word. Uh, and uh, Jimmy Fallon, very excited. He's nice. He seems very nice. Uh, yes, he does. But uh, he, he uh, so he was really like, uh, the, oh, also Scooter wanted me to note that the mix, uh, all the mixing 
of the the musical performers was done very well this year. Now it was made so that it doesn't, you know, you don't even need to, you should just, just enjoy the performance and not worry about it. Uh, uh, instead of worrying, oh, let's pretend like it's real. They just said, let's have fun. Oh, yes. Also, they had uh, floral shirts, uh, Hawaiian shirts, they called them. Uh, uh, the Roots Band. And, oh, the cast, uh, Hoda, uh, she and everyone else, uh, they really like this. Uh, okay, Ray. Oh, hello, 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 everybody. I'm back. We have the Aflac duck going by in its ninth year. And very calculating eyes on that duck there. Very, very, uh, very calculating eyes. I said, that's an, uh, that duck could do some accounting. Uh, then we got to go back. We got to see a little bit of, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, behind the scenes here because we see after the Aflac duck, we see the scripts, uh, in front of the cast of, uh, uh, Samantha and Hoda. And Al, and I think the the script was in pink, I believe it or not. I'm watching it here. It's going to come up on the screen right now. Oh, that's like the Instagram hot. I didn't realize Aflac Duck was making it, and it's on an inflatable tube, uh, which you could use in the lake or in the uh, 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 to go snow snow tubing. Uh, okay, so I'm waiting here to see the cast changing the scripts. Uh, yeah, there they go. And it's a pink or a purple uh, script, and they were changing it. Then, uh, Bernie, take it away. Uh, hey, everybody, Bernie the Butterfly here. And there's the next up is the elves, elves on, uh, there's elves on a skating rink with St. Bernard's uh, and uh, snow foxes and other animals. And then the elf uh, in the fetal position, which is what I whenever I see this parade, I want to be in it the whole time. Also, they wanted me to note that a Scooter can never remember the name of St. Bernard. He has a mental block. Anytime on any of the history of the podcast, uh, he never remembers that. Uh, it's a St. Bernard. He says, what's the name of that? Uh, oh, the, what's the name of that? Uh, that's my Scooter voice, by the way. Uh, the dog with the thing around its neck for the cold weather with hot cocoa. And I say it's the St. Bernard scooter. Also, just a, a little note for everybody. Don't do anything in front of a friggin' elf. They can't be trusted. The, tattle, the, the, the tellers of tattles or whatever you want to call it. I mean, I wish what the elves would tell uh, Mother Nature that what you humans are up to. Holy mackerel. Uh, and then there's a raggedy a chorus of people dressed like Raggedy Andy and Raggedy Andrew, uh, which Scooter's a bit ragged. And uh, then I'm going to turn it back over to Ray. Oh, no, they want me to keep going. They said, do a little bit longer segment, Bernie. Uh, so I'll take it for, take the rest of this here. There's a band from North Carolina, 540 people. Is that really true? And they were singing a medley with Bon Jovi and Journey, which on paper, now the mix, uh, understandably, these are live bands. So it was a little dissonant uh, that the the mix, there was a professional level mix of the lip syncing. And we're not criticizing the lip syncing. Very windy. There's another reason to make a strong mix. Or maybe we we're only hearing it. I, I guess we we're only hearing it on the television. You know, we don't have the budget. We, it would be too cold to friggin' go there anyway. And plus those airlines, they say no butterflies on the plane, you know. Uh, so anyway, 
So they did Bon Jovi and Journey. At first, it, it sounded like a good marching band. I didn't hear any Bon Jovi. I, they should have got John Bond to be with them. Uh, but then it kind of, it just didn't, it, it didn't work in the way. I'm sure at a halftime show would have been great. But just for the parade, it did not work. It just didn't, I didn't hear very much Bon Jovi or Journey. Uh, also some factoids, it was 10 buses, which I don't believe it because there's 45 staff, 300 parents and 540 students. That's, uh, 885 people. That would mean 80, 80, 80, 80 like 90 people for buses. I don't know any buses that fit 90 people that I know of, uh, for a 12 hour bus ride. Uh, then this was nice. Uh, this was a beautiful float. It was a Macy. There's a lot of Macy's in this par- Macy's parade, more than we remember. So this was a Macy's float. Didn't have any Macy's branding on it, uh, uh, but they did say this is a Macy's float. Uh, Leah Michelle, uh, she had a nice arm warmer, beautiful coat, by the way, Leah, uh, and beautiful singing uh, Thanksgiving, a Thanksgiving Macy song. Uh, so I, I mean, I appreciate that they had a lot of, uh, original, uh, Macy's Thanksgiving related songs and I don't know the licensing rules, but, uh, so I, I don't know. I, I guess I can't comment it on it. There was also uh, fake ice skaters that did a very good job. I, I liked them. Uh, but then there was kids standing. They weren't really doing anything. And uh, I think maybe, they, I mean, they may have been cold, but when they were contrasted with the ice skating kids uh, uh, pretending to ice skate, uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, so, you know, kids on the stairs don't move. Uh, Ray, why don't you take it from here? Oh, hello, 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 everybody. This is your friend Ray, and I'm back here. And I'll I'll go for a little while here. I guess uh, you know I, I'm not I'm no Hoda. I'll tell you that much. I wish I was. I mean, I guess Hoda and I, we couldn't appear together because we'd both be the positive people, you know. Not that Samantha and Al want positive. You know, Al does a bit of yelling though, and then uh, you know Samantha's more of the she she's uh, uh, opt a positive, but she's just you know more of the grounded person. I, oh, I, w- I was going to say, this is too early to say it, but I'm going to say it now. Holy Lester Holt, Holt later in the parade. Uh, but next up was Grinch and Max. Uh, this is a new version, I guess. Oh, no, there's a new version of the show. I don't know. It's on DVD. I don't know if it, there was a few new versions. So maybe this was the version that came out last year in the movie theater. But I'm not sure. It's not, Hallmark Channel's having 24. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm ahead of myself here uh, because this one, it was a W. This is a scooter made me, uh, you know, Ray doesn't usually say these things, uh, but you know, scooter wants me to make sure to pause it. Anybody that recorded this, uh, so, you know, but he did put WTF here. Uh, so I will have to pause it. So uh, there's uh, 24 movies on the Hallmark channel. Uh, but a big opportunity was mixed because there's numbered boxes on this. It's cubbies, uh, holiday cubbies, and some of them are numbered, like an advent calendar. And they missed a big opportunity because there's no 25 or 624, which would tell you that there's uh, 
the band Chicago is on the um, float. Now, I don't know uh, who's on there and who's not from Chicago. I don't know any of the members of Chicago by uh, sight anymore. And they were singing a holiday song that, uh, we, you know, a caroling song. Here we go caroling or whatever. Now, there's also, so if that wasn't enough, there's a moment here around 26, two hours and 36, 37 minutes here. Uh, where whoever's doing the lead, lead singing for Chicago, who I'm not, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not sure if it's, uh, I don't know, but, uh, they, uh, have a young boy behind them and, you know, there's this thing, okay, boomer. And I was just thinking that this was like, uh, this is like an okay, boomer. He wasn't saying it. He was kind of looking like, uh, who is this? What is this Chicago? I don't know. I, I liked it. I, but anyway, uh, so. I don't know. Scooter wanted me to pause it there. And then we have the Doughboy, Pop and Fresh, not uh, the original Doughboys, you know, from the podcast there, because uh, they would probably be with the Minions float or the Mickey's Parking Garage float or the Hot Salad or the, you know, any of those floats. Uh, Luigi's Luigi's house with the Caspers. Um, uh, or you could have like a spoon man, but anyway, you so pop and fresh. Then there's a thousand sleigh bells and 266 cast members or something, which again, the math does not, that's a tough math problem there. That means that some people have uh, four bells and some people have none, I guess, uh, f- f- 250 people have four bells. Uh, oh, the, the other thing it was this year, there was a high wind, which we'll probably talk about, which made meant the balloons had to fly lower, which for balloons like this doughboy really worked out well. I, I really was happy this year. I mean, you, you, because you got to see the balloons much closer up. Um, uh, then there's a nutcracker. The nutcracker did not work as well because it looked like it was, uh, like it's just a straight horizontal and i don't know if the nutcracker usually flies standing up straight i guess so uh, but it was 100 percent vertical so it looked like it was uh you know we're coming out of a cannon or something and then what does this say oh when that was going by the turkey the time of the turkey or whatever on the top of the macy's uh Marquee was nodding its head, so that was nice. And now I'm gonna throw it over to uh, G- uh Gregor and Mikey. Uh, thanks, Ray. Next up is uh, Balsam uh, Hill, uh, deck the halls. Uh, this kid's dressed up nicely, and uh, 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 I, I can't speak. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, okay, don't worry, Gregor. You sit here and breathe. Uh, next up is Adina Menzel singing Sleigh Ride. And, uh, Greg, you know, Greg has strong feelings for her because he, uh, you know, he doesn't always have the best grasp on reality. But remember, we're watching a television program and she's a star. And even there, she's a star. We saw Frozen 2. Oh, boy, was she a star in Frozen 2 as well with Kristen Bell. And uh, there's kids dressed. Oh, Dina Menzel, Sleigh Ride. Oh, there's Dancing Presence and... Uh, ornaments and she's very properly bundled as they go off stage there very oh the kids are like dickensian but upper class dickensian kids dressed up 
which is what you'd expect, you know, like myself, I used to be part of uh, a royal family once I was king for a brief period of time, believe it or not. And then I, you know, then I found, uh, anyway, my, you know, mother did not like that, uh, part, you know, part of, you know, mother wanted to, anyway. So, uh, what happened next? I'll turn it over to you, Greg, now that Adina's gone from the screen. Uh, thanks, Mikey. Thanks. It was uh, hard to see her, but uh, good to see her happy. Then we have another Macy's, uh, what do you call it? Scooter would say it was, uh. Like Macy's, what is a jingoism if it's just for Macy's? I don't know. But this was the Macy's, a great American Macy's band. So the Macy's, so you combined both those things. Uh, Scooter did not notice that, but uh, uh, only the best uh, Christmas on Parade uh, band. They were very good, though. They were the best. I would not say the best because I enjoy all bands equally in this parade as long as they display effort and joy, which they all did. Uh, next up is someone I'd like to get a warm hug from, especially right this moment. Oh, thank you, Mike. He gave me a real warm hug. Is Olaf. Uh, it looks like Olaf was waving. Not sure if that was what he was saying. Hello, Gregor. Uh, don't worry. Uh, you know, uh, and then I'm not sure if did Frozen really come out in 2013. Scooter wanted me to know. Uh, go ahead, Mikey. Oh, thanks, Greg. And next up is a Delta, uh, employees on a tree. They were singing an original song to the only one time performance. They said of this original song, isn't, isn't it great to fly to Macy's for the holidays? I think was the name of the song. Uh, when you fly, fly Delta to Macy's. It's where your family will be, or your heart will be for the holidays. Uh, Then, here we go. Is that with Scooter? Is this correct? Okay, it is. Scooter's the director, by the way. Oh, I'll turn it over to Ray. Thanks, everybody. Hello, 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 everybody. The hello is so good to be in your ears. Happy holidays. It's your friend Ray. And normally we'd be exhausted it by now, but uh, we're only uh, partway through. You know, our parade is. Oh, I just noticed the lights on the singing Delta employees. It's very nice. Uh, but then we see some trucks that are coming before Santa, and they, you know, uh, Hoda and Samantha and everything are getting it hyped up for Santa. Uh, the, the, the trucks had presents in it. They were advertising trucks for one of the truck companies. And then there's uh, 98 tap dancing young people. Uh, at first, I said I couldn't tell if they were the nice lift or the nice list, but it makes sense they were the nice list. That was the group. Uh, now, Scooter used to tap dance. He never tap danced in a parade. He's been in a parade before. Not a holiday parade, but, uh, you know, he's been in a parade. At least he could say that. Uh, and actually, there's a picture of uh, Scooter. Uh, that his family has as a boy waving at a parade. I think that was the joy germ parade that Scooter talks about. Uh, and it was in the newspaper and everybody gets a laugh out of it because he has very short shorts on and his hips uh, kicked out there. Okay. So here's the trucks and the tap dancing, uh, 98 tap dances there. Is that another? Oh no! Then there's another dance troupe. You know, a dance troupe for Macy's. These tap dancers are for Macy's. Uh, they say we're going to tap, tap, tap right through this store and find the deals more and more. 
then there's the Spirit of America ta- uh, dances. Uh, they sang. Now, I forgot that this was the name of this song. I like this song, The Man with the Bag. I mean, that sounds like a Wondery podcast or something. Like, uh, And I mean that like legitimately, your friend Ray does. Uh, the Man with the Bag. I guess it didn't, uh, a friend Rachel, she wrote a book with, with a similar title. So, I mean, she's not my, I would like to be friends with her. I suspect she would be more likely friends with Scooter because they both, uh, I think, have a personality of like, okay, let's uh, get away from people for a while. Uh, even though, you know, they, 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 they're very, anyway, uh, there's great peppermint uh, sign swinging there. Uh, the kids had to freeze for Santa for a while, uh, which I said, then there was more dancing. And then the grand entrance of Santa Claus, uh, three elves on the sleigh. Now, this Santa, I don't know if he had an espresso, but he was very jolly. And Al even said that he was suspecting that this was the best uh, parade ever. Uh, Mrs. Claus is there. The sleigh was very sleek, a very sleek sleigh this year. Also, there was a direct, like a cast member's uh, hand went on screen uh, during this uh, uh, thing. And I will say, now I don't watch all the commercials for this, but I think there was a glasses commercial and it is a tough call. I mean, I think we did vote and, and, and someone else won, but I would say that uh, Samantha and Al's glasses were amazing. Uh, the eyeglasses. Al has on like a, I don't know, is that a royal blue set of glasses, his frames? And then Samantha's uh, two-tone frame. Uh, that also were very, uh, very, hers were, you know, a little bit more understated, uh, but both of them worked very well. Now they, neither one of them won and I will, I'll tell you the third nominee. I would say this person came in fourth. I would say Al, Al and Samantha tied for second, which means there's no third place. And then Howie Mandel would have fourth place glasses. Uh, his were, you know, his were very nice. And then we'll tell you later who won the best glasses in the parade, but we probably only counted, you know, it was out of four people. I don't, I don't know if we've seen any other glasses we were aware of, uh, but that doesn't mean that coming in fourth is that bad a thing. If how, you know, I don't think how he would listen. Well, here's the thing. I, I think Santa Claus and Miss Claus have glasses and we didn't, so they didn't even place. And if that puts me on the naughty list, so be it. Uh, so then the cast closes it out. Oh, great glasses, Al. Uh, I mean, Al, you know, Al's always great. Best, One of the best parades ever. And that's the end of the parade. But not for us. I mean, talk about bonus time. We're, we're cutting it back now uh, to one fourteen, an hour and 14 minutes into the parade. And this really did work well as far as, uh, this was only the th- third time we were watching the parade. We watched it out of order and we get to join the Al- Alvin, Al- Alvin, Al- and we get to join the Alvin Alley dance troupe, the 50th year, uh, really from the Alley school. Uh, wonderful dancing, wonderful costumes uh, by these youth, and really bringing a, a nice, uh, I don't know, rice, uh, uh, nice uh, uh, feeling that rocked my soul, uh, rock of my soul. 
Now, is a weird flex. I know young people. I, is that what they say? Weird flex or strong flex? Uh, or they say a bit of a flex because it went for a transition because it just went from uh, this wonderful dance moment to the Mighty Morphin Power Range. I, I, I think they needed a little transition. And the uh, there's a red Mighty Morphin Power Range. It's punching the ground uh, because it's so windy. Uh, so that was uh, that. And then uh, I'm going to turn things over to Cappy, the time capsule. Oh, thank, thanks, Ray. This, uh, this is my first podcast, uh, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm using my sleep podcast voice because Scooter coached me in how to use a sleep podcast voice and not my normal voice uh, you might have seen online. But next up is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, one of which is named Mickey. Or Mikey, they're thirty. They've been doing Kyle Bunga for thirty-five years, and then uh, Cece uh, Sierra, uh, she uh, she's uh, uh, she's up next, uh, and she has pants that Scooter wants. Uh, he said he he really likes her pu- puffy pants, the red. She did a great job. She was a very good performer. Uh, then the P- Paw Patrol's up next, and Hoda wanted everybody to know, or maybe it's Samantha, that it would be fine even if the Paw Patrol was wobbling the balloon. And also the factoid there, Ray, was that the hat of the Paw Patrol could cover the car. And, oh, oh, the, oh Ray, also there's no job uh, too big and no pup too small. That's how I feel as a time capsule as well. Uh, back to you. Oh, thank you, thank you, Cappy. That was a wonderful, wonderful job by Cappy, the time capsule here. Uh, next up was some hockey moms uh, from the NHL. A dance, there was only one dancing puck that I saw. That was two years ago that the pucks won the parade. The dancing pucks were the best two years ago, I think that was. Uh, then there's a tall unicycle. Then we get a performance from the Black Eyed Peas, which was really good. Uh, a walking, there was a walking gold uh, statue, uh, or not, well, a costume of the Empire State Building. And this is another one you want to queue up if you if you taped it, is you get to an hour and 25 minutes here, because uh, then you see a Chrysler Building. Uh, then from Dragon Ball Z is Goku uh, in blue form. And as Hoda starts to talk about it at an hour and 25 minutes, she just loses it. She starts cracking up. Like, I don't know what was so funny about uh, Goku and Dragon Ball. And we're happy when Hoda's happy. So it was, she, she just cracked up and she was laughing so hard you could hear her off the mic, uh, even though they turned her mic off. Uh, which I thought was just wonderful. Also, re- because the balloon was so low, you could see its eyes, and it had wonderful eyes. I mean, whoever designed some of these balloons, holy mackerel. Uh, then we had, now, not the VIP at the parade. We did have someone who won the best performer, but this was the hardest worker in the parade, is a young person who was pushing a rolling baby grand piano. Uh, and they were, was a group and they were like, uh, we got distracted here from Scooter trying to write jokes for it because, uh, when you watch a parade in order, you say, wait a second, is that Beetlejuice there? Uh, but it's really, uh, someone, it looked like Adam Devine, 
Is that how you say his name? Adam from, uh, you know, the famous Adam, the comedy Adam. It looked like him dressed as uh, Beethoven or, or the person who was playing Beetlejuice earlier. But I think it was just a, you know, a high school student playing Beethoven. But there was a young person who had to push the piano the whole time. And they probably didn't get the credit they deserved. Then Emma, who won the Bob Hope Award, she had to stand in front of the camera and wave and smile and not say anything for about 15 minutes, it felt like. Uh, and we did get to see the, the kid. Oh, boy, we just found another great moment. Holy mackerel. Thank goodness for DVR or whatever Scooter uses. I just discovered another gem. So you could watch it. You you could watch this parade millions of times. It's not easy to watch more than once. So believe me. Okay, but we had Emma and the kid pushing the thing. I just paused it during the Black Eyed Peas performance, and one minute, one hour, twenty three minutes and fifty eight seconds. There's uh, someone dancing in one of the Macy's windows. Looks like they're working a little bit, uh, just because they have blue gloves on. And uh, only one glove on. Oh, no. So, yeah, they have one glove on in the dancing. And it looks like they're having a good time. So I'm glad for them because uh, they're happy. I'm happy. Friend Ray loves happiness. Okay. So uh, let's, uh, let's, let's see here. So we're going to set it up. I'm going to turn it back over to uh, there's Beethoven. I'm just making sure we get caught up on the parade here, you know. Uh, so Ray has to do some jobs. Okay, so let me turn it over to Bernie the Butterfly. Uh, thanks, Ray. Bernie the Butterfly here. Uh-oh. Is, uh, the, the, this next float had a lot of story, but not a lot of float. Uh, it, uh, it, well, yeah, it was uh, the uh, Sour Patch Kids, and they had a whole story about how they uh, took over Manhattan with uh, jumping on stuff. Uh, and a really good performance by Ozuna. Uh, very nice. It also had a backpack. Uh, if you're going to sing in a parade, you might as well bring a, a backpack, just like Ray does when he goes to his theme parks there. You know, maybe you could keep a butterfly in there with a couple of cases of Gatorade or carry my Gatorade. That's what I tell Scooter to do. So that was also in a very good performance. And then, you know, these humans, they're always trying to decide between what doesn't work anymore and nostalgia and people having legacy-type businesses there. So basically, the next segment was where they were just begging people to start bowling again. They said uh, they showed some bowling things. Now, last year, they had Al like playing with the bowling pins or something, which was fun. Uh, but this year, they just said, everybody, please go bowling, please. Uh, you got to go... Uh, you got to go bowling more because that's what we need you to do uh, for the love of everybody. Uh, then Bernie the Butterfly, I have to put my own uh, TWF in here because uh, this is about, what, an hour and 33 minutes in here uh, where you say, holy cow, can you get it? They say, well, but by the way, you know, usually we have a Ronald McDonald balloon here. You know, for you to praise your your king Ronald McDonald, but uh, because of the uh, it got a rippy poo in there, we're going to show you a, a tape of another Ronald McDonald balloon because we're uh, contractually obligated to do so. And I said, "You're friggin' kidding me, right uh, over here?" But uh, they weren't friggin' kidding me. So 
uh, yeah, they had that. Uh, then there's a real live Ronald McDonald with the the Mick kids, uh, who are kids, I guess, who have been committed to working with Ronald and only, uh, uh something. And, uh, they're in a shoe car I'm watching a Lego commercial right now. That's really good. We never saw it. Uh, we won't pay, you know, we didn't see it. We, we, we tried to watch as many commercials as we could, but we couldn't see them all. Unlike, you know, the, uh, Pokemon, you got to catch them all. Uh, then there's a high four blue parade. What does that even mean? I don't even know. High paint new host. Uh, uh, Ray, I'm going to turn it back over to you because I don't even. Okay, thanks, Bernie. That was lovely. This is your friend Ray. Hello, everybody. And yeah, we had uh, some clout. We have some uh, bowling pins, and we'll just pretend we didn't have that part there. I think he was talking about uh, uh, how great uh, Hoda and uh, Samantha's jackets are. And, you know, a lot of us know Holder just got engaged, so she's she's uh, looking very great. Uh, I'm glad uh, to see you. Anytime, like we said, Holder's happy, we're happy. Uh, but, well, Bernie, I think Bernie didn't want to talk about this. This was a highlight of the parade here coming up after the Ronald McDonald uh, was uh, Josh uh, De La Cruz. And uh, Josh De La Cruz, in our opinion, won uh, MVP of the parade. Or I guess it would be like most valuable professional. So MVP, uh, you know, this because Josh was uh, Josh and, uh, and another young person. And, and there was some adults that really, now Josh is like uh, a young adult, I'd say. But, oh, boy. So this was Blue's Clues float. Uh, and Josh just, what a performance Josh put on. What I like about Blue and everything about this worked. The float worked great. It was small, but it had motion. Uh, Josh's outfit popped, his shoes popped, and he, he he knew how to. Now he has Broadway experience, and maybe that's why. Uh, but he knew where to look. He gave the audience his attention. His move, his dances were good. He was jumping. He was playing to the crowd. He had sunglasses on and sunglasses off. Uh, just, I mean, the best performance in the parade. I mean, that's simple. Uh, I don't, and, and then even like there's some good crowd behind him when there's a close up. So he really knew what he was doing. He hit all his mocks. You know, I don't want to, I, I wonder if Josh, if they have a rehearsal, if Josh went to the rehearsal, uh, then we had Pikachu and Pikachu's 19th parade. Uh, let's see stores. Oh, uh. Uh, let's see his, uh, his cheeks, uh, what does that even say, Scooter? Uh, oh, he stores electricity in his cheeks. I did not know that. Then there was a Lagos first, uh, maybe the first foray into this parade. And, you know, we, we try to only say nice things on this, but, uh, and we love Legos here, but this float was, uh, uh, it was the first try, I guess you'd say. Well, that was your first try to float. Okay, it was uh, good for, it, it was cool looking. It was a part turkey, part dragon, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at it again for the fifth or sixth time. It just, uh, it just, uh, it, 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 uh, it's interesting, I would say. I, I would say it's an interesting float, but it, uh, and I guess I would have said, let's do this one in the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger. That, that would have worked uh, a little bit better. Oh, then I want to turn it over to Bernie. 
Oh, yeah, thanks for it. Now, holy cow, you, you would have said, uh, what is this Lego float? You know, I, I don't know if it works, Ray said. But then you might say, holy cow, did some angels just land? Hello, did you lose your wings or did you did you just fly down from heaven to land on this float and sing to us and dance and also walk like models at one point around the float? Uh, uh, because it was uh, the it was NCT one two seven, and uh, one holy moly, uh, and they were uh, coming from heaven. Uh, the singing, the dancing, uh, the dress. I'm mean, watching it now, and you know mo- when you think about how hard it is uh, to be in sync on the float. Some of them, some of them on the road. They're also singing. They also have Lego characters. Who great job by and, and now, oh boy, they did touch. Uh, uh, but anyway, they uh, it was great. Oh boy, that was dreamy. That NCT NCT one two seven. Yes, I like when they did the catwalk around the float. Though that might have been my favorite part. Uh, go ahead, Ray. Okay, next up, I'm gonna uh, uh, thanks. Uh, hello, everybody. Hello, I'm gonna turn it over to Greg because. Uh, Okay, next up, Ray. I don't know this one. He is a mansplaining float, uh, uh, 610 mansplainers or something. So it seems, uh, no, I, uh, I don't know what else to say, but, uh, I said, huh, no one got, uh, the memo that, uh, you know, mansplaining called from, uh, you know, 1992 and said, keep it here, please, uh, not in the present. But again, I'm just kidding. This is your friend Greg. But uh, I said, what is that? A group of dancing mansplainers. And uh, then everyone explained to me that I could have been mansplaining myself. Uh, so then, oh boy, I'll, Mikey, I'll let you take this one because it has the best uh, joke at Scooter's expense. Oh, thanks, Greg. I was wondering if Scooter had dressed up for Halloween and was getting his picture taken. When I saw the giant green giant, uh, uh, jolly, it was didn't look very jolly, that green giant. Oh, no. Uh, but it has the exact same look on its face. Uh, oh, oh, whoops, this is the wrong part of the, you gave me the wrong part of the script, but that's fine. It was, This isn't what happened, uh, but uh, be on the lookout for the jolly green giant because the look on the jolly green giant's face is uh, the same look as... Uh, as a look on uh, Scooter's face when he gets his picture taken. But this was giant green spotted eggs uh, and uh, dinos and then shimmer and shine. And uh, that was good. Then the great Debbie Gibson singing. She Now, this was a, this was a good transition. I think this one worked. Uh, it was Debbie Gibson singing Electric Blue or Electric Youth, but I think it's Electric Blue. Very good colors she was wearing. No, it's Electric Youth. Uh, she wasn't wearing blue, which we liked. Uh, very cool boots. Uh, she matched the float. Uh, everything worked there. Then it went from Electric Youth uh, uh, to what we liked, which was uh, Florida from Florida, St. Petersburg. Uh, former band members. Uh, all on the second time around. Uh, the second time around is... Uh, now, it wasn't clear if these was from 16 or 60 to 79, uh, but they were awesome. There was someone with a purple trumpet. They really looked like they were having fun as well. 
And I'm going to turn it over to you, Cappy. Oh, thank you, Mikey. This is Cappy, the time capsule here. And yeah, then the next up was a coach float. Uh, then it had a, it had, it had a dinosaur a model, a carnival style, and a coach, which we knew coach, a coach float. It has a coach and very purple colors. The dinosaur had a purple hat. Billy Porter is saying, love yourself from the top of the coach. Uh, which was wonderful. And then there was acrobats uh, dancing. Then we had another uh, cheering for Macy's, another Spirit of America, Macy's Spirit of America cheer team, uh, which really got our spirits up, I'd say. Uh, then next up was Nia Franklin, uh, who was Miss America 2019. I guess her reign is coming to a close. Uh, then 154. Oh, no, this was another time we have to check here. You know, this is as Cappy. This is my first parade, so I'm glad, and I won't be here next year because I'll be, uh, you know, I'm going to be a time capsule for the podcast for all those people that supported this show. So I won't be here next year, but, I, you know, it was good to be in this parade helping out. Okay, so we're seeing the Spirit of America cheer team, which was different than the cheer team that we'll talk about later that opened the parade. Uh, lots of confetti. Uh, then Nia Franklin's coming up here. Uh, one uh, hour and 54 minutes. Oh, the transition between Nia Franklin and the face of the wimpy kid is a, quite a meme-worthy scene. Uh, and another thing that really worked well about having the balloon so low this year was uh, the face of the wimpy kid being so close to the ground. Really, uh, you could see how expressive the face of the wimpy kid was. Uh, that book has been uh, translated to 62 languages. The 14th book uh, just came out now. Uh, Universal Kids was the next float. Uh, playing good at any age. Uh, and this was the second best performance in the play. The Boss Kids Dance Crew in that girl, Lele. And again, much like uh, the Blues Clues float, uh, that girl, Lele, had not just a great confidence uh, and great dancing and performance, but knew the marks. Uh, and I guess this must be really difficult uh, because we're noticing the positive sides of it. Like when people aren't hitting their marks, uh, you don't notice it as much. But when uh, uh, Lele is hitting her marks, you could tell, you could see her face. Uh, she's looking where she's supposed to be looking. The camera's catching her facial expressions. She's making facial expressions. Uh, she's dancing. I don't know. It really does, much like a theater performance, feel like she's giving you the eye contact uh, that you need to stay engaged with the performance. And I don't know if that's because uh, a younger person uh, 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 like uh, that girl, Lele, is just uh, better at learning. I, I don't know. Her brain's in more of a learning space or she, she just rehearses a lot. But she did a wonderful job. She would have been the most, you know, if it wasn't, uh, she's one of our top performers for sure. Uh, then next up was uh, in a green, uh, green flying ham was Guy and Sam. Again, the wind really helped this one because their heads were floppy. 
which gave them a kinetic movement that really worked. Uh, then, oh, Ray, you want to take it here. Uh, thanks, Cappy. The, the Cappy, you're going to be taking most of the rest of the thing there because you really know how to keep it sleepy, which is what we need for the rest of the show here. Uh, but next up was Kalahari uh, float, and that's where Scooter went to the bathroom once, like a year and a half ago. He didn't actually go. He made his family uh, uh, when they were driving. He said, let's get off at the Kalahari uh, in the Poconos. Just go to the bathroom. That was it. That's the only reason they stopped there. Plus, so they could see the inside. And I think, Scooter, you know, you could see it. And Scooter said, too many people here for me to go uh, go here, Reva. Uh, that's the largest, the world's largest indoor water parks, four locations. We still haven't been to one, Scooter and I, either from either one. One, I don't know if there are any in Northern California. And, uh, two, just because, uh, Scooter, you know, that's probably too many people too close indoors for Scooter. Uh, next up was TLC. They sang No Scrubs, uh, and the crowd really loved the performance, as did we. And uh, go ahead, uh, Cappy, uh, with the rest of the show. Oh, wow. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, everybody. I guess I really learned from Scooter how to stay calm here. So test flight, uh, love is in the air. Uh, uh, oh, this was a, a, a balloon a test flight. Uh, and it, it was the first spoken out balloon. It was not in the parade, uh, but it was an actual work of art. Uh, Oda said it was the first polka-dotted balloon in part of a series of art of uh, uh, My Eternal Soul. Uh, then we had 200 uh, uh, students uh, from another marching band uh, uh, do the song Animals. Then uh, SpongeBob, Al did the voices of SpongeBob. Uh, there was a good melody of SpongeBob and the holiday music. Then the Big Apple Circus came by, uh, which unfortunately trained 800 clown, clowns for the uh, uh, the show. So, uh, uh, you know, that one, we don't know. Oh, also the uh, the balloon, that the poked up balloon was by Yayoi Kasama. Uh, who, who an artist? Uh, so it's actual, actual, real work of arts. Okay, so nine hundred clowns. Uh, then there was a South Dakota, which has those giant puppets that look like the president's made of stone. Uh, Chris Young, a country singer, saying, "Baby, please come home." It was pretty good, but again, in contrast with the, our two MVP performers. Uh, I don't know if uh, Chris was looking. He just wasn't looking at the marks, uh, which, again, not an easy thing to do. We're not criticizing Chris, uh, but he just didn't seem to be looking the wrong way. Then uh, Smokey the Bear, whose uh, 75th birthday, hasn't been in the parade for 25 years. And we already knew this because uh, we had heard uh, heard kids joking at uh, uh, middle school about uh, quoting Smokey the Bear. Uh, so that message is back, uh, particularly here in California. Uh, then the MLK Junior High School, uh, Kings of Halftime performed. That was very nice. Uh, after that was a Cracker bar- Barrel Hearth Float, uh, Home Sweet Home. Thanksgiving is their uh, busiest day of the year. Uh, and Tennille, uh sang... 
uh, with a very nice guitar. Then there was spinning dino hatchlings. Those eggs were polka dotted. Uh, then the Seclair family oil float, uh, which is actually a life size, 36 feet tall. Uh, then a kinder float uh, promoting the kinder bueno. Uh, let it snow. Uh, then from uh, Blue, the Blue Springs, from the Show Me State, uh, they had to do some fast walking. Uh, that's oh, Shanti saying, let it snow, which, of course, is always a highlight. Uh, uh, then we had the hair raising the trolls for next year's Trolls World Tour. I don't know if the McElroys have gotten already are in that. There's a Trolls Holiday Special. And then we jump back to the beginning of the parade, which was strange because uh, according to all the uh, other people that have been doing these parades for years, and as I said at the top of the show, normally there's some sort of opening number that leads from a studio producing into the live parade launch. Uh, this one had no open, but we don't know if that's a definite or just how they remember it. But it was a real nice open. It said live from New York City. And then it was uh, the Temptations, uh, the cast from the Temptations musical, and they did a little "Ain't Too Proud to Beg." They did. There was an outfit change, and then out of Macy's came uh, Samantha and Hoda, looking very energetic and happy. Great, Hoda was dancing. Both of them had cozy gloves and jackets, and they said, "The balloons will fly." Uh, then Al, we saw Al. Uh, then there was uh, this the CEO, and then but there was also the, an OMG moment where it was uh, Macy's uh, cheerleaders, different from the spirit of America cheerleaders by Macy's. And they said, "We are Macy's. How about you? We love Macy's. Yes, we do. We love Macy's. How about you? Something like that. Uh, that's a cheer." Everyone at Macy's could get behind, right? Uh, in the countdown, Al said, let's have a parade. Then it would seem like the official o- uh, open. There's lots of autumn uh, confetti, uh, some great shots in New York City. Uh, then some cast uh, things with Justin Hartley, Amy Poehler, who said, you don't need a six-story float, you know, to teach you how to love. Uh, then Al in a helmet, getting ready to launch. Uh, the Roker cycle yelled, Snoopy is cool to the kids. Uh, then we saw a performance from Beetlejuice, uh, which seems like the musical is just about Lydia and her father. I mean, not just about, but uh, Alex Brightman pay, plays Beetlejuice, we think. Uh, he also kind of made it, uh, the, he comments about uh, Hoda and Al. Calls Al a third banana. We thought Eddie Pepitone might have been in this, but he didn't. There's nothing on his Twitter about it. Uh, when uh, he makes this, Beetle just makes a queso joke uh, to a member of the audience in a turkey hat. Certainly seemed like Eddie Pepitone. Then there's an ad we hear from John Legend, Heidi Klum, Matthew Lillard, who, uh, as everybody's been waiting, he won Glasses of the Year. You know, it was tight between him, Al. And Samantha, but, uh, you know, we got to give it to Matthew Lillard, um, so we did. 
then a shot of Snoopy. Uh, then there's a stage, people are getting ready. Then they go to a Celine Dion performance off-site. Always good to see Celine Dion. Then an ad, then Kelly Clarkson, then Chris Sullivan, who, of course, we at the podcast can never forget and uh, always remember when he was in the uh, pirate float and he mentions it uh, uh, from the Captain Hook musical. Uh, we said, Chris Sullivan will always remember you. Then Al on a split screen talking balloons and wind. There's also camera people greeting each other in the background. Then Al said, the yoke's on you to a yoke on a tricycle. Then Al was really shouting at people in eggs. Uh, there seemed to be a drunken stick of butter uh, who bumped into Al. And then it looked like Al was limping. Uh, then more Chrissy Matz, uh, Terry Crews, uh, uh, some commercials. Uh, oh, then uh, Nick Offerman made a good, nice Al Roker joke that went full circle. Then Howie Mandel, who's fourth place in our glasses. Then Al, people tossing puck, uh, foam pucks to Al. Uh, then a performance from the cast of Hades Town, which was really good. It seems like a musical Scooter would really enjoy. Uh, then they introduce an E.T. Hoda and uh, Samantha introduce an E.T. commercial, which I think got a lot of hype. Uh, there was also a couple other commercials we forgot. Uh, we know that uh, uh, one of the voice actresses uh, from the Bright Sessions we saw in a commercial, uh, Anna, so that was cool. Uh, we said, wait a second, we know her from the Bright Sessions, our friend Anna. Uh, so we saw that there was a couple other commercials we wanted to remember, but we forgot. Um, so we had the ET, which was nice. It's always good to see Henry Thomas. Then a high angle shot of a jet, the airplane, then the Al on the, uh, Roker cycle, uh, who's our fourth, uh, Scooter wanted me to note that Al is our fourth or fifth favorite graduate of a SUNY Oswego. I think they make that joke every year, but probably, like, definitely, then that's not shade on Al. It's uh, that uh, Rob from Rob has a podcast, uh, then Scooter's cousin, then Scooter's high school friend, then maybe someone we're probably forgetting went to SUNY Oswego, and then Al. We love Al, but, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, like, uh, when kind of, and thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands and millions of people have gone there. So it's not like we're taking anything away from Al. He's just uh, like, you know, if you said, well, we really like, we listen to Rob every week. Uh, uh, and also, shout, hopefully Wiggles is asleep uh, and not listening to this. Uh, but uh, we also love Josh, uh, but we don't think Josh went to SUNY Oswego. Uh, then there's a crazy, uh, oh, no, and then there's a, a crazy butter person uh, running next to Al. Then uh, Tina Turner musical, she sang Simply the Best and Proud Mary. We did a wonderful job. That's a really tough song uh, and a tough follow-up with Tina and Angela Bassett to, to, to take on that role. Uh, so really crushing it. Then a change of pace with the Rockettes, which is nice. Uh, they were reindeer. Uh, and... Uh, then we're an hour into the parade, and actually the beginning of the parade, because the first hour is the Broadway stuff and the teasers. But this is when they do the opening. So we don't know if this is how they did it last year, but this is like uh, the kind of one that goes from uh, 
produced performance. It has celebrities. It has uh, the, the characters from the Sesame Street, Big Bird, Elmo, like celebrities like Spike Lee. Uh, then yeah, Elmo, then Ernie and Bert, then Big Bird. Uh, then holy Lester Holt. We saw Lester Holt with uh, Cookie Monster. Uh, then they go to live and Snuffleupagus. There's lots of uh, characters. And they're singing kind of like a uh, Macy's Thanksgiving Parade song. Hooray, hooray, let's have a parade. Uh, then Hoda's Ho, laughing at some point. She's on camera and there's all this cascade of confetti as the parade starts. It arrives at 34th Street. Uh, Tom the turkey's there looking very bronze. Uh, too many clowns, of course. Uh, then there's the from Baltimore, the Magnificent Marching Machine. And this was another real highlight. They sang Everybody Dance. Uh, uh, but when they were going off uh, screen, they were playing This Is How We Do It, which was so, so good. And uh, so that was uh, cool. Then we had Snoopy uh, and some astronauts. Uh, but then we got to go uh, 250 miles up. Uh, and Jessica Meir and Christina Cook uh broadcast from space and then we had the scooter version of the jolly green giant uh uh then chris jansen um uh singing please say nice things uh then super wings jets uh, then a marching band they said was sophisticated and cutting edge and they had great neon lime green they were from texas and then the last thing we have is a wonderful Kelly Rowland singing Love You More with wind-up dolls and robots and paper dolls dancing in the most dreamy way possible and carrying you off into dreamland. Good night. All right, hey, everybody. It's time for a holiday episode of Tale of the Tape. And this will be another one where I say, oh, boy. Uh, how do I not remember this stuff so well? Yeah, because, uh, so I'm going to cover, oh boy, what is even the name of this? Have I, and here's the thing. Did I already do this once? I'm not sure. So I'm going to do what I believe is the Rankin and Bass special Santa Claus is coming to town. I'll try to remember it. We'll see how long that takes. Maybe I'll bring up other, it definitely bring up other uh, holiday specials that I try to, you know, I mean, I think it's an hour long. It might even be an hour and a half. I don't know. With commercials, it may be two hours, or it could be 30 minutes. I have no idea. It is a special that uh, it used to, like, uh, it has a special place in my heart uh, because it's, uh, what is that? Is it, is it claymation? Well, here's a good question. It doesn't look like clay to me. Now, that doesn't mean anything. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it's a stop-motion animation and I'm pretty sure that there's two different ones that I'm th- like, then I say, okay, well, this isn't the one with that other thing. So maybe we should run through those things, but then what would we be, but that's fine. So, okay. So yeah, let's run through. Okay. So this is a holiday special and it, I don't know. I think it existed before I was born, but it would still be on TV regularly every year, free broadcast TV. Now it's probably on one of those cable channels that plays that has all the specials. I think it once was there was like a family channel. I don't think the channel was particularly friendly to families, 
But maybe then it became a regular family channel. I don't know. What's a regular family anyway? So I know I've seen it. I can't remember the last year. I do. I mean, I think I've talked about it. I don't know if it's, I don't think I have a holiday special FOMO. But I do have that, whatever the opposite of that is. Well, not the opposite, you know, uh, well, now I'm experiencing something like the combination of forgetfulness and regret, which does sound like forget. Is that what forget really means? I regret forgetting. I forget. Uh, But a lot of times the things I forget, I don't regret. Uh, uh, Have we met? Uh, Okay, when did this become a Seuss? Uh, So... Where was I? So, okay, so once upon a time, or on a regular basis, there's a holiday special called, I think, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It may feature the work, work, the music of Burl Ives, uh, but it may not. It does have stop-motion animation, which I can tell you, if you you haven't seen this special, or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, or there's like another special... Uh, that there's like two other ones, one of which is uh, I, I've, I've, I've like recorded it on the DVR. Now, I don't have a DVR, but the cloud still does that for me because uh, I use the like uh, one of the alternative TV so- sources. Uh, I think I've taught, I guess I could publicly say that I use YouTube TV and I've, I've been uh, pleased with it for a few years. Uh, previously, I recommended PlayStation View, or View something, but then that one is g- g- going to go. Uh, I think it's going bye bye. So anyway, that's probably how I watch it this year. But the, one of the issues is I never remember. So I have like a lot of uh, holiday special regret. I probably talked about this before in cookie cooking regrets, where I say this year me and my daughter are going to make cookies and watch specials. Uh, and then around January 8th, I realized the holidays have passed and we were so busy oh, with, uh, you know, stuff that, uh, you know, as like uh, like uh, somebody once said, life happens when you make when you're making. I don't know. There's a reason why we all forget. That's why I think uh, life happens while we make other plans. Is that what they say? That was a walrus that said that, right? Maybe. Uh, okay, so once upon a time, there was a holiday special called Santa Claus is Coming to Town. It was a stop-motion animation special. I've watched it a lot of times. i probably watched it at least once in the past five years. And because I think I like, have slightly less exposure to it, I rank it higher. I don't have an official ranking of holiday specials. Uh, uh, but I've probably seen a few, two, one or two too many times. I mean, I mean though in the past 10, those as long as I've had a child, I don't know if I've overwatched any of them. Uh, but if you're saying, Scoots, what's stop motion animation? What's this ranking in bass? What is this? If you've seen the movie Elf uh, uh, with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, made by John Favreau, uh, that... that uh, that movie starts off, or maybe it ends, I think it starts off, Bob Newhart, of course, a uh, great influence of this podcast, subconsciously mostly, but uh, clearly without Bob, I wouldn't have a podcast for sure, or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have personality. Uh, so, it's, man, it's true, the truth, truth, truth's funny sometimes. So, 
Okay, so there, that, that movie starts off with a stop-motion animation sequence inspired and kind of, uh, I guess, as an homage, we could say, to uh, these Rankin and Bass specials. So I haven't read any interviews with Favreau. Oh, sorry, Mr. Favreau. Uh, but uh, that's my fav- my daughter's favorite person in the Avengers movies and the Spider-Man movies, by the way. And it's funny that we'll be covering another. Anyway, so not important. So... Where were we? Lost, uh, right right at the right time, we're lost in the winter snow. So th- this special is a stop-motion animation special. It's up there. Oh, I was going to try to give my rankings. This probably would, like, make people p- feel excluded, though. So I'll just give some movies, uh, like, uh, specials that I think are, uh, I don't appreciate enough because I barely, I don't remember which one's which. So Rudolph is, like, the, like a good one. It's quality. And that's the tale, of, like that's Rudolph Red Nose. But it was back when before they were making backstory movies. That was a backstory special. Before there was prequels, there was Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, which was a prequel. I think to the song, like uh, no, I guess it kind of goes with the song. So maybe the song was a prequel. So it was a reboot of the song. Me, I don't know. So. Rudolph is a quality a holiday special. I've just watched it a lot of times, uh, so I'm not in a hurry. I like to, like, forget it, and then I say, oh, wow, I forgot about that part. I love that kid, Kid Dentist or whatever, and that dude with, the, like, uh, the mountain, 49er dude, and that penguin. So Rudolph's, a, like, a, I wouldn't say a glory special because I don't want to, like, like, I think— uh, it's just a good special I've seen a lot of times. Then there's uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which I'd say is the other big stop-motion animation special. But then there's a, there's another one uh, with, with the Heat Miser, and I, I always get, I say, is that Santa Claus? Is, no, that's not. Is that the tale? It's like about Jack Frost or something. I don't even, I'm not even kidding. I have no idea. Uh, but there's all, so there's that one. Then there's one that like has baby new year in it or something. And like, uh, even some like, um, I don't know, some interesting mythology. I've never watched that one when I've had full, like uh, clear headedness. And I don't know what that's called. Like, uh, uh, Santa actually gets to the roots of solstice holidays. Santa in the winter solstice or something it might be called. Where, like, uh, Santa discovers the truth of, of the winter solstice and the true meaning of uh, holiday season. I'm, I'm only partially kidding. I guess the Heat Miser isn't that. Who's at the start? Maybe he Heat Miser's like Rudolph and somebody else uh, save Christmas. Because it's definitely not Jack Frost, because it's like the Heat Miser and the Cold Miser or something, right? But yeah, I don't know what movie that is. I'm sure you'll let me know. I'll probably look it up anyway. But that's a separate movie. Though a lot of times they say, does that all happen in uh, this movie? It doesn't. So this is a separate movie. It's called, again, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Really is, uh, as far as I was as concerned as a kid, the factual retelling of the backstory of Santa Claus. Uh, but I, because I don't really know um really much more about like uh the like uh i don't know what other specials were telling the backstory santa claus was on when i was a kid 
Also, yeah, I probably say Santa Claus funny because I grew up, you know, that's just my accent. Like, because I know Sandy Claus is something else, and Roberta Claus is who I currently, part of my holiday belief system. So, essentially, this movie tells the tale of, uh, uh, and again, no one's going to get credit here, because I'd say maybe the music's from Burl Ives. Uh, maybe Burl Ives does the voice of Santa Claus. No, I'm not sure about that, though. Because uh, I think, you know, I know who does uh, the Grinch is B- Boris Karloff uh, and uh, is who I remember. That's the Grinch, right? Maybe. Hopefully this year when you're hearing this, I'll be meeting the Grinch. Uh, but I'm not positive on that one. You talk about it. So, okay, let's get into the plot. I guess I'm trying to buy time because I was hoping my brain would remember some of the plot or that other movie. The year Rudolph saved Christmas, the Christmas, that might be another special. I don't know. That one's a pretty good one. I wish I remembered more about it. Uh, and even though I did a special, I probably had watched it when I did the special like four or five years ago about the heat miser. So this one, it, okay. So once, I think it starts off with uh, the kids not believing in Santa Claus. That's usually a pretty standard beginning of these kind of movies. So I don't want to say it's tropey because they might have invented the trope. And if you say, Scoots, what year do you think this movie was first made? Oh, it's a special. Yeah, I would say probably wasn't 1930. So it could have been 1930, 1950, or 1970. Though in the 80s, it was ubiquitous. And then I'm not sure about the 90s. My 90s and aught kids should weigh in. I love hearing from you. You say, well, this is, you know, how else would we know the importance of Sandlot? Or, you know, the great Sandlot, bad news, you know, those kind of things. It's important to know, you know, where you are. Your your uh, cultural backstory is important, too. Though this is more like uh, the sugar version of those things. Okay, so... I have so I think the movie starts off with like this is how I'm imagining it starts off. There's a couple of kids, and they say, "Oh shucks," because this was maybe in the '50s when this was. Made. They say, "Oh shucks," uh, I don't believe in saying. Somebody threw a snowball at me, and then maybe no. I guess I'm picturing the, the the girl from Frosty. She goes up to another kid and says, "Why are you so down?" And he says, "Oh shucks." Uh, I was, you know, I read a poem I made to Santa Claus in class today, and then uh, all the kids, you know, laughed and made me down. And she says, well, you believe in Santa Claus too? And then the kid says, not anymore. And then Santa Claus just happened to be standing there, you know, like regular, you know, undercover clothes, uh, like muggle. I know this isn't what happened, but let me just try to reassemble my brain, you know. And then Santa Claus says, you know, ho, 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 I know a little bit about that, that magic in that old tin hat they found. And they say, what are you talking about? Uh, What, you know, what are you doing? And they say, oh, well, uh, did you know Santa Claus's real name is Kris Kringle? Maybe the kids are doing a report. None of this happened, but I'm try- I don't remember how it started. So I'm just trying to brainstorm out loud. But so something like that. So then Santa starts telling his story, or Kris Kringle, 
Yeah, the tale of, because they say, well, okay, that's not, I think then the kids go through a litany of lists, as I love to do on this podcast. Well, Santa doesn't go down chimneys, and that doesn't, never happened. Doesn't have reindeer that fly. Doesn't bring, you know, doesn't bring kids presents, or, you know, or why in the heck would he? And so Santa's got an answer for all that. Like, like, say, well, there's all this added. There's a reason for all those traditions. They're not just for fun. And maybe this was a 50s movie because it kind of has a post. Like, uh, it has a 50s feel to it, but I'm not sure. Uh, so then what happens is that uh, there's some sort of oblique reference uh, to, uh, I don't know, he, he, Santa's born. But I don't remember that part. Uh, then there's some sort of event, uh, and Santa ends up at this village full of elves as a baby. And I can't imagine how they navigated that. Uh, must have been magic, of course, but because uh, even in Frozen, right, you say, okay, like, like uh, I'm looking forward to Frozen too. Probably by the time you're hearing this, it'll be out. Uh, so. so like, uh, you say, well, how'd that baby get into, like, a, a, a village full of elves? Uh, now, at this point, the elves were not toy makers, I don't believe. Uh, they were uh, they were living in a forest village. They were very nice and kind. I think they practiced some sort of community, community-based community living. Not that they lived on a commune, but uh, it seemed like they shared resources in those things. Uh, I think they had kind of like a basic belief system and kindness and uh, and that kind of stuff. And so this baby, human baby, was delivered to them. And they cared for the baby. And I think somewhere in there it said his name was Chris Kringle. Like maybe there was like a like a like a, one of those baby cards that comes with babies, right? So that's. Uh, so that's how the that's the beginning of the story where he says, "Oh yes, once upon a time, Santa was just a baby, just like you and you and you." Probably touches their noses, which uh, probably shouldn't do, even if you're Santa Claus. Uh, so then he says, "Oh yeah, I live with the elves. It's pretty darn great." And they had to make clothes for me because they were different, you know, as I grew. Just similar to the movie Elf uh, in reverse. I didn't even think about that. Holy cow, how am I, How did I not realize that? I did, it, t- t- it only took, you know, I am a full-grown adult. But so just like the plot of Elf, but in reverse, uh, just a little bit more condensed in the special. Uh, oh, no, wait, is it the same? Because he's a human living with elves. Uh, Wait, it's not reversed. Has there been a movie where an elf had to live with humans? Uh, I mean, I guess in Elf that kind of happens too. So, man, it's a good thing that this is a sleep podcast, right? And that uh, Coleridge's retelling of the great holiday specials. So he's growing up. He's different. He says he starts wearing uh, red pajamas. I think that's the only thing they can make him or something. And at some point he realizes he's a little bit different. And he says, uh, I think I'd like to meet some humans uh, one day. And they say, okay, well, 
is probably going to be not easy for you. Also, I think to support their community, they're doing some sort of, they do some sort of production and trade, you know, for goods they can't produce themselves because they live in a wintry region in the forest. And I think Chris starts to do that. Uh, and eventually he decides, okay, well, they say, well, there's a couple of things. One, there's this uh, ice wizard that lives in the woods, doesn't like people at all. And uh, so that's one thing you should know. Two, we just don't know a lot about these humans uh, to begin with. So that's probably not a good idea either. And Chris says, well, you know, uh, and plus he's like, like a teen, a teen, like he's like, uh, Hey, like, uh, you know, I got all these feelings and like, uh, and I have yearnings to be, you know, among other humans. Uh, and they say, well, okay, well, but maybe you should get, out. maybe you should get out of here then. Maybe you should go on this adventure. And maybe I thought there was some sort of like, maybe he wasn't leaving forever. So I don't know if he's, if they were actual toy makers, this is where I get mixed up because of my memory. So the next couple of things happen in, uh, I don't know what order they happen in. So let's try to play it out. So the, the two next two things is like, uh, Chris meets a school teacher and Chris meets the, the, um, the ice wizard. And I realize if you're a super fan of this movie, it can't be easy for you listening. So I'm going to try to keep it going slower and slower because you probably know the name of the wizard and everything like that. So, I, you know, that's, I, you have my sympathy. But there's also, I got 299 other episodes ready to go for you. So let's see, what would make more sense? Because the only things I know is like eventually he goes to the town and leaves and comes back and leaves and comes back. Um, I think he also makes a couple other sidekicks. Like maybe he, maybe there's a penguin in this movie and not in um, the like Rudolph movie. Or maybe there's a penguin in both of them or some sort of other woodland creatures. So let's just say Chris goes out, makes friends with the woodland creatures, which was nice. Uh, then he meets, uh, like a woman, a school teacher who's, uh, I don't know. I guess she was just, she's like a nature lover. She's out on a hike. Um, and I, I think that's it. Like, uh, he comes across her. He says, Hey, how, whoa, I've never met another human before. And he has dulcet tones, both when he's singing and speaking. And so she says, wow, Hey, like, uh. And he says, hey, and she says, yeah, I'm just hiking. And he says, oh, interesting. Uh, and then he, I think he, maybe he just goes to town first. Uh, and he gets to this town, and it's, like, uh, very dreary. And I don't know if this is the same plot as, like, bed knobs and Broomsticks or something, because I haven't seen that movie in a long time. But I have this deep down sense that the plots are similar. I'll have to rewatch that movie soon. Um, or Chim Ch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Maybe, I don't know, is it like one of those movies, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or Bread... First of all, it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Bread Knobs and Broomsticks. 
It's been like six years since I talked about that. I still called it bread knobs and boomsticks by accident. What's it called? Bed knobs and broomsticks, right? Uh, so I don't know if those are uh, the same plot. All three of those movies share a similar plot or not. But um, those are all like older children's movies. Uh, so, so I don't know. He goes to this dreary town, basically. Everybody shuns a stranger. Not a welcoming town. A lot of isolation. A lot of frowns. Uh, a lot of unhappy kids, uh, and he meet, he go he says, "What is going on with this town?" Like, because elves are full of joy, I think, uh, and song and play. So he again, shares with the movie elves. Uh, I guess uh, there's a reason it was super successful. So then uh, he says, "What's going on in this town? Why isn't anybody?" And finally, he meets a couple of kids, and they say, "They say." Uh, he says, why aren't you doing it? Why aren't you having any fun? And they say, well, fun's banned in our town. And he says, why aren't you having any toys? And they say, well, we don't like toys. Or He says, well, like elves, we play with toys all the time. And they say, not in our town, no toys allowed. And he says, holy mackerel, this is uh, not good. Uh, this is not what I'm into. And they say, it's a bummer. Now, maybe he was, like, originally carrying some toys. Um, and maybe that was his original, like, trade mission. Uh, but I, I think, um, so I don't know what happens next. But I assume, what I presume happens is uh, he uh, gives the kids a couple of toys. And maybe he only has a couple. So he he gives he meets the two kids, which are also projections of the kids that Santa Claus is talking to in the present day. And they, he gives the kids like whatever a, a train and a uh, and a ball or something or a yo-yo or maybe a, like a doll, maybe a train and a doll or a bear. Also, maybe he meets the teacher again, and she says, "What are you doing giving these kids toys?" Uh, and then he sings her a song. There's definitely a musical in this, uh, though I don't remember any of the songs uh, up until this point. But I think at this point there's a musical number. I don't know if this is the first time or the second time they met. Maybe this is still the first time. I mean, it definitely has a that have we met before vibe. Because first she says, you know, you can't. everybody's going to get in trouble. Toys are outlawed. He says, what kind of place outlaws toys? And she says, uh, this place that we currently live in. And, you know, we don't have the luxury of living somewhere else. So we abide by the rules. Uh, and he says, well, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, I'm in a red suit and I do whatever I want. Uh, and she says, well, that's not, the world's just not that simple, Chris. And he says, it is as simple as this toy you've always wished for. So he gives her a toy, which solidifies kind of their um, potential, I don't know, potential for romantic involvement. Uh, or like, uh, she says, oh, it softens her heart a little bit, I guess. And then I think at some point, Chris goes, uh, I don't know, it's some, so there's a, the town is controlled by somebody, uh, very familiar. His name's Burgermeister Meisterberger. 
and uh, he's like a like a like a bit of a dictator and j- just to take the tater out too and uh, he hates toys then he trips on the kids uh, train uh, I may be getting again I may be getting the events mixed up uh, and again he rebands all, he collects all the toys they destroy all the toys but at some point uh, before the burgermeister or so the burgermeister keeps uh, what do they call that like accelerating the banning of toys and the strictness around that and Chris Kringle uh, he starts to fall into the um the other side of it of like going in to back to the elves to get more toys now at some point again he has some sort of forest friends i can't remember which ones uh i think he sings to all of them and they like to hear him sing so i don't think he sings winter wonderland but he's definitely walking in a winter wonderland and so the forest friends like him, but at some point when he's going back and forth with these toys, could have been the first trip, could have been the last, this trip that I'm talking about. He goes back to, he keeps going back to his elf, elven people, and he says, keep making these toys. Uh, there's kids out there that need them, and they don't have joy like we do, or something, you know, something to play with and enjoy, uh, to, you know, take you out of your head, put you in the present moment. That's pleasurable and fun. And the elves say, how terrible. So he goes, so he starts to head back or he's on a trip back when he encounters this uh, wizard. And the wizard lives in a place called like the frozen forest, you know, something like that. They, you know, they say, maybe it was on his first trip. They said, do whatever you do. Uh, don't go there because the frozen forest is where the wizard, the wizard of, uh, the ice wizard or whatever lives. And I don't know if Paul Freeze, I, I, I want to say that, I don't know why this is popping in my head, but I want to say Paul Freeze is, uh, uh, you know what, just another thing I just realized is uh, that uh, maybe this is narrated like from the North Pole by Santa Claus. Uh, so I don't know about that because now I'm picturing like Santa Claus in like a formal, like some sort of uh I don't know, like dress gear, not like a, with a beard, kind of undercover talking to kids. So basically the same thing as I said before. But I do think this wizard, like that was what blew my mind is that Paul Freese plays the wizard. Just a famous voice actor, that's why. Um, but I'm not positive about that. So he encounters this wizard who at first is foreboding which, again, this is like where it's like these specials kind of share kind of uh, where it's like that uh, the snow person in uh, Rudolph. Uh, so you say, well, I've seen this b- before. I mean, just because I'm four years old doesn't mean, you know, I got to think, you know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, who am I? You know, I make it. <laughs> so basically what happens is... Uh, and there's really good singing. I think the wizard has like one or two good numbers. Uh, because what happens is uh, his heart is frozen. And whatever Chris Kringle does, which I think is gives him a teddy bear, uh, melts his heart. And then he everything melts uh, where it was like really frozen. Like the winter wizard. Maybe that's what his name is too. 
and basically everything gets melted. He becomes much nicer, st- still has magic, but he says, geez, my magic's not working so hot or something like that. And maybe even that's why he was so grouchy, or maybe his original magic was, uh, you know, fueled by his, uh, you know, ice cold heart. So then he says, well, I don't have any much more magic left. Uh, so that's a kind of tale about, uh, feeling being, you know, in a grouchy frozen mood and then kind of saying, well, I just feel a little bit irrelevant. Uh, but they get along great. So they become friends and, uh, then at some point, Chris confides in the wizard again and says, hey, there's this Burgermeister Meister Burger who uh, runs the town. He's a rich guy. He's a uh, character. He's he's just, he's got like a, whatever those people, hangers on. Uh, yes, people. He's a splainer. Doesn't like toys. Uh, I'm going to keep bringing these kids to toys. And the wizard says, well, count me in. I, you know, I'll try to help, uh, basically. So Chris ups the game at some point, and then the teacher and the wizard meet it too, I think, or maybe not. Maybe they don't meet till later, but she is aware of the wizard, and the wizard is probably aware of her. So then Chris ups his game. He says, I'm going to keep bringing toys, and then basically the burgermeister finds out about Chris and says, uh, you know, have you seen this uh, uh, red-headed uh, person? Uh, dressed in a red suit or something. Uh, so that's why he, I, I think that's why he grows his beard because his beard just confuses everybody. Uh, because that, before that, he was clean shaven. So then he goes undercover with his beard. He's hiding out, he's bringing toys. And the Burgermeister's getting more and more strict. And I think he, like, uh, Basically, I think Chris had turns himself in or he gets caught uh, and the teacher. Maybe not. Maybe the teacher doesn't get caught. But Chris says, uh, you know, don't bother the kids. You know, it's me who's done the wrong. I was encouraging everybody. And I'll take responsibility for that. But this is just wrong because kids deserve toys. Um, and I think, man, like, what if this was still the way that they, the, also the toys were free? I mean, I don't think the Burgermeister was thinking clearly either. Uh, so he probably needed some better advisors to say, uh, you know, these trees, these two toys, uh, why would we just get rid of them? Also, I think there is like a secret desire for the Burgermeister to play with toys. I think he likes like wooden ducks or maybe he, that's what he slips on. So he gets injured. That's when he goes over the top. Chris is busted. Now, I don't know why there was a ticking clock on this, uh, but at some point there becomes a ticking clock. Like maybe, I can't imagine for a kid's special, it'd be like the ticking clock you'd expect where if Chris is busted and the clock's ticking, you know, but basically it becomes a rescue movie. And they say, well, how are we going to get Chris out of there? Because he's in a bunch of trouble. And uh, the, like he's not gonna he's not gonna admit uh, like swear toys off or something. I don't know what the Burgermeister wants. Like uh, he wants him to you know submit and say toys are gross. Uh, so the school teacher she decides to uh, get him out of there, and I think she probably goes. To, I don't know if she goes to the elves, but maybe she does. She goes to the wizard, and she says, "You remember your buddy Chris, right?" And he says, "Yes, I do." Uh, he gave me this teddy bear or whatever. 
and she says he's in trouble uh and he says i'm washed she goes she goes we need some help we need some magic to get him out of there and he says i'm all washed up like uh it uh, like i can't uh like i can't i don't have any magic left to say i would save him but i'm not good at you know and she goes you got to believe in your heart uh there's got to be something you could do and he goes well what's the sitch and she goes well he's like locked up and uh uh only way in i think is a chimney on the roof uh, and he goes huh he goes they do have these magic acorns that i thought i don't know they're not he goes but i just had an idea if we gave them to these reindeer like i think they would make the reindeer fly and then i have an idea and she goes brilliant do it uh so he feeds these magic acorns to the reindeer. Reindeer gain the ability to fly. Uh, then they, uh, like, they go in, they fly in at night, they go rescue Chris from the thing. But Chris, you know, he can't let it go. He says, uh, you know, we got to, like, uh, we got to get to unite the people uh, to get rid of this despot. Uh, and, you know, he's just ruling by, uh, you know, rules and not by the will of the people. And he's not even, do, you know, he doesn't believe in this community. He goes, and actually has a blood race in a, you know, a community. And I want, I think this is a potential community too. He's getting in the way of it. Uh, and she goes, what's your plan? He goes, to give, he goes, we'll put so many toys in there. And the attachment to the toys will be so strong that uh, there's nothing he can do about it. It'll cause like a, a soft. He goes, it's like kind of a bit of soft power. Uh, he goes, it'll be. He goes, this will be like the wooden revolution instead of the velvet one. And she was a school teacher. She, she goes, well, let's sit down. Let me actually go over what. And he goes, oh, so interesting. I actually, learn the facts. Uh, but I didn't pay attention during that part. So then. They plan it out. It's going to be Christmas Eve. I think it's winter solstice because it's the longest night of the year. But I'm not positive about that. But that would make sense, you know, fitting it in with everything. And so basically uh, he has a beard because he was going undercover. He's got the red suit, I think, cause to stay warm because that's what the elves made. So then he fills a sack of toys and goes down every chimney in this town and delivers presents. And I think he even came up with a list, uh, like it was like a, like a, um, what do you call that? Uh, a list of the people in the town that were like, okay, we're pro toy. And he used it as a means of, uh, conducting the soft revolution to say, well, if you're good, if you pe- treat people with dignity and respect and love and you try to step, step out of like your fear of other and, uh, you accept, you know, you, you know, you practice acceptance and self-care, you'll get gifts. If you don't, uh, I think he even says, you know, kids make mistakes too, but he goes, you know, try not to be exclusionary. Uh, try to learn from your mistakes and be a little bit better every day. You know, like they teach on the good place and they say, they say, he says, then I'll give you presents because that'll be a bribe. He goes, it feels good. And you'll get some extra dopamine when you open up a gift. And ideally, you'll be reminded of that when you're playing with your toys. Uh, and the teacher said, isn't this training one form of uh, 
uh, is influence for another, and he goes, don't worry about it, uh, this is a good thing. And uh, she says, well, seems like a better, it's an alternative, I guess. So then they conduct that stuff uh, by night, and uh, they do it, and everybody gets a toy. Even Maybe this is when the Burgermeister gets like a duck, uh, like wooden duckies. And even his uh, hangers-on get gifts, and basically he relents. I think he just gives up his power because uh, he's overpowered by toys and joy, the joy of toys, uh, the joyous toy revolution. And uh, he steps down. He says, okay, toys are back, uh, communal living's back, dignity and respect is back in number one. And uh, that's how it all became holidays. So that's the end of this. That's kind of what I remember. So let me look it up, though, to see here on Wikipedia uh, what actually is, you know, right and wrong. All right, so Wikipedia here. Let's see what we have, correct and incorrect. Uh, So it came out in 1970. Santa Claus is coming to town. Stop motion Christmas television special, Rankin and Bass. And, okay, so we have a couple of mistakes already. Fred Astaire is the narrator, S.D. Kluger. Uh, Mickey Rooney plays Chris Kringle in Santa Claus. Uh, Keenan Wynn as uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Winter Warlock. Uh, Paul Fries in various roles. Uh, and it tells a story based on the song Santa Claus is Coming Down by Eddie Cantor from 1934. And, like, Santa Claus's backstory. A uh, special was created using Japanese stop-motion animation called Animagic. Uh, characters made out of wood and plastic and stop-motion. Came out uh, December 13th, 1970 on ABC. Oh, it was on ABC Family, which is now called Freeform. Uh, though, it's been chan- though both channels have edited the special to make room for commercials, ABC cut two songs as well as cut two other songs in half. Uh, also, they've cut sign, uh, uh, like uh, stuff with the kids. So i got to find the original version here. Uh, it's interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, the DVD releases include uh, all those scenes. Uh, so the plot, uh, S.D. Kluger, uh, Fred Astaire versus a newsreel talking about children of the world preparing for Christmas and Santa Claus. Uh, though this movie is not Christmas related, I think, except at the end. I mean, the Christian Christmas. Uh, but so, so there, that's like the North Pole mail delivery person, this S.D. Kluger. Uh, starts reading children's letters to Santa. And the story begins in Sombertown, ruled by uh, Burgermeister Meisterberger, voiced by Paul Fries. According to Wikipedia, a baby shows up on the doorstep named Klaus, uh, and Meisterberger is supposed to raise a child. He says, no way. Sends the kid off to uh, be like a, the orphanage, but on the way there, the wind blows the kid away. Animals hide the kid from the winter warlock, uh, and then bring him to an elvish family by the name of Kringle in Rainbow River, led by Tanta Kringle, uh, voiced by Joan Gardner, the queen, and her five brothers, Dingle, Wingle, Bingle, Zing, Tingle, and Zingle, 
all voiced by Freeze. Uh, they raised Chris as their own. Uh, they were originally the first toy makers to the king, which I remember that song. And Chris hopes to restore them. So when he's old enough, he volunteers to bring their toys to Sombertown. Burgermeister banned all toys because he tripped on one, which was a duck. Uh, and anybody having a toy is going to be busted. Uh, Chris meets a penguin who he names Topper. Uh, they dodge the winter warlock uh, who vows to catch them. And then he meets two kids, so I had that right. Gives them uh, gifts uh, as they're washing their stockings. Uh, Miss Jessica, the teacher, tells him what was she doing. He gives her a doll, a china doll. Uh, then he gives more kids he took, uh, toys out. The Burgermeister comes. Uh, gives Chris gives him a yo-yo. At first he's happy. Then he says, you're busted. Chris runs with Topper. Uh, they head back to the Kringles, but then they get busted by the Winter Warlock's trees. Uh, Chris gives him a local motive, and then they become friends. Uh, the Winter Warlock teaches him how to use magic snowballs, which allow him to see everywhere. He finds Jessica. She tells him they got rid of all the um, uh, toys, and the children want new ones, of course. Uh, and Chris says, okay, I'm going to keep an eye on these kids. They better be good, and I'll bring them more presents. Uh, so the Burgermeister hears about this, locks all the doors and windows. And then that's when Chris starts going in through the chimneys and hiding the toys in the stockings. Uh, then the Burgermeister, you know, tricks Chris, busts him, Kringles, Topper, and Winter. Uh, Jessica begs for the release. He says, no way. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't, but Winter's not there because she asked Winter to break everyone out, but he's not. He says, I also have magic I have left is this corn and that makes reindeer fly. That could could not be useful. And she says, yes, it is. Then everyone escapes. Yeah, but not before the Burgermeister swears that he'll never give up or his descendants. Uh, so then I guess Chris is on the, on the run. That's why he grows a beard then. Uh, then Tanta, Tanta says, uh, she says, uh, change your name to Klaus. Uh, uh, then he gets married on Christmas Eve to Jessica. Then they move to, I don't remember this part, move to the North Pole and build their own castle and workshop. Uh, then Chris, he, he delivers toys at night because he's an outlaw. And then eventually it says, this is Wikipedia, so the Meisterbergers uh, like fall out of favor organically and their laws uh you know disappear so then uh, chris becomes like uh, popular uh, and it starts to be called santa claus uh and jessica gets the title mrs claus so i also believe she's like the archivist and the keeper of knowledge uh, but also he decides to just do it one night a year he turns like uh, he's trying to pick the correct night he chooses Christmas Eve because it's a night of profound love. Uh, and winter kind of tries to make snow everywhere, at least on the first Christmas. Uh, and then at the end, it polishes up with a, um, uh, what are those called, uh, moral. Uh, S.D. Kluger says, I, you know, that's the real meaning of Christmas, and now i got to get the toys out. Uh, and then everyone sings the song at the end. Uh, uh, during a parade with Topper, Winter, the Kringle family, and children. And 
I guess that's it. So I don't remember that last uh, 10 minutes of the movie or the special musical numbers. Let's go through it. First Toy Makers to the King. I remember that one. Uh, no More Toy Makers to the King. That's by uh, uh, the other dude, Burgermeister. Uh, be prepared to uh, pay if you, sl- uh, if you sit on my lap today. Uh, put one foot in front of the other. I remember that one. My world is beginning today. I can't remember that. Jessica sings it. Uh, wedding song. Or what better way to tell you. And then Santa Claus. Uh, and actually it was released on Rhino Records uh, October 1st, 2002. So I don't know if that's on Spotify or anything. Uh, it was released on VHS and DVD numerous times. Uh, the 2005 DVD release has Mariah Carey singing the title song. It's also been in box sets. Uh, there was a novelization that came out in 2008. Uh, so a lot of interesting stuff. Uh, there's a video game uh, on the Nintendo DS in 2011. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a little bit about what I remember and then some actual facts from the a television special Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, yeah, I hope you have a great season uh, and uh, good night. All right, everybody, it's time for our uh, holiday, one of our holiday traditions, uh, which was a Christmas tree that took a walk uh, or the holiday tree that took a walk. You know, you, you, everybody has a different preference in way they celebrate the season. That's what our ongoing story is about, uh, the great cookie holiday cookie adventure. And this is a t- these have been tales of... Um, uh, like a, previously in the holiday season uh, of a Christmas tree that took a walk. It was on my car as a kid growing up. It blew away, and there must have been some magic in those old uh, frost piles it found because this Christmas tree then grew, walked back to my house uh, during a snowstorm. Also went and visited some holiday tradition. You know, when you did some other stuff. But this year, oh boy, does that, uh, like, uh, the, the tree, it was, uh, it, you know, because uh, here's a little secret about holiday and Christmas trees is, uh, I mean, you probably don't realize this, but, you, like, a lot of people complain about the sap, you know. Like, uh, that's one thing I've heard people complain about, uh and the water. Uh, I guess I don't want to get into too much of the spirituality of, of holiday and Christmas trees, but they do, uh, you know, they, like, uh, like uh, it's just important to remember that you say, well, was it, isn't it a different tree every year, Scoots? And I'd say, what is that job on the movie set called where, like, uh, you check all that stuff? Holy mackerel. Uh, but, uh, like you're good at you're good at this. That's why that's why I'm addressing this subject right now. Is uh, you know those those there's timeless molecules. So let's just say that we, like Goose to say, well, Scoots, can you give me a science based? Uh, see, you, okay, so you want me to give you a you want me to elaborate on the spiritual and the science based linkage between how Christmas trees, holiday trees, and me through my lifetime. 
Yeah, here you go. Timeless molecules. Look it up. Uh, believe me, it probably, uh, right? It's a time, there's timeless molecules. Uh, also a famous song. I don't know if it was uh, Paul Anka that sang that one. Uh, no, it's Don Ho. Uh, in, uh, like, when, like, it was in, um, it was, for, you know, it was for a convention, uh, Timeless Molecules. It was for, uh, it could be just, like, just a science convention, but, uh, about molecules, uh, MoleculeCon by, have you ever heard of MoleculeCon? Uh, yeah, they, like, it's a, it's a, not a thing yet, but one day, holy cow, so could, like, maybe one day after, they get everything ironed out with uh, imagining Romcon Con. First of all, I'll probably have to Google Molecule Con. And I'll say, okay, that's already event. So then I'll have to call it Molecule Con Con. Cool Con. We'll just call it Cool Con. Let's lock that down. Then we won't sell any tickets because people will be like, uh, you'd say, okay, I'm sorry. I don't understand uh, what, what that is. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't. Uh, you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, it was my my mistake. Uh, yeah, boy, boy, boy. Okay, so where was I? I, I got a little bit. Uh, so uh, anyway, we do these, these holiday series, right? Uh, and uh, it was a holiday tree that took a walk. The Christmas tree that took a walk. Uh, and this tree's had a lot of adventures so year after year. Uh, going places and stuff. Uh, of course, we have pitch sessions because I say, well, what do you got on? Like, I, would, I don't want to say I'm a tree mentor. It's more that the tree's my mentor. I mean, you figured that out. So we had this pitch session, and the tree said, well, I'd like to go explore the world, you, you know, and, and do more than just hang out with you in the holidays. And, you know, be of service, of course, to more people, maybe not even have it related to the holiday season. And I said, really? Oh, that's, uh, tell me, to, really, uh, uh, like, you really want to, huh, you don't really want to spend the holidays with me. What about, like, you're supposed to be my Christmas tree. And then the, 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 the tree pointed out the fact that, uh, and I mean, I talked about this last year, but I did get a, a artificial tree, which we I guess we hadn't talked about. So I said, "Okay, sit down then. Let's talk this out." And I'm realizing you're having feelings about the artificial tree I have with built-in lights because uh, it's a. Did you hear the story about how I got it? The listeners probably have, but maybe the listeners in the past year haven't heard it. I did go out looking for a holiday because, you know, I moved, I hadn't heard from you. One, I know you like to stay mobile. So I, and I don't usually have a holiday Christmas tree because, uh, like just because of who I am, I don't realize it till, you know, the time has passed. And then I think about like the watering, the purchasing, is it having to have a stand and then one of those things that goes on the floor, tree skirt? Uh, I just I wish I was more equipped to, to do those kind of things, but I realize I just um, I am not. Uh, but last year, my parents were staying with me for Thanksgiving. 
And, of course, I was trying to figure out what to do with them one evening. Uh, and, you know, to, so much to, 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 you know, have, to put joy, holiday joy, Christmas joy in our hearts. And uh, I said, well, let's go. What do you say we go buy a Christmas tree? And we went to, and again, I hadn't bought one in a long time. And when we got there, we started looking. It was, I think it was like either, it was early in the evening. I mean, it was dark out, but it was probably, you know, it got dark early, 5.30, 6 o'clock. And I believe um, it might have been drizzling. I think it was just drizzling. And then we started looking at trees, but they didn't have any prices up, which is never, never a good sign. Uh, and then we were kind of separated and we said, well, I wonder how much these trees cost. And then we found out and we realized that, uh, that was not a price point we were comfortable paying for, for this, for this tree. And I said, that's a tree. Look, I said, are you sure that's not, um, like some sort of shrub on its last vestiges of existence? And the pricing was just um, not, it was just, uh, and I've heard there's, in the Bay Area, there is a few places you could get a tree for reasonable, and again, I'm not looking, to, like, believe, I work on a sleep podcast, but, you know, I know that it's hard, like, uh, to say, well, this is the market value, uh, but it was, it, it was, seemed very high, uh, so we bought it. It was, you know, it was my mom. Hey, 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 Christmas tree. It was my mom's idea. She said, she said, think about those trees. They could be wandering free in the world. And here at the hearth in your homestead, you could keep it. The tree as a symbol of the tree that you carry its flame in your heart. Not that you, not the flame, like a, a spark in your heart for the joy the wandering Christmas tree brings you. And I said, you couldn't have summed it up better, Mom, for a sleep podcast, really, that, uh, yeah, we'll just buy an imitation tree. It's just more a symbolic tree, yeah, but it's in, it, it literally is an imitation of you, a tribute tree. That's what we called it as we hung it uh, and we sang songs of your glory Oh, we sang, oh, Christmas tree, how we miss you. Uh, I'm with, you know, but we celebrate you with these imitation branches. Uh, Well, man, what a night it was. The the tears we shed, they were tears of joy. And uh, whatever that thing is, that's like positive sadness, uh, like a little grief, but more of a, when you look back at the past in a healthy way, with sadness, uh, you know, where you say, well, I'm missing out on my time with that tree, but it's out wandering the world. Now we did, now they did, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you the totally tell you the truth. Uh, the fact of the matter is we said we, there's a two different, aisle. I don't know if you've been in Home Depot because that's where we went. That was the only place you could think of. Because we're already in the car with my parents, okay? So it also cut me a little slack. It was drizzling too early to eat dinner yet. And so we had to do, we had to have something to do. And so we went to Home Depot, and, then, and I said, uh, uh, the, 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 you know, there's people there that offer you greetings. And I said, hello, uh, greetings to you as well. 
And then I said, do you happen to have, they said, you know, how can we assist you today? And I said, where are we? (laughs) No, that didn't happen. That part didn't happen. But uh, they said, yeah, do do you have any um, tribute trees? We're in search of a tribute tree, a tree tributing, you know, and they, they said, like an imitation tree, but more glorious. And I said, exactly. And they said, well, we have two sections, so I don't want you to get lost because there's one section for replacement trees. Those are uh, Christmas trees and holiday trees to replace uh, evergreen. Uh, those are So that's a replacement tree section. And the reason I want to tell you is it looks very similar to the tribute tree section. Except you know, for, for the that that music that sounds like silver and gold bells uh, harmoniously ringing, and you know the people in the tribute tree, you know the the wet eyes of joy, and uh, you know the people in the tribute tree section. Those are the main differences. So so just keep an eye out for those things, and you'll know you're in the right section versus the replacement trees. Uh, which are there, you know, like, uh, so you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's not that this tree symbolizes your irrelevance, uh, or like your, like your change in your relevance, it does not make you irrelevant. I keep trying to say that to people or by giving this tree, this tributary relevance, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't change how relevant in my heart you are. Right. So. Anyway, I thought we were going to talk about so 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 I thought we were going to talk about your feelings. Uh, does that help make you when you talk about your feelings that I'll feel okay about them? I just wanted you to have all the information. Uh, I wish you could have been there because I can't even do the speeches justice, uh, or all the, you know, all all of the memory. Holy cow! So that's I just wanted you to know that if that's why you're. Uh, not keeping in touch with me or whatever. But I heard you had a project you wanted to work on. Okay, tell me. So you so usually you walk through my memories, right? And that's uh right, you could be that can be uh, very singular. Okay, I take a so now you want to branch branch out. That's hilarious. That was an unintentional pun, huh? Yeah, we got lucky on that one. So you're thinking, oh, like inspired by the podcast, you want to go around because you're a tree. Okay, so this is only because you're a tree. You're going to go around the evergreen forests for the sleeping trees. Those are the trees that haven't obtained sentience yet. Okay, I'm with you so far. You're going to gather pine cones. So you're going to be in an evergreen forest with pine cones. Okay, you're saying that in a generalized way. Got it. You want to gather inactive pine cones. It would take too long to explain to me. Okay, but let me just try to, like, uh, ref- like let me try to um, make sure I'm understanding what you're saying, okay? So what you're saying is, is there's some pine cones that are active. Like, they could be, they could, like, the those are, like, the seeds or something are in there, right, that other trees grow from. And some of those, like, uh, I don't understand the whole mechanics of, you know, believe me, it, like I didn't, I knew the, if I told you what I learned about the birds and the bees, uh, 
you you'd probably you wouldn't be you know a highly functioning tree. You'd be a bit like me, you know. So, like, yeah, you can't even share it on a silly podcast. Uh, so I don't know a lot about that stuff. Uh, but so I, my understanding is like some of those would be like function. You're, you're right. Functioning's the wrong word, but uh, uh, ready for the spring to grow a seedling or something. I mean, yeah, I know, but in a general way of understanding, there's cones that just are that are just pine cones, but they don't have the potential of a tree in them, and those are the ones you're picking up. Perfect. So we're under understanding now. And uh, uh, okay, so where, like, so you where where would you? So you're going to collect pine cones, or you okay, and then you're going to. Oh, distribute them as a is a, a symbol of the season, okay? Because it's only symbolic, like almost like a tribute to the season, just like some people might do with a. Um, it's almost like you're doing what I'm doing, even though you had strong feelings about what I did. Not to take your feelings away, but like you're taking a pine cone that actually is more of a tribute to a pine, even though it's physically a pine cone. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm almost ready to move. This is why. Can you see? Can you see the? Uh, yeah, I've got the, the. Yeah, okay. So we're we're in alignment here. Really, we just didn't know it. And you're going to start distributing them or give them to, to people to distribute. Okay, interesting. Is this okay? It's a symbol of the season. So where would we start? Oh, you're going to hand these to me. You're handing two of them to me. Okay. Uh, and what am I supposed to do with these? Uh, okay. You, you're, oh, you're pointing to the randomizer. So I should check the randomizer. Uh, hot high school. That's what it says here. And out of a list of 400, that's what came up. Uh, yeah. Okay. Does that mean anything to me? You do, believe it or not, it does. It bling, I know I have an exact memory. And I should bring the, I wish I could bring these cones to the people I impacted in that. I thought I talked about this once. Well, it it was that season. I don't know what the exact thing was, uh, but uh, I was at high, it was when I was in high school and it was very hot. Uh, It was a winter, very cold outside. Yes, so cold, right? Uh, But the heat was blasting. Yeah, and we had a, um, actually, I think it was a mass, because uh, I went to Catholic High School, and it was a mass in the cafeteria for some reason. Maybe because, I don't know why, because this is the only mass I'm aware of that was in the cafeteria. Yeah, I'm with you. And we had, I think it was so full that some of us had to sit on the windowsills, uh, which happened to be where the heat registers were. Yes, and my friends and I were sitting there, but we were also in front of a window, and it was literally below zero outside. And there was uh, four of us, uh, I recall. I don't think there was, yeah, there was four of us there sitting there. And I was furthest away from the window. And, I mean, I'm not trying to, um, uh, like, uh, I could have behaved differently, and a lot of this was residual uh, displeasure. 
from other not great choices I made. But so throughout the mass, so, so there's a mass going on, right? A, like a religious service, and that's also high school. But the kid, you know, the kids know that uh, you should behave respectfully. Uh, but and again, I'm not going to name names or anything. There was four of us, and uh, most of us were very uh, hot. Uh, so uh, I think what happened was the window would get opened a little bit so that the air would come in, but the air was very cold. And two people couldn't agree on the temperature. And maybe I was involved in that, but I don't honestly, I, in all honesty, I don't think I was involved at all. I mean, maybe I said, please leave the window open. I'd rather be free. Like, I'd rather have the cold breeze because it was, it was really warm. Uh, and we probably had sweaters on anyway. Possibly. So... Uh, but I guess like two other people were like, uh, they were having strong disagreements. So it was constant back and forth thing and it's probably disruptive. Normally, I mean, I, I would claim if I was being disruptive, so, so I'm not saying I wasn't. And eventually now also it made, like I said, there was residual things from other very poor choices I made so this school had a high school and a, and a, and a junior high school, middle school. Now, as soon as the um, uh, like mass was over, uh, someone very upset in ministry, like someone from the junior middle school, came up to us and expressed expressed their displeasure because it was very disruptive. And also because I had uh, made bad choices that had impacted this person previously m multiple times, uh, uh, they uh, probably rightly assumed that I, they, they could. They said uh, then this this person called over the priest uh, who who would um, probably the principal of the high school maybe well the principal of the high school maybe was knew about it or whatever, uh, but they called over the priest who was also. Uh, a teacher at the school, uh, but you know, had a administrative sweat, discipline, ability to discipline, and uh, uh, said that we were, you know, that we were in trouble, like, uh, and that I was the ringleader. And this was one of the few times I don't think I could be, I'm more like a person running around the ring, uh, like, uh, or I put a person that puts the rings down. I mean, I'd be the person that goes, do, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Or that comes up with the idea of the circus. I don't know if I'm ever the actual, the circus starter as opposed to the ringleader. But in this case, I wasn't the circus starter. And so then uh, we had to go and wait. And then we get, you know, like, uh, but you, from your perspective with these two, um, these called pine cones, right? Uh, Christmas cones, we could call them. Christmas, you know, like I hope you got a lot of these because if you're going to give them to me, like I probably, the 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 uh, cone cone based amends I got to make is, uh, uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah. So I guess like if I had a time machine and cones, I would give them to those two uh, adults uh, and say, hey. It, like, it, I don't think I would try to um, excuse myself. Like, in our situation, it was different because uh, I said, I don't want you to feel like you got replaced. You didn't get replaced by a, an artificial tree. 
We do, again, we didn't buy a replacement tree. That's a different aisle. They even had ones that were called supplemental trees, but we got the, we went to the tribute tree section. At least that's where we intended to go. Like that's where our intentions were to get a tribute tree, a tree that stands in evergreen tribute to you. In your your you know. So, uh, multi trees and multi friends beyond the binary trees and multi forms, right? As Doctor Who might say, well, it wasn't Doctor Who that said it. Whoever announced it uh, on that space station. Okay, so I would give those would be who I'd give them. If you say warm high school or hot high school, uh, that's exact. So I guess you, so. Those would be the first two I would give out. Uh, I guess so. So is that like? Uh, Oh, what would I say? I would say, geez, I'm sorry that, that, well, I guess like for the, the priest, I'd say, geez, sorry. Uh, I was disruptive during your service. It was very disrespectful of, of me. I don't know. I mean, I think part of me would be tempted to say, you know, it was 8,000 degrees. It felt like on the registers and, and then the window was negative. You know, it's hard to find. I say, maybe it's a, it was tough, like having to do mass in the, in the cafeteria and uh, we apologize. It was distracting. We were kind of d- d- having a debate about the hot versus the cold. It wasn't proper. Maybe we should have asked an adult what to do. I don't know. Is that me getting out of the apology? I mean, it's hard for. So I said I was wrong. Uh, what are the four steps? I was. I, I was. I'm sorry. I was. I was disruptive during your service. It was wrong to be disruptive. Uh, uh, what can I do to, to correct the situation? Also, I have a pine cone for you. Is a symbol of uh, my understanding of making this is a potential, you know, there is a potential seedling in me that doesn't want to be always disruptive. Uh, so, now for the other administrator, it would probably take a lot longer. We might meet a, need a mediator, mostly on my end, because uh, uh, I don't know, other than um, uh, like a not being happy, like, oh, yeah, I guess I would say, wow, I made a lot of bad choices that impacted you, including it must have been really distracting uh, hearing all that noise about the hot and the cold, and, and I'm sorry that we disrupted the service. So, uh, also all that other stuff, uh, um, well, I mean, it, we, again, this was, an, yeah, was, I'm really sorry. And I'm really sorry for like, uh, for the time I was waiting for the bus, that thing, so, like, yeah, all, all I, I, I was, uh, I was wrong. I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do to fix it now? Because, uh, you know, uh, I really wish I would have made better choices back then. And also, here's a pine cone as a, as a symbol of, uh, oh, by the way, happy Christmas, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy holidays. Uh, here's a pine cone. By the way, it's not like a, it's not a functioning pine cone, it's, but it's still technically a pine cone. May, maybe not, it might not even be from a pine tree. It was gifted to me by a sentient tree. That uh, unfortunately, you know, 
Can I give you a pine cone? Would that be strange? You're collecting them. Is this only going to be my, my, like, it would, okay, so then the next one. Okay, I'm checking it. Clue, uh, uh, clue land is the next, uh, next thing. So what does that mean as far as uh, pine cones and where you're going? Hopefully out of my memories. Uh, oh, clue, clue, oh, you're giving them to me again. Okay, other cone, so... Clue Clue Land makes me think of board game Clue, and uh, so that makes me think of board games. I don't have a ton of, like, uh, okay, a couple things about games. Like, uh, one, uh, you know, you probably know this uh, since you've been in my life as a holiday tree, Christmas tree, but uh, I used to drink too much, and so... uh, uh, that's, imp- I think that's important for a couple of things. So I do, I guess I do have, uh, so, so I, I don't feel like I can make any, like uh, that it's proper, uh, for, for us to use, uh, so I don't want to make any, uh, I don't want to give out any cones related to that. Cause I say, well, there was a time, you know, we we're playing at your, your sister's house or whatever, you know, th- that's better in person, huh? Okay, but that said, I think I have two, well, I have like a more generalized memory of where I could get be, be always be better. So I don't know who I'd give those cones to, but it's like I do get competitive when it comes to board games, uh, no matter the age range of the people playing. Uh, so uh, I don't know who would I give that to because it's a, well, uh, you know, that I really want to win, especially when it's like something, uh, I don't know if it's competitive. It's like wanting to, I guess it's that relevance thing. It's like, oh, I want to figure out, uh, like, especially in Clue, that game, uh, especially as you're going around, I say, "Wow, I think I've, I think I might have unlocked this puzzle." So, how do we fix that? Like, um, because it's like I never understand this. I mean, I know some games you say, "Well, I'm going to ease up a little bit," or sometimes you forget and you say, "Next time, I need to ease up a little bit." Uh, okay, maybe seeing it through the eyes of the children. Oh, am I playing Clue against four- and five-year-olds? Maybe. I mean, it's possible. Uh, that's maybe why I'm, uh, you know, I'm like 18 and one. Okay, but I do have a more memory. This was when I was, like, uh, under the influence, but I don't think it's an intense memory, but it's, like, one where I say I probably have some apologies to make uh, because I probably was uh, not on my best behavior. So, and it, I don't know if it was, it was, it was a, a friend who always had a holiday party, a Christmas party. I don't think this was their Christmas party though. And we were playing a uh, trivial pursuit and we might've been playing like an eighties edition or pop culture edition. Okay. And, um, so, uh, here's what I remember. In, in, I mean, it's going to be tough not to me, for me to, like, make myself look good and bad at the same time. Uh, but so we had, so I had, like, a, like, a, like I was in, a, like, a very uh, loose mood. I was, uh, but, but I was probably somewhat cogent because, or whatever, cognizant, or whatever the right word is. Uh, like, I was, but I was, so... I was teamed with one of the hosts of the, uh, the, 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 whose home it was. 
and they were a kind of person whose gameplay kind of uh, is normally like apologetic, like, oh, I don't know if I like, like and I, I like my, my team to feel confident and needed and that, geez, well, you don't have to know every answer. It's the answers you know or that you think you know. We're a team. Uh, there's no apologies, uh, needed like, uh, but also we're going like, uh, you know, we're going to, we're, we're going to do really good. Don't worry. Uh, and so I, I remember that was one element it was like, okay, you really want to celebrate our victories, especially when it's other persons. Uh, also the other team, like, I think there might've been even more than two teams, but it was really like a two team game. So there's another team. And they were friendly, but also competitive and, but not in, um, but oh boy, did I, um, I think the term is heel. Like I was at, like, I was real heel. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was also one of those just dominant performances. Uh, and so it was whatever, it was some trivial pursuit, which is like a trivia game, which again, I don't think this might've been just a rare thing because my knowledge is very limited and my recall's not that great. So I don't know what ha- how this happened, but uh, uh, so basically we went on this tear where we were answering, you, you, like you, every time you answer a question correctly, you could roll again, or you, you have to answer questions. This game of Trivial Pursuit I'm explaining, uh, just, you know, because I know you've had it under your tree for other people, but... Uh, now it's a game you, you bring to goodwill. Uh, but so, like, uh, you, you like the way you, you either get to roll again or you get, like, a little bit of a, a, a pie, like a pip piece that you need to accumulate to in order to win the game. And we would we were going on streaks where we're, like, usually it's really not an easy game. So you might answer a few questions in a row. You might answer a few questions in a row, but the chances of you like stringing together, but we were stringing together. Like, like it was almost like we were just dominating the game. Uh, but also I was acting like we were dominating the game. So I was doing a lot of, uh, especially when I, I mean, when I got it right in, when it was really hard or when my partner and I like brainstormed an answer, I was being very loud and pointing this is just not normally, I'm very reserved normally, but also I want to like, just to say why well, I was being over the top and it probably wasn't okay behavior. It's not rare, especially in those days, you know, when I didn't realize, oh, well, well I'm trying to be good at stuff. Uh, like I didn't find what I was actually good at to be useful to people. I mean, that's the real truth uh, where, so I guess I had a little bit of a combination of what inferiority like my self-esteem needed a little bit of a healthy, um, um, I don't know, massaging. And so any chance I had to, 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 to get to, to, to like, uh, let all that out and feel like, uh, you know, that's why I was acting that way partially. It wasn't okay though. So I was kind of, uh, that's what I was doing then. So, yeah. So who would I give it to? I think I would have to give one to everybody at the party especially the people playing on the other team. So uh, I'd say, geez, I'm, you know, re- you know what? I acted like a real uh, heel at that game, a real jerk. Uh, it was wrong. Uh, ha- ha- you know, it brought, like I got carried away. 
and it's not okay. Very disrespectful. I know if I was playing against someone that was behaving like me, it would have been really uh, tiring and not fun. So, so I'm sorry about that. Uh, is there anything I could do uh, to make it better? Or, you know, I, I um, also have these cone, Christmas cones for you that uh, symbolize the fact that, I, you know, I was wrong. And uh, I, I guess everybody else would probably say, you know, I used to really, uh, that was like uh, poor behavior on my part. And I'm really sorry about that. Uh, probably was disruptive to, to the party, maybe. Or uh, to the hosts, they say, geez, it probably alienated some of your guests. So, sorry about that. Uh, you're like, uh, but uh, here's some holiday cones, and uh, is anything I can do to make it better? Uh, or, you know, it's, I guess the other thing I would say is, it's just, I'm, you might have strong feelings about my behavior, and that's totally understandable. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to say it like I wasn't sorry because I was. Okay, so time for another ran random number generator. Okay, so I'm going to add it's 104. Well, I looked wrong. 104, 105. Uh, 105. Okay, head into 105 is a Balatron. Baltron, actually. Baltron. Hopefully that one doesn't involve me, does it? You don't know. Well, so let's talk out what Voltron could be. Voltron, there was Voltron, and Tron kind of to me says robot or um, uh, mechanical mech. Voltron, uh, it seems like it could just be uh, uh, like a little bit of a. It could be like a like a transformer, probably not. Okay, so uh, yeah, so I guess it is. It is more apologies I have to make. I can, I can think of a few that I, about this one, not big ones. Those are like uh, I guess these are like the most mild. Uh, this is like a podcast of mild men. Uh, well, it's good to like, uh, like this is. I guess you're right. This is like a really positive thing you're 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 putting me through. you're putting me through. I appreciate it uh, because it gives us a chance. There's like a there's no shame or regret in any of this. It's really powerful. Maybe that's what is ever. Oh, apologies are always evergreen. Is that a double like uh, apologies are ever evergreen apologies? Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'm trying to have as much enthusiasm as I can. So, let's see. So, let's see. Oh, boy. There's uh, three things I can think of uh, uh, that, uh, I don't know. Well, I guess, like, this is a real small one. Uh, so, I'll start with it. Because as soon as you said Transformers, it reminded me of, like, uh, in the 80s, for a time, there was competing Transformers and GoBots, which were like transform. Like, so there's two brands of uh, robots that would convert into vehicles. They also both had their own TV show, a cartoon, TV, cartoon, whatever, animated program, animated television program. And I don't know. Transformers were a little bit more. Usually, the Transformers were made from diecast metal, and GoBots may have been only made from plastic. 
And I played with both. And here's something that wouldn't be surprising since you're a tree in my life is, uh, you know, I played with toys for a long time. And I wish I played for toys for longer. I, I know in sixth grade and then even in seventh grade for a little bit, I played with toys. Uh, but I can remember, and I think this was in sixth grade, you also had a little bit of, um, I mean, it was from a family of six kids, and my parents were very generous. And they made a lot of sacrifices on my behalf. And um, making sure we had plenty of toys to play with was a, a part of their holiday, Christmas joy. And so, uh, but I also like, uh, knew that there was other kids that always had more. Right. And, and I guess like, again, to go back to that other thing, it made me feel like a little bit, uh, like wanted me to create fiction of where I had as much as they had, which maybe they, maybe, you know, who knows? And maybe I had like, I didn't appreciate how much more I had than most. So, like I'm thinking about that in a way, the reason I say that is uh, this is a very tiny memory, but it's weird weird that it always stuck with me. This feels like, have you ever thought about being, I guess an evergreen tree can't be a therapist. Uh, I thought you were going to walk the earth and do this and not just, uh, yeah, well, so uh, I guess what I'm saying is that uh, I have this very clear memory in sixth grade, when a lot of kids might have stopped playing with toys. And I, I, I think I was talking to one or two kids. Uh, and we were talking about, I was, I don't know if we were talking about toys or I was just, and this, I guess this is interesting though to me because uh, it was doing what you would call nervous talking, which now I do as an adult. Uh, and the, the adult part of my brain says, well, boy. And I said, well, oh, no, this is what I've always, this is kind of uh like, I always think it's something new that I have to conquer instead of saying, well, this is just part of our makeup. And maybe we could just get some tools and some adjustments. Uh, so um, I was doing this nervous talking, right? And uh, they, uh, I was talking to these other two kids. And I was talking about, like, uh, all the holiday gifts I was going to get, which none of them were true. And what uh, kind of bra- imaginary bragging. And saying, and I remember because I said that uh, probably in my stocking would be a bump, which you just had a great movie a year, year ago, would be a Bumblebee Transformer, which is not an inexpensive Transformer when those came out. It's probably at least 10 to 20 bucks, uh, which would, would symbolize, like that was like a symbol, that would be a symbol of like ostentatious wealth uh, in my childhood mind. That in their stocking, you were getting a twelve to twenty dollar toy. Holy moly! And I don't remember what other webs I spun because actually the best Transformers I had, I actually bought with my own money uh, from my paper route. I think uh, for 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 the most part, I think I saw, I can remember paying for my own Transformers. Uh, and I guess I just feel bad about that because, okay, you're right. Now, I just always remember that because they say, well, I feel, I guess I do feel bad, not negative bad. I feel sad that I was misportraying things. Now, I think the one young man that I was speaking to that I know was in the conversation, there might have been someone else in the conversation too, though. 
but I know the one kid, kid he, he was like, I was under the impression he was very well off. Uh, and it was just him and his sister and his parents. So I guess I can't, but he wasn't like a real bragger. So I don't know why I felt so. So I feel a little bit uh, sad that I was giving him the wrong impression. I guess I feel sad for the kid part of me that felt like, hey, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like spinning a childhood fiction, but not in a negative way, right? You're right, I don't. Uh, I just feel like I want to give them both a pine cone and say, hey, it's okay. Yeah, and that goes to this other memory that I have uh, of Christmas. And, and I don't think maybe I haven't never talked about this on the podcast before, so thank you for empowering me to do so. And actually, it goes to my, like, working for working, too, because uh, so it does go full circle. Uh, so I used to play with Transformers and G.I. Joe's, which was another action figure type cho- toy and other toys. Uh, but I fantasized about getting this one. It, it was a hovercraft. It was a G.I. Joe hovercraft. Uh, and for a long time, that's all I wanted. All I wanted for Christmas was this G.I. Joe hovercraft. It was very big. It was very expensive, too. And when I say expensive for a Christmas gift, it was probably, it couldn't have been, I would bet it was twenty nine ninety five to, to, to up to $50. Uh, but I don't think it was anywhere less than $25. I don't, I don't think that was at all possible. So it was an expensive, very expensive toy. And I remember saying to Santa Claus, uh, this is all I want. Like, uh, maybe I should let my parents know, too. That's the only thing I want. Uh, and I, I think I was fantasizing about playing with it for a long time because it had all these different things. And uh, it had a sled. And you could play with it. Like, I wanted to play with it in the bathtub. I fantasized about finding a river or a pond because it would float. It was a hovercraft. It was for land and sea. And I thought I could really have, I was like when I played with those toys, a very similar podcast. I was immersed in the world of imagination. Uh, and now seeing things as a parent, I, I guess I view things much differently from my parents' side of things. But so I was like 100% of the impression that that's what I was getting for Christmas. Uh, so when that Christmas came, and I kept waiting for that gift, and it did not appear like it did not. I did not get that gift. It did get a helicopter from a movie that uh, did not do well. That I think they expected to do well. It was like a helicopter movie. It was a helicopter. There was like two helicopter things. There was a TV show called Air Air uh, Air Puppy. Uh, Jan, I think Jan Michael Vincent and Ernest Borgnine were on that. And then uh, there was another one with uh, Roy, Sh- the Roy Scheider from the um, uh, the original movie about Guppy, the Guppy, the summer movie, the summer blockbuster Guppy. Uh, he was in a helicopter movie, and this helicopter was based on the helicopter from that movie. It might even been called Blue Thunder. It might have been the name of the movie. And that was what I got as my main gift. And I was uh, like, uh, and I did handle this. I actually like, like, and then my brother, 
who was two years younger than me, so we played a lot together, but we still had our own things. He got two um, uh, smaller, so I, I got like a couple G.I. Joe figures in this helicopter. Uh, it wasn't remote control or anything, it was just a toy. And then my brother got, uh, um, maybe, no, also I got, I don't know, maybe this was two, it might have been combining two years, but whatever. So my brother also got some toys. And I remember feeling a little bit jealous about the toys he got, that they were better. And then I said, well, why, how come I, what did I do? Or how, and then I said, well, it's just too expensive, I think was what I kept telling myself, this uh, hovercraft. And I remember being disappointed, but also like knowing it, I was old enough to know that, uh, you could, you know, that would be, would, would not be, I think I'd thrown enough FITSs as a younger kid to know, hey, your parents are sacrificing for these things. Uh, show some appreciation and joy. Uh, so I remember saying, oh, no, this is so much better than the hovercraft because it flies in the air. And it, and, and it ended up being a toy I did really enjoy playing with uh, at whatever age I was, 14. Uh, but I do do think I need to give out pine cones like, to, to everybody involved there, like uh, all my family. Because, uh, I mean, one, like uh, my parents went out of their way uh, to create it. Oh, boy, I just remembered another one that we don't have time for. So, like, I was just going to try to have a heartfelt moment, but then I just thought of another one that I have. Uh, so should I go into that? Okay, probably the listeners will want to hear my mistakes more than my healing, huh? Right, because it is healing. But I would say that, you know, my parents and my siblings, uh, I want to give them cones of love uh, because of, uh, like, they make my life special even today. And they made it that way then. And I didn't always appreciate that. Uh, and then I would want to give one to myself to say, hey, it's not easy being a kid. And I wish I could be there to coach you along the way and we could coach each other along the way. To say, hey, you, you kind of do have, it's okay to also have mixed feelings on the holidays. Uh, it's totally understandable uh, because you were hoping for that. Now, you did, I did end up buying it uh, and getting to play it in the bathtub a few times with money from my paper route. Uh, so it all ended up, or some other job. I think it was my paper route, though. And I got the pride of ownership. But my last, I guess, uh, my last cone to give out. And it, this is one I'm not sure I totally buy everything. Like, like I don't know if I have all of the facts here. But so, I guess once I stopped playing with toys. So this would have been a few years after that, uh, when I was supposed to be... Uh, uh, going on dates and stuff like that, but I, I uh, started to play computer games, and there was this one year, and like I said, we didn't have the most advanced computer, but uh, there was some games that were really well, the developers were very good, so the games would perform no matter what system you were playing with. Uh, not only were the games really good, uh, but the graphics performance, you, you, they could make the most out of whatever processor you had. Uh, whether it's like simple graphics, they could look good or whatever. And then there was this martial arts uh, story-based game. I don't remember the name of it, but I know it was like very cool. And where, you know, somebody was doing martial arts in pajamas and sneaking around. 
And I had asked for that for the holidays. And then I found it uh, when I was searching searching through my parents' room, probably looking for that stuff. Uh, And then I couldn't wait. So then I, like, and it was in, like, plastic wrap. So it was a mistake to think that... uh, uh, that uh, would would uh, would be able to get away with it, but I opened it up and I started playing with it because I figured, why not? I'm going to get it as a gift anyway. And I didn't re- like; it was hard to like sneak. It was like probably like only an hour or two when nobody was home. Because uh, the thing was, the hard thing was, you needed the disc uh, to play. Like the copy protection was, you had to have the disc in the disc drive. You couldn't just download, put it on the hard drive, and play it. Otherwise, I would have just copied it to the hard drive and then put the disc away and been done with it. Uh, so good job on the copy protection. I'd give a good Christmas cone to that person, too. Now, unfortunately, what happened was my mom was the kind of person who she would buy gifts on layaway. And she would also buy gifts and return them, uh, like, over the years. So she'd say, oh, I'm going to buy this. You know, I have $20. Now I'll buy this for Andrew. But then maybe she would reassess things. So this gift was reassessed. And uh, when I opened my holiday gifts, I was like, Christmas gifts, I was like, holy cow, that's uh, no uh, uh, whatever. It wasn't karateka, but it was something like that. Uh, And uh, it wasn't there. And uh, I remember years later, or maybe even then, coming clean to my mom and her saying it was kind of a hassle to return it or exchange it because uh, it was opened. And I think the story even claimed that there was a virus on there, which probably was not true because I don't think uh, that's possible. But so, and I don't know what gift ended up getting gotten uh, instead. I think for something like a remote control car for one of my brothers, maybe. That was Radio Shack, by the way which is no longer with us. So I guess I would give one to my mom. I guess, can you give one to yourself for being somewhat crafty? Yeah. But I don't know. I I like the idea of this. I'm glad we talked about it. I hope you go on your journey now and give out those. But yeah, it's like, uh, I guess it's an important gift at the end of the year, right? Is to think about, hey, uh, oh, wow. Like, uh, I was wrong and I'm sorry. How can I make this better? How how did it feel? Like, uh, I think that's the fourth part is, uh, uh, tell me how this impacted you and how you felt about it. That's what I had a hard part with you, with the tributary. So it's probably a place I need to grow this next 12 months is saying, uh, it's being open to that. Like, I guess going and saying, giving out, can, is it possible for me to give myself tons of cones, uh, because, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm kind of only being half kidding to say, hey, it's a, well, that's a little bit hard thinking about that. Making apologies, writing these as letters or whatever, or bringing it up again with my mom or my siblings, uh, saying, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't. Uh, sometimes with your parents, it kind of feels like, uh, I guess it's important still, though, but if you just say, oh, well, you know, you don't need to apologize. Uh, but yeah, so I, you know, those are. I guess this is this is what a what a holiday gift you brought me this year. What a way to, uh, uh, no, really though, to, to think like, uh, yeah, there's always room for growth. Uh, 
and healing. That's really what part of the season we forget. Uh, uh, I guess because there is like these highs and lows, and the healing kind of takes place right in the middle, huh? You know, remember that there's a holiday cone there for everyone. You know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and to hold it and say, huh, like, uh, yeah, and maybe just to give yourself one right now. Maybe hold your hands together, cup them like there's a cone inside. And take a breath and realize you are a gift uh, to this world. Uh, and then give yourself a gift of empathy of compassion and caring and saying, but you know, a little pat on the back or a hand on the chest to say, okay, it's not easy. We're not perfect. And that's okay. Uh, and then we haven't been perfect in the past, but yeah, that we could kind of make apologies for it too. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Uh, sorry about the tributary thing. You know, I didn't really, I, I guess it could have been more clear that we weren't replacing you. And that it's just like, you know, again, my parents were, this is, uh, okay, yeah, you're right, I'm sorry I didn't tell you that we were getting, or just ask you how you felt about me having an artificial Christmas tree. Uh, if I were to do it again, I would have talked to you first. You must feel strong, like, how do you feel about that? Uh, do you want to talk about it? Okay, that's good, okay. Is there anything I can do to make it better? Love the tree like it was real. Done. Uh, happy holidays and good nights.